Oh, you don't know about the Steel? Shaquille O'Neal? The Shaquille O'Neal movie. It's is a the great movie. Only <laughs> no, Superman it's not. Movie we don't, got. don't. You shut your goddamn trash. <laughs> when it comes off. to Shaquille O'Neal, Adam has got a thing. Oh. <laughs> He's a great man. In a world where laughter was king, on the edge of space. Ludicrous speed! Go! We get together, have a few laughs. Masters of the universe! Okay, well, I hope everybody enjoyed the uh, previous episode where we had a little fun. We played a game. Uh, I got spanked so I'd bad. Like to play a game. <laughs> well, Adam came out on top, as you would assume. Uh, he likes it on top. He, yes. <laughs> it's true. he is always on top. He's the guy. Actually, Which no, means I, I Matt's like... always on the bottom? I, I, I was last episode. <laughs> you Tune were... in the last episode to see what I'm talking about. Snoogans. Uh, we got what kinky. was the Kinky Kelly and the Sexy Sud? Like taking it in the road, taking it in the in the ass, that is. <laughs> that would be. Uh... That was some Oscar Wilde like wordplay right there. It was. <laughs> Oscar Wilde. In case you didn't know, we're doing a tribute to Kevin Smith. A tribute. And. Um, this is just a tribute. This isn't even actually the, the actual podcast. Yeah, this is the actual like podcast. It. This is um, just a tribute. And we're we're gonna this. I don't know how long this episode is gonna go. It's gonna go on for some time. I have a, a feeling it, it's gonna go a while, guys. We have so gonna, much. Knowledge. We're gonna cover movies. Mm. We're gonna cover uh, and other things that like Kevin's. I, I want to like when I say tribute, I want to touch on the, the the milestones. Like we don't have to like get into reviews of every single movie. Uh, we will obviously talk about every single movie and the highlights, standouts. Uh, there's going to be some trivia, I'm sure. Uh, Matt here has got like a, li- a yellow legal pad from the m- that he stole, oh, I guess, yeah. from the marshmallow packing factory. It, it does. It does. <laughs> yes. Yes. Last episode, he was preparing so much that there's just no marshmallows to go around. Like We have to no. put the factory to a stop. Yeah, the so marshmallows just had to be like thrown onto porches with no bags. It, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a marshmallow shortage. Sorry about right that now. plastic shortage, America. Speaking of porches. Oh, what? By the way, I don't know if that's a slur or not. We're going to get into that. Though. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where's this going? I, I don't know if I yeah. want to say it, though, because maybe it is. Are you taking know. it back? I, I'm, I think oh, we can take right. it back. Okay. I seriously think we can take it back. My grandmother described it as being lazy people. <laughs> you know, come to think of it, maybe. my grandma was kind of a racist. She did refer to <laughs> the Sheeny curse. <laughs> you think? God, I love that movie so much. Uh, oh, did we actually rank these movies? Because I never did. Oh, I did. I, you did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Is, that's fine. That's this is going to get controversial. I can tell though, you so my. You I can tell gonna, you my favorite oh, movies yeah. probably, but I don't. I don't have them ranked. Unfortunately. Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe at the end of this podcast, when we get to the very end, we can all each say which one was our favorite, which one was our least favorite. How about that? That's fair. Yeah. Okay. All that's right. absolutely fair. Let's do this. Hey, I'm one of your hosts. Welcome back to the Cinemasters of the Universe. Hey, hey, how's it going? I'm Ron Avis. Hey, I'm Matt Mercer, <laughs> and I'm Adam Peterson. And uh, we got when we got through that intro like pros, man. Bam, <laughs> just like dominated to the nooch. Matt just hopped right in there. Ooh, this this, is, this is your second second. No, no, you've done you've done you're other podcasts pro. before. Right? This is not yeah, this is yeah. not your first road. I've got that uh, sultry smooth voice. Oh my I'm god, take you, you sure do. This. You do so a lot good. of voice acting. I've seen your shut up and on listen to me talk. We got ourselves a new like movie Mad Libs reader here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Here we go. It's too bad there aren't any like Kevin Smith Mad Libs out there. We could have done one of those. Oh, we could. We could. We can come back do another one, right? We could do Kevin it. Smith oh, Mad Libs. That's an episode. If we ever get yeah. one, and we, I'm sure somebody we can we can make our we own Mad Libs. We'll yeah. do it. Yeah, we could totally make one. You can write it. <laughs> yes, he has all the knowledge. 
But yeah, so how I wanted to go about this episode. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Oh. Welcome to the feature presentation about Kevin Smith. We love him. We're gonna get down. View askew. Lots of movies and podcasts. Also Q&As. We've seen him live through the dolphin. Everybody dolphin. Kevin Smith. You have held up your end of the bargain there, <laughs> and you freestyled all the way through it, and I love you for that, sir. I, I am not sorry I came you today. Are, that was amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You are superior. Wow. That, that, that's the deal, though. Like, if, yes. if, if Adam's our all-time movie Mad Libs reader, then I have to do the the feature presentation. Wow. Yeah, freestyles every uh, Hopefully, time. we did not lose any listeners. <laughs> or We've gained They would have lost it for your singing. It would have been my dancing that did it, but my heart is beating so fast. I feel like I just went to a rave, man. You were a, you were a madman right there. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Kevin Smith tribute. Uh, let's just start right up at the top. Uh, Kevin Smith, uh, a New Jersey boy. Uh, there aren't a ton of known, famous New Jersey people out there. New York's got plenty of them. Poor New Jersey, which is just sitting right there next to the city. He's always getting shit on by New yeah. Yorkers and pretty much everybody else. Like what? You got the Sopranos. <laughs> oh, well, there is that. Yeah, There's yeah. that. <laughs> but I mean, New Jersey doesn't have... You know, I, I've heard it's a beautiful state. I hope to. We've talked about maybe it's doing the a pilgrimage up there. It is the Garden State. Yeah. Okay. You know, they got the stash. Know. Well, we, and you know, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump away from New York City if you ever wanted to go to New Jersey. But I mean, there's stuff going on. There's boardwalks. There's Atlantic City. Oh, there was that uh, Jersey Shore. Uh, yeah. TV show, which I that was a thing. Suspect. I thought you were just going to leave it at that Jersey Shore. <laughs> They've got a shoreline there. The ocean I, I, I meets part of this. It is a coastal. It is. It, a, it, it is a coastal state. That's, that's, for sure. that's yeah. Bruce. Bruce Springsteen. He's that's, from there, right? Oh, really? Oh, okay. He's a the boss. Boy. The yeah, boss. He is, He's from right. Jersey. Uh, Bruce Willis. I'm pretty sure Bruce Willis is a from New Jersey. Probably. I think so. Okay. Oh, we're going to talk about Bruce Ted Danson. <laughs> I think Ted Danson. I think you I, might I, just I, be reaching now and making. I'm just making. Up. I'm just. Making yeah, you're still making shit up now. <laughs> you know when I get to Ted Danson, we're just pulling it out. Of Nine tenths of break. The cast of Breaking. Yes, was from New Jersey. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, yes, that was New right. York. New York has that too. I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, so Kevin Smith, born in uh, 1970. So, you know, we know Kevin Smith as a filmmaker first in life. Uh, also, he was one of the first cats to, like, really give credibility to nerd culture. Like, yeah. he, he really mm-hmm. popularized that. He was on the forefront of, of bringing that out. Like, you know, there, there would be no, you know, website selling T-shirts with nerd culture shit on it. I weren't for people like Kevin Smith. Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point here because I, I don't know if there are any kids watching this show. First of all, if you are, Please what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Please stop. Secondly, your parents don't love you if they let you this watch is us. What, if you're 18 like, and only here, If people. you're playing this to make your kid go to sleep, like as a little, like, it's a soothing <laughs> podcast. Put, put on something else. Yeah. Uh, by not Kevin Smith. But, but I think you're a good parent, personally. Uh, what, wait. But your kid may grow up to be Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> yep. Perhaps. And we know what happened to him, right? <laughs> Don't do it. He committed suicide. He absolutely did. <laughs> Don't do it. So, so going His back family to the point here, was like, God damn it. <laughs> it's, we thought we were getting out of this one. It's really commonplace nowadays to, yeah, you know, you're right, have, have a shirt or, or even, you know, something as simple as a movie talking about another movie. Like, yes. you know, they mentioned Star Wars. Yeah. Captain America Civil War, for example. Peter Parker mentions at some point, Empire Strikes Back, you know that really yeah. old movie? You didn't used to see that kind of stuff. And so that was a really big deal back in the day. There just wasn't a lot of nerd culture. I don't think it was as popular. It was kind of almost looked down upon. That's kind of how I... I mean, friends absolutely used shorthand with one another, but he made it 
popular in film. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, he yeah. he and Quentin Tarantino, I guess you could say yeah. both of them. But, oh, I'd say so. Uh, and and you know both Miramax guys, both indie directors. Uh, one guy was shot up through superstardom, you know, throughout his whole career. Another guy, you know, Kevin Smith. He's 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 and he's never left the zeitgeist, but he never really broke out huge, which seems weird to say because he's accomplished so much in his life. He's been what twenty five years, twenty six years. Like Clerks is what twenty five years old now. Twenty six this year. Yeah, it was yeah, right. yeah. So you're going on three decades, man. Yeah. But he, I mean, he, the, he was a nineties thing. Yeah. And like, you know, it's, it's funny that he's like rebooting all this stuff. I feel like almost like he's jumping the gun just a tad bit too early. Cause nineties pop culture is just not hitting. Yeah. And you know, like, and he was trying to get like clerk, like mall rats, the movie made a couple of years ago. Like he, he, I feel like just, if he'd tried to do that now, people would have done it. Cause there's just so much more nostalgia for that period yeah. of time. So, because you know how like nostalgia works, it's usually like a twenty-year cycle. So he just went a little bit too early, but he's—I think that's going to get made now in some capacity. Oh, still. I mean, I think it will. Hopefully, yeah. before Shannon Doherty, like nothing happens to her. You know, because right. I, I know she's not doing too hot right now. Yeah. Brenda, Brenda. Yeah, yeah. as of uh, filming this podcast, she's uh, suffering some unfortunate um, medical. She's in one of the later stages, I think, of breast cancer or something. Mm-hmm. So that's really I didn't even know that she is. So. Really sad. Oh yeah. So we'll hopefully, her, though, hopefully man. we'll get her. But uh, you know, like he 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 got he gave he didn't introduce this to Stan Lee, but he kind of made it cool to have Stan Lee in cameos. That was like a Kevin Smith original thing to do. It's a really big deal. Yeah, I've actually got that in my notes, man. Oh, Jim Jack. So, but I want Jim Jack. I that's, love the whole relationship dude, with he and Jim Jack. Yeah. Well, th- this was actually you know before Marvel movies. I just want to keep pointing that out too. Yeah. You know, I mean, the very first Stanley cameo that we really had in any of these Marvel movies was X Men. That was the year two thousand. Here's Kevin Smith, man, doing it like five years before that. Hey, nineteen ninety five. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. Ma- I want to put Stanley in a movie back when a lot of people didn't know who the hell Stanley was. I didn't know? realize who he was, honestly. I mean, I wasn't like a. I wasn't one of those like comic book readers, though. Okay. I'm sure like a lot of people who were reading comic books on the regular knew what he looked like and who he was, but he introduced, he made him popular to a, a, a wider audience for sure. And now, like you know, like we we get so excited when we would see him. We obviously we won't get any more, unfortunately. R.I.P. Uh, but I mean, I'll, everybody look forward to those Stanley games. Yeah, absolutely, sure. I got my Stanley. And he even, you know, and he now. was even reading a script for Mallrats in the uh, Captain, Marvel. Captain Marvel, and I just thought that was the cutest <clears throat> cameo ever. That was, that was so awesome. Good. It was great. By the way, they used the audio from that uh, from an outtake from Mallrats yes. and practicing his lines. So, Are you kidding? With a little bit of trivia right wow. there. Yep. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, that's, uh, that's where you're going to jump in and make this just like the best podcast about Kevin Smith you've ever heard. <laughs> better than Kevin it. Smith, he himself could not do a better podcast about himself. And Kevin Smith likes to talk about himself. Yes. He's oh, pretty, well, he does. He's he does. pretty good at it. He's and that's okay. He's great. He's a great but guy. But as like three guys who love to wear hoodies and you know yes. and eat snacks, I mean, we are all about Kevin Smith. <laughs> we Again, we are all about Kevin Smith as a storyteller. As We're going to get into his films. I've got some things i got to say. Yeah. Some good, some bad. Let's try to we'll keep it positive, man. Yeah, but for me personally, like Kevin Smith, uh, as much as I really enjoyed his movies early on, he it wasn't until later on in his career that I really truly appreciated Kevin Smith. Uh, you know, it, if there was like a rush, a, ru- a Mount Rushmore of, you know, I, I hesitate to say comedy because like so much of what he does is comical, mm-hmm. but it's more than that. He's 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 always been like the guy to you know like let me inspire you. That's always his message. Yeah. Anytime he talks about his own success, he's very quick to turn around and say, "Make your thing." You know, you could be me. Like I, I'm nobody. Like I, you know, I was just like you. Like I, you know, he. He saw like he liked Richard Linklater, and he found out that he was was it Austin, Texas. 
He was just like an Austin guy. Yep. Or some some town in Texas. I'm not exactly sure. But he's like, well, I thought, you know, I thought everybody that made movies had to be in like in Hollywood or whatever. And there's this guy in Texas. Before Austin really made it big. Austin's pretty huge now, but it's all hipsters. Yeah, it's all hipsters and tech tech companies and whatnot. Marshmallow bagging companies. Yeah. That's where we are, man. <laughs> where we That's are. We we're in Austin yeah. right now. So don't even bother to try and find us because we're in Austin, Texas. <laughs> yep. Uh, but you know, I, I I I just I love him to death, man. I, I think he's like such a good person. I feel like he's just a really good person and we're all pretty positive person. I think he's really changed a lot over the years too. Yep. He seems like the kind of guy that was really kind of had a chip on his shoulder for a number of years. Uh, but then I guess like some, after some of the failures, you know, and he's, he's just kind of stepped back and go, okay, so I'm not going to be this guy, but I am this guy. Yeah. And this guy's been, had a pretty awesome life. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have an opportunity to talk about all of his, uh, his, his professional films, his career, uh, missteps. Uh, we can, we can talk about lots of things. Sure. So, yeah. uh, Adam, when you, when you hear Kevin Smith, what is it? The first thing that you, that pops into your head? Uh, the first thing that pops in my head, Mallrats. Mallrats was my, cause, and I think he even talks about, um, at one point him, uh, I think it was in the, I think it was in the Mallrats, uh, Q and A they did at the 10th anniversary of that. He talks about Mallrats was kind of like the gateway, uh, the gateway film for a lot of his stuff that people would come up to. is like, Oh, Mallrats was the first thing I saw. And Mallrats was the first thing that I saw. So, I mean, for years and years, my password for everything was mall rats. So oh, wow. It's not anymore. Oh, so damn it. You <laughs> can't get into anything. It's Deadpool <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's something Might else. Might want to change those passwords. Yeah. Maybe, it's, maybe it's three men and a baby 83. Maybe that's what it is. Three men and a little lady? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what my password is. Leonard Nimoy is your password. Yes. Backwards. Oh, that would be amazing. Backwards. Yeah. That would be awesome if we just stumbled upon it. Like, oh, we figured out his password. There, there's like, some he's all jokey joke, right but now. then he gets quiet over there. <laughs> we can log into his. Oh, he doesn't have any. His fortune. Um, yeah, we got nothing. Just marshmallows. But yeah, so, uh, Mallrats was, and then yeah, then I went to Clerks, and then Chasing Amy, and then you know, just I'm a huge fan ever since. Yeah, and it, it was, I think one of the things about Kevin Smith for for guys like us, guys that we you know we love movies just for the sake of them. Like we've always loved movies, yeah. and it's like he was he's he's one of those guys who's like. You know, you know, nowadays you have YouTube and you have all these different platforms that people can go out there and in an afternoon somebody can be discovered. Somebody can turn into a celebrity overnight. Mm. And Kevin Smith, I mean, he was the first guy to go out there and be just a dude yeah. and hustle. You know, he's he's one of those guys that like, you know, nerd culture guys can get behind. Like, dude, he, he went out there and he wanted to do it and he made it happen. Yeah. And I mean, you see he that. He believed in himself. Yeah. He never doubted himself. No. And and the guys, I mean, you see the guys around him. You see Jeff Anderson. Uh, you see Ernie O'Donnell. You mm-hmm. see other guys, Brian Walt Johnson Flanagan, and Walt Flanagan. Yeah. Those guys following his footsteps. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not. They're not on the same level. They no. haven't had the same success. Yeah, but, but Brian Johnson and Ernie O'Donnell. Yeah. They've made movies. They yeah. and they keep. And Walt Flanagan has you know used Kevin Smith's fame and popularity to. I mean, he's a talented artist. Yeah. in his own right. So he's been able to. I love that. Kevin Smith's just like the guy, like he's like use my influence to make your to to give yeah. yourself a shot. I think that's so refreshing. Yeah. When in a like a lot of people are like, no, like I don't have I don't know how many shots I'm gonna get. You're not gonna like your failure's not gonna like rub off on me. Yeah. But he right. doesn't do that ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I like the man because you know he's just so damn humble. And you, you brought this up too. I mean I can't tell you how many times I've talked to Adam at the Marshmallow Factory. And, and I've just been like, you know, just the, the Okay, I don't know what that was, but Jimmy Chaga. <laughs> Jimmy Chaga. <laughs> turn the volume right. back off on my phone. But but really just the balls of this guy to say, I'm gonna max out twenty three thousand dollars worth of credit cards. I'm gonna yeah. make a movie with my friends. Yeah. 
not professional actors, just people that I know. I'm going to write a script. We're going to film it in the place where I work at night and just have this fun little movie that I can look back on. Yeah, so what? So he sold his comic. He sold part of it was his comic book collection. Part of it was a settlement because of a car got, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Lost or whatever in a hurricane or something, like bad storm. And, but yeah, most of it was credit cards. It was. In fact, someone That's asked ballsy, him when he signing once. They were like, so uh, what can I do to fund my movie? And he's like, uh, max out a bunch of credit cards. That's what I did. That's I wouldn't I, recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> he was being funny. But you can do it. Yeah. I mean, you could. Yeah. You can. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, we, and we could, all, we, we could all imagine what that might feel like, you know, to 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 – and he didn't have like a family or anything at the time. He did have like the, you know, he could have just fallen fallen back at the quick stop and worked there for his whole life, yeah. or you know, got a job at the post office with his dad or something. You never know. But he was perfectly willing to do that. He just he just couldn't live without taking a shot. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing you could have done then. Now now it's just so simple. Like you don't need a Mac. Like everybody's phone is perfectly capable of being a camera. Everybody has distribution on their phone with YouTube and Instagram. So my kids watch so many videos about like some teenager who just put yeah. something out there on YouTube, 200 million, views. millions of views. And you're yeah. like, why them? You know, right. you can't help but think like, why them? You're like, I oh, mean, they're you know, they, they have their, they have their skills. Like, I don't want to take away from like people who just like go out and they're just like, Oh, boom, it's acting like a moron out in public because I think there is a certain skill to that. Not like anybody can just do that. <laughs> I can be a master. I'm awesome at that. Yeah, maybe we should change formats. At <laughs> I'm a huge jackass. jackass. We're coming for you. Yeah, <laughs> watch on. out, Johnny Knoxville. How about it was a couple of thirty late late thirties, early forty get somethings smashing their bodies? What's left of them? <laughs> There's, left. There's not much left. Yeah, no, we're not no. Johnny Knoxville here or anything. <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah. So like we, we could all imagine what it might be like to, to take that risk and then, you know, like go fall back on your, whatever, you know, like my first, like the first jobs I ever had were like working in malls and, you know, working at, you know, McDonald's or whatever. And like, you don't make any money at those places. If you're lucky enough to have a, like your parents, like let you lay up with you and live there. That's cool. You can make, you can pay it back over time or whatever. But I just love his whole attitude. He's like when he was writing the parts, and he was going to be Randall, right? He gave him all the best yep. lines, yeah. and he ended up. He was like, "Ah, oh, shit! Like, I I can't do this." He was smart enough to admit that he couldn't do it, but he's like, "Fuck it! I'm going to be in this movie, you know, because I I want to be able to remember, like, hey, remember that time I made the worst mistake of my me. life?" Yeah, <laughs> I love his stories. And that's about an how. actual quote. Yeah, I mean, he he's actually said that. So why not turn myself into this character that just yeah. doesn't really speak? I've got maybe one or two lines. I can still yeah. go ahead and direct. Yeah, brilliant. So Clerks, 1994. Um, you that wasn't your first movie. It was the first Kevin Smith movie that I saw, oh. and uh, I was working at a video store when it came out. Uh, we remember there was um, you Miramax was like one of those companies where they would just they would just try silly things like trying to get uh, people to do content. Like they were like they were always trying to get like they they Miramax was for hardcore fans. They were yeah. for indie lovers, you know, like that kind of thing. They were for hardcore film lovers. And they were really trying to do this neat thing with video stores. They, they wanted people to make their own version of Clark's, send it in. And there was like some sort of contest. But I have no idea what happened with it. But, you know, we kicked around the idea. You know, like we watched the movie, all of us. Like we, we were like, well, this is no, no idea what to expect. Like it was black and white. So do I really want to watch this movie in black and white? I mean, I was, I was um, 18, 17, 18, you know, like my, I can watch a black and white movie now, like no problem. It's fine. Right. But like at that time, I'm like, isn't face off. Can I just watch face off again? Yeah. Black you and know? white, you know, or, or in 1995, <laughs> can I just watch Casper even like, I don't know uh, what the fuck, there whatever, be whatever came out in 1995. In Let yeah. me watch Jurassic Park, the lost world. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was 97. So I'm just saying for trivia, I just want to throw that out there. Jurassic Park, the first one, I suppose. 1993. Um, But that's, so I knew about him like right up front, you know, like I, you know, obviously didn't, I don't, I didn't read, because like nowadays you can go online and you can read about like what's killing it can and like the film festivals yes you like even like big movies like big movie stars get involved in these movies nowadays like they're not even really indie movies all that much anymore it's just like an like a superstar actor with some downtime like a week or two of downtime they'll just get involved in a movie and that's the indie movie you know but it still has like a 10 million dollar budget and like like, all this crazy shit not really but sundance was like real deal like that's where you were discovering filmmakers new filmmakers like that's what it was all about for a while and he was on he was one of those first guys took his movie to get it made and uh you know i'm watching this thing and i'm like i was hooked dude i just couldn't believe what i was watching it was like it, it really was it's such a cliche but it's like it was like watch your buddies watch you like you're, this yeah. is what we would do yep you know we're just we're just like help put the camera out you know, and then we're just record yourself. Like, we're doing it now. Like this is, you know, like this, this could be the clerks, this is guys. the convenience store like counter right here, and we're just behind it, you know, and like handing out cigarettes to miners, and we're just like talking about like who shot first and shit. I mean, right. it's such a big deal. So like, I'm watching this whole thing, and I'm just like, I, I must have watched it three times in a row. Oh, amazing! Like, okay. I just I just couldn't get enough, and uh, it, it instantly was one of my favorite movies ever. And when I when I heard that he was doing Mall Rats, I was like, you know, like it was in the '90s. It was peak mall life. Yep. Everybody was like mall rats was just a term that everybody used. You know, like we're everybody considered themselves a mall rat. Me especially because I would I ended up working at malls and like I, for years I would work every place in the mall and hit on every girl in the mall and just like spend all my time in the mall. You know, like I would work there and then I would turn around and then I would just walk around, eat at the mall, play video. Like in the mall closes, like I'm just like I'll be back at the mall tomorrow morning. You yeah. know, like, I, look, I know it sounds crazy, kids, but I mean the malls used to be like the places to be. Like that was what we did for dates. You know, what do you want to do? Well, let's go to the mall and walk around three oh, hours yeah. later. It's, yeah, it was just like cruising. You, you know, it was like cruising on the street and like you're just walking back and forth the mall. Like oh, there's a group of girls and like you're just like, I got, like nobody ever want to make. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> baby, tried. you ever so, had your ass licked by a fat man in an overcoat? <laughs> Yeah, Ron, that's how you hit him. Ron yeah. coined that. That was me, that was, actually. Was I should sue Kevin Smith. Oh, <laughs> he saw me do that. <laughs> I was that fat man in overcoat. <laughs> Nobody ever took me up on that licking my ass. Though. <laughs> it's a shame. It's it never, really is. It's never too late. I'm we should saying. go back to the mall and try. I it had tomorrow. the driest asshole all through the nineties. <laughs> this podcast went way <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> really unfortunate. <laughs> But right. but but when you talk about Marrets, it was kind of like the first. Well, let, let's. I don't want to like blow past Clerks though necessarily. I, what, what was it like for you the first time you saw Clerks, Matt? Can you okay? Can you right. really remember? Oh. Like go back and put yourself. How old were you when when you saw Clerks? Oh, but I time? can. I was thirty seven years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just he just watched it on his phone. Wow. out in the so, driveway. Okay, so I'm a little older than thirty seven. I don't necessarily want to date myself, but uh, yeah, this, this was a few years ago, and uh, I, I saw it for the first time after having seen uh, most of Kevin Smith's catalog, and uh, it, it was interesting to me because I don't necessarily want to get too negative. I don't believe that Clerks is necessarily like this great movie that everybody kind of claims it to be, but at the same time, you kind of have to put that in context. Um, I think if you were going to start someone out on the View Askewiverse, maybe not necessarily this movie, um, just because, I mean, there are some kind of clunky things, I think, about the making of it. But again, these were just his friends. Yeah. They just had a camera set up. Uh, they were just trying to learn how to actually make a film. And so you, know, you kind of kind of keep that um, in, a, in your frame of mind, like I when you're really watching this. And then maybe you can kind of find some things to really appreciate it. How smart it, so. was it to, like, write in the whole, like, you know, the 
the savages like jammed the lock with gum or whatever. And like, so he, they couldn't raise the thing like to make up for the fact that they could only film at night. Like I thought, thought that was like such a brilliant brilliant piece of writing. It's brilliant. And and so Kevin Smith, I I guess, because we're going to talk about this other guy too named uh, Jason Muse, Mm -hmm. right? A little bit. Oh yeah. Exactly. He's had this friend uh, that he met in high school and he says, I'm going to write a part for this guy and it's just going to be him. So he takes this script to this guy, Jason, and says, hey, I want I want you to play this character named Jay. And uh, so he reads the script and he goes, okay, yeah. So uh, what does Snuggins mean? What, what's Snooch to the Nuge? And <laughs> right, Kevin's right. like, you say that that's, all the time. What yours. does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> tell me. So that, that's a funny thing. It's anecdote. a tick, I think, is just all it is. Well, it was supposed to mean, uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Right, right, right. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I did this thing. I'm just kidding, you know. But some yeah. people just have ticks and they even realize they're doing it. I think like even Kevin Smith has like his own ticks, like mid sentence ticks, like when he's just like sir and, and shit, and he's anytime he expl- describes something or explains something, he goes and shit. You know, like that's like <laughs> that's his like comma. That's his, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's his uh and shit. Which I love the man. You know, that's 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 actually a lot cooler than uh. It is. It is. So so Adam, did you watch Clerks like uh, around the nineties? Yeah, it was, it was not too long. Once I'd seen Mallrats, and then I, like then I found out. Oh wait, this is a part of a. I mean, there's other movies with these guys in it. Yeah, Clerks. Uh, like I went to Clerks next, and I loved Clerks. I devoured it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the things that I love about being able to watch these today because of Kevin Smith is there is so much more to them. Like it's it's a movie that you want to watch over and over and over. Oh yeah, and I always stop and watch it if it's on. Always. And I, I had wa- I'd watched it within the last few months before we were doing this. So the other night when I, I turned it on and I watched um, I watched the original unedited. I think it was uh, an hour forty something. It was a little bit longer. Was that like the fifteenth anniversary or the tenth anniversary? I think it, I think it might have been. Yeah, because okay. um, there's there's some there's some different there's a different ending to the movie. Um, Dante is shot. Dante yeah. gets oh, shot. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> thank but, God they didn't do that. I mean, <laughs> yes. and, and just because I mean, all of his stuff you can watch with a commentary on, and yeah. that's one of those things that he, he talks about. Is like, you know, these are these movies are for nerds who will watch it with the commentary. I'm like, you're preaching the choir here. Yeah, <laughs> and that that was during a time when commentary was like such a new and exciting thing. Yep. Like you watch the commentary for every movie. It yeah. didn't matter. Oh sure, because every actor and director would always do the commentaries too. Like they wouldn't just you know set it out. Yeah, it's not something that was very common until I think the advent of DVD. Um, oh yeah, again you can find. Well, was uh, right was now, Laserdisc but... a commentary? Like, could you get yeah. commentaries on Ooh, these? Ooh, was it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think that yeah, was like, the I've, first time. I think in Mallrat when they were doing the commentary on Mallrats, they're like, all right, this is where you switch over to uh, side B, and they're like, oh, if you're Laserdisc watching, you know, <laughs> oh, welcome. That's to, right. Thanks for keep watching of your DVD. It's like it's <laughs> just still that's here. Like a big ass CD. It's like a big big LP record, man. Yes. Man, you're old like me, and you so actually old. remember those things. <laughs> Millennials <laughs> brought it back, though. Thanks, Millennials. I will give you credit for that. We, Thanks for bringing record players back. Well, they, uh, that was, I mean, like when you when you found a movie that you loved, and that's what, like so many so many people, you know, will watch movies casually. But I think for people that really love movies, like, and you get invested in titles like these, you, you have some of your favorites. You're like, I know for myself, I'm like. I want to know everything that I can know about this. And when they're going back and there's like, Oh yeah, when we were filming this, this was going on. You're like, it, it feels like it brings the movie to an even more intimate level for you. Like you can almost like you can be there as they're filming it. Like I'm, I'm in the minds these guys are talking about, Oh yeah. When they're doing, I mean, Brian O'Halloran, he lived about an hour away when they were filming clerks. He, and he was going to school. And so he, and he worked another full-time job. So he would work nine to five, come home, you know, he'd sleep till about nine o'clock, get up, get showered, shaved, you know, all that stuff, drive an hour out to Leonardo 
and they'd start filming, yeah. you know, around 10, 30, 11. And so he wasn't a high school friend of Kevin's. Yeah. So I mean, those were, those people were like Jeff Anderson, Jeff Anderson, and and Brian Johnson, Brian Johnson, Walt Flanagan, right. um, all those guys, Ernie O'Donnell, those Ernie guys. O'Donnell. Yeah. They all went to like high school together. Yeah. But it, you know, just, you know, the, the, how close knit, I think that was one of the things like how close knit everybody was like, you know, you get a lot of directors that, you know, like, Oh, I like working with these guys and you see them pop yeah, up. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And, but it was one of those things like there was something, but they different. weren't their childhood friends. Yeah, like that was the thing about <laughs> Kevin is like, you know, you just, there was a different sense of camaraderie. It wasn't like we, we became friends on the set of a movie. It was like, we've been friends for forever. Yeah. And you're just like, you would be like, Oh, there's, there's Ernie O'Donnell. Oh, there's, you know. And it's like, and you'd see these different guys, and you'd you'd see them, and even just little roles. You're like, you, it was those things that connected everything. It was like, mm-hmm. it just made it that for fans of these films, you're like, you just feel like you're so much more involved in the whole process. And for Walt, he played like four different guys. Oh yeah, Walt, like, yeah. Players. <laughs> right. <laughs> they'll just you put some like baby powder in his hair to yeah. play an old guy, <laughs> Walt Flanagan. Uh, I think with for Clerks for me, like to me, it is, and I don't want to, I don't want to discount any other because it's not the only movie but i think it to me it speaks most to like generation x uh like that that is like the movie of the of the gen x generation like that was like the voice one of the voices i mean other, a lot of a lot of people look to movies like clueless or or empire records even you know like that that's my voice but clerk specifically was mine because i was a clerk you like you as a kid, like you get these jobs with these like things in your head, like it's gonna be like this movie, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> but it's not. Nope. Uh, it's it's not. In fact, uh, Roger Ebert gave this. I had to write this down oh, so shit. I remember All it. Right. Three out of four stars. He said it's. Oh, that's not wow. Yeah, I know. Pretty good. He, he yeah. said it was utterly authentic. I wonder if he ever worked at a gas station. I know I did uh, when I was going to college. Mm. Third shift, man. I was doing it. And oh I, shit! So you might have got held up at any point. You oh, never I, know. Oh, it was terrifying. Yeah. yeah, they were like, "Hey, if you ever get held up, just give them the money and don't find it." Yeah, luckily that never happened to me. Don't but. fight it. Yeah, don't don't do a spigoli and then like hit him with like a pot of hot coffee <laughs> right. or whatever. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been a cool story though. But. It would have been awesome. You could embellish. You know, you could always oh, I, say I, you it did. totally happened. Yeah, just. I wonder how many said. stories Kevin Smith really embellishes. I I just I often wonder that. But anyways, <laughs> they're, just, they're so I, good. They're so yeah. fucking good. I, I don't know. I think I feel like I could probably listen to Kevin just tell the story about how he made breakfast one yeah. morning. And he would find some way Oh, it would be the most hilarious fucking thing hilarious, you ever heard. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just the way he is. He, he just has this way about him. And so, yeah. Hence, we're doing a podcast on him. Yeah. Well, that's uh, like, you know, it's some of those uh, questions. Because I, I remember when we were down in Nashville um, seeing him. And was one kid asked him. Um, what his favorite, if he, if he preferred, was it Dawson's Creek or something else on the CW? And he told like a 25 minute story about directing, uh, the flash. You're like, <laughs> we're, we're going to get to the Q and a stuff. Well, yes. I, cause I have feelings about yeah. that. Okay. okay. I, I feel like the, the, the Q part of it is really just sort of garnish. Like it's, yeah. I don't even think it matters. No. I, We'll we'll get to the Q and A stuff. <laughs> we'll talk about it because he, he really does. He'll that. just talk about like thirty minutes. Yeah, he's like about and like sometimes like the dudes like just standing over there still, and you're just like, oh, you're still there. Yeah, he's like, oh. <laughs> and they'll just be like, I guess I can go back to my seat he's now. Like, all right, that was that didn't answer my question, but but I like you know for like thirty minutes they he just felt like he was being like just serenaded by yeah, Kevin Smith. Like you know, him. like he's got your attention, but not really. <laughs> it was like my question should be, Kevin, can you tell me a story? Anything? Just tell me a story. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that. Okay, so so I guess if we're going to talk a little bit about Q and A, uh, first of all, sure, well, we can talk Q and A. We can jump around we, a little bit. We if can it's do fine. that. So sure, so sure. yeah, when we saw him live, I mean, he it's said, phase two of his career. Yeah. I, I, would, I consider it phase two. Uh, th- this it's is his first rebirth. Yeah, he ro- so. he rose from the phoenix with the Q and A stuff. Yeah, th- this is my favorite part of his career. Is Mine the, too. Q and A, the podcast. Yep. The man is just a yep. master of all this. Yeah, uh, but but there was just this long line of people. Uh, when we were at this uh, theater and, and he goes, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be here for a few hours. I might answer maybe six, seven of your questions. <laughs> That's More just like how two. It's be. Yeah. It wasn't very many. I mean, yeah. he was yeah. four or five Like if people. you're 30th in line, just sit back down. Right. Yeah, he was straight happen. up telling right. people they would still stay in line just in case. But he gives you your money's worth because I also oh, yeah. saw him. I saw him at uh, years later when he was he was uh, talking about yoga hosers. Okay. It was one of the Jans on that Bob gets old. So but and like yeah. he, he went on for like three and a half, four hours. Yeah. Amazing. Like really late, and like you, you never feel like you're getting gypped if you're going to go see Kevin Smith. Yeah, you may not get your answer answered, your question answered, your answer answered. You may not get your <laughs> question answered necessarily, but you're going to be entertained for three hours. Yes. But I, that's really cool that you guys saw him in that that first run of Q and A. What was it, two thousand one? This we, oh. this was when this was what two two years ago you and I went uh, yeah about two or three oh, years ago okay, something okay. like that it yeah. was pretty recent I yeah. went I because when he was doing his first Kevin an evening with Kevin Smith I was I was at the University of Kentucky when he came and he he was there he was because that was two thousand one that think. was two thousand okay. yeah, yeah. two thousand one so um he was supposed to be from go from seven to ten and I think he finally stopped talking about twelve thirty that yeah, night oh, amazing and then the next yeah. day the next day um. Uh, I think changing lanes. I'm pretty sure it was changing lanes was coming out with Affleck, um, and Sam Jackson. And he went to, uh, um, I didn't have a car. My buddy, uh, had a car and I was hoping, cause he's like, whoever shows up to the, to movie theater is like, I'm just going to buy out the movie theater and we can all watch Affleck together. That's awesome. And so That's he amazing. did that and my, my buddy overslept. And so we didn't get to go. I was like, ah, dang it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I mean, he was just like, he just kept going. Like he just kept answering questions and everybody was just sitting there was like, He's like, I could probably go all night, but he's like, I got to go back to the hotel, get some sleep before we do this Affleck thing tomorrow. And it was just like, he was, I think there was the thing is like, everybody revered him, but at the same time, you felt like he was just like another dude in the crowd because yeah. he was like, he was so relatable. He I appreciates think, his fans. Yes. He has, yes. he's had this long yes. career only because he has yeah. appreciated his fans and respected his fans the way he does, I think. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, but well, you were going to say something else about Q and A. Oh, I was just going to say, as opposed to Bruce Willis, but we're going to get into that. <laughs> they they <laughs> buried the hatchet apparently. Thing. Like, I'm happy they, to hear. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they've kind of smoothed things over just a little bit. Willis, because if you're Bruce Willis, what do you have really to gain? Like, <laughs> for me, I mean, you know, Smith. and this, I imagine this. He he treated a lot of people that way. You know, like it probably wasn't just Kevin Smith. So, no, he did to Sylvester Stallone too. Oh, that's right. With really? Expendables, yeah, like oh, yeah. he was like he demanded oh, like some right. really yeah. high payday and like yeah, for just one day's work. Or something. He was he was going to be on set for four days, or four and days. Sylvester Stallone was going to pay him three million dollars. He's like, now I get a million dollars a day, or I'm not going to do it. And Sylvester Stallone said, fine, then you're not going to do it. And they <laughs> recast. They brought in, that was why they brought in Harrison Ford. So I was like, okay, fine. I, I would do it for like half that. Yeah, I'd do yeah it if you're watching bucks. this, Sylvester, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd probably pay Expendables you. Expendables 4, we're yeah. available. <laughs> yeah, please, we're available. Please. We're not really action I'm, stars per se, but we watch a lot of your movies. We I'm, can be in the background just pointing out the awesomeness. And I'm super Expendable. I'm like, <laughs> something happens to me. <laughs> even very set, definition of Expendable whatever. at the Marshmallow Factory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and go back. We'll, we'll back back up to Clerks because yeah. uh, I, I don't want to spend all day on Clerks, but I do want to give it its proper due because, I mean, it's what – he still refers to himself as the Clerks guy. You know? yes, he's, he still, he's the Clerks boy. He, he, I don't think he appreciates – like, I mean, it's – you know, listen to his podcast. Anytime there would be an anniversary coming up, he would – 
He would start, he would drop everything and just talk about clerks. Yeah. The experience at Sundance. And like, if you'd never heard it, you know, it'd come around like every 30 or 40, 50 episodes and, you know, you'd get to hear it again. And then he tells it like pretty much the same way. Uh, he might add a little bit of, you know, a little bit, a little bit of story fluff here or there, but you're getting pretty much the same story. But it's an amazing story, man. It's one of the best stories of uh, an outsider getting in. And uh, I just, I just don't want to, I just don't want to blow by it all that much because when we can go to Mall Rats, because that that is, as Adam said, that's that's a lot of people's entry point. Now yeah, it is. That's yours. Um, I, I guess we'll just move on. We we can always do a Clerks episode if we choose to. I think we could probably do a whole. We could do yeah. a whole Clerks. I, I yeah. could talk for flip hours on Clerks here. for sure. Let's flip the flip the page on Clerks. Let's just all agree that it, you know. I mean, there would be no Kevin Smith without it. Yeah, uh, I agree it, with it that. has its issues. It's not, you know, the best made film, but uh, there's a reason that he has a career, and it's it's steeped in the classic. Yeah. Like, that was a strong foundation, <laughs> a really strong. I foundation. mean, really, yeah. If that movie didn't do well, I mean, we wouldn't be talking. It introduced us to yeah. Jay. That's it introduced that. us to Silent Bob, and it introduced us to Randall and Dante. Yep. And uh, you know, a lot of the other characters didn't matter so much, but uh, you know, Scott Mosier. Will and Black. Will and Black. Snowball. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind doing a Clerks talk. Like, we'll, we'll have to do like another Clerks show, yes. something like that. We, okay. we can do that. All right. So moving on, 1995. Uh, so yeah. So Kevin Smith was like the next big thing. He was going to be. Uh, he he was coming up with uh, uh, you know uh, Richard Linklater and uh, you know uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yep. People were giving him stuff left and right. He makes mall rats. He does clerks in a mall, basically. Yep. And uh, it smart porkies. It did not do so great. No. <laughs> Nobody went to see it. <laughs> so on a budget of six point one million, this movie ended up making about two point one million Ouch. internationally. I know you don't. And it's a universal movie. movie it, too, it is. So. It's a universal. Yep. But I want to say this has probably been made up for with kind of having a cult following. Uh, the DVD sales. Oh, for sure. Huge. The DVD I'm, sales. I'm sure made they've up. made their money back. It, it made its money back, and then some, I'm sure, because, I mean, that was the, you know, like, I mean, it was one of the big DVD movies. Yeah. You know, it was obviously a VHS release as well, uh, but everybody had Mallrats on DVD. Like, when you, had, when, you got a, when you got a DVD player, you had The Matrix and you had Mallrats. <laughs> That's what you had in Jurassic Park or something. So, like, those were the flicks. Um, all right, so, Matt. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Mallrats. Did, did you go see Mallrats in theaters? You know what? I didn't, man. And yeah. when we get to the first movie that I've actually seen with Kevin Smith, I'm going to let you guys know. But uh, Mallrats, I did end up seeing it about 20 years ago and have recently uh, revisited it. Um, it's I, been we, 20 years since you've watched it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, this, no this was, kidding? This was Whoa. never really a movie that was just like, ah, oh, I got to go Brandy's finning. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just not one of those things. I, it was interesting going back to watch it. And I know we've already talked about the Stanley cameo. That's just always going to be just a. Mm, I just <laughs> I love me some Stanley. I mean, as you can probably tell. Yeah. Um. I, it, it's. I think it's a good glimpse into, it, not entirely accurate about what, but what mall life would have been. I guess you know in the nineties, just a bunch of people just kind of hanging out. You got some funny Star Wars references and some shenanigans from mm. Jay and Silent Bob. You know, trying to stop a show. A lot of a lot, lot of Sega talk. I, there's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, Sega yeah. Boy and all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, uh, it, chronologically, this movie takes place a day before Clerks takes place, even though it came out I found out that later. interesting. Like, why did they have to make that? Why did they have to say that? And, and I'm not really even sure. It's like one of those way... weird things. Like, Dumbledore's gay. Like, why? Why are you telling us this <laughs> stuff? Like, it doesn't matter. It, yeah, yeah, chronologically, I'm not really sure why that's there. But I guess they wanted to include the funeral for the person. For Julie Dwyer. Yeah, thank you okay, very much. Okay. Yeah. 
So they mention her in Mole Rats. They actually go to the funeral in Clerks. So I guess they kind of want to tell that. Too. Well, and that what's what's funny about that is because uh, in the original release, the theatrical release, um, that's part of the opening dialogue between T.S. and Brandy is. T.S. had bumped into Julie Dwyer the night before. She was going to be on Mr. They made sure show. to tie it into Clerks they, immediately. Yeah, they they yeah. Ha- that that whole dialogue is really how it ties into the the rest of the Viewsk yeah. universe. The original opening and throughout the rest of the film, without that, there's really no link to Julie Dwyer at all. So that was, I, I'm I'm it's my conjecture. I haven't heard him talk about it, but I would say when they finally got to a theatrical release, they're like, "This is how we're going to tie it to Clerks." And so I think just after the fact, they're like, well, okay, we'll write this. The dialogue will be T.S. bumps into Julie Dwyer. That's how, that's why she dies at the pool at the YMCA. Okay. So I think it's almost arbitrary of why it's the day before. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's what it seems like. So, so Kevin has- But he's building a universe, right? Yes, he's he one has. of the first guys to build a universe. Yes. <laughs> Which is a huge deal. It kind of is, yeah. It, this is kind of a pseudo-sequel, but it doesn't actually say like Clerks 2 yet. We're going to get into that. It's the triumphant return of Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's bringing back characters from the last movie. This was just stuff that wasn't really done back then. Yeah. I mean, I know now it's kind of commonplace, but he's the guy that kind of pioneered this. Oh, uh, they won't greenlight a film anymore if you can't make a universe out of yeah. it somehow. Yeah, yeah. He found a way to kind of franchise this before there was such a thing as you know franchised uh universes uh, before x-men now. even yeah 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 uh, he has spoken about how disappointed he was because he had you know uh, the film heads i want to say this was a weinstein picture um who were just saying like man this well they all are basically pretty up much. until uh after jane silent bob strikes back yeah uh and and you know it, he well, has, and Jersey Girl, Jersey Girl. Was oh, there was there. Jersey Girl. Yeah. Yep. yeah, okay, that's right. Uh, but but he he has said in the past that you know he was just told that this thing's going to make a hundred million dollars. This yeah. is going to be the breakout hit, and then it just well, that was this friend that he's talked about in a lot of Q and A's and podcasts about right. how he, you know, this this is going to be my blockbuster. Yeah, you know, this is going to be like so, he. I, what was his name, Adam? You said it earlier. Oh, Jim Jacks. The Jim Jacks. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, okay. he died like five or so years ago, and like you know, Adam Smith or Kevin Smith talked about it quite a bit. Adam yeah. Smith, same guy. It was sad. Uh, he's really broken up about it because like when he came out to Hollywood, he was his sort of you know couch to land on. Yeah, he they took him under his wing. They were because they were gonna look for a place to because they were gonna edit it out in Los Angeles, and Jim Jacks was like, "You guys could just crash with me." And he so, took a shine to Kevin Smith. Yeah, so they. Because he joked about that, he was like, "Okay, it's a couple dudes in their twenties living with some forty-year-old dude out in California." It's like nowadays you'd be like, "Yeah, maybe not." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, they took oh, a chance. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. So like, but his whole thing was like, "I, I want to make the one hundred million dollar blockbuster," and he finally got it with the Mummy movies. Uh, but the Mallrats was like a big that that this was like I feel like this was like the first. Um, big taste of uh, failure for Kevin Smith and uh, he, he just something he never was able to get over. Like he, I think for a long time he kind of inherited Jax's uh, obsession with $100 million. And he had, he's had a couple of opportunities to get there, but like just some, something would always happen to, to you know, to make it not happen. Yeah. We're, we'll talk about it. I mean, I've got yeah, the, the we for sure will. listed here. So we if you're going to go sure through will. the movie, stick around. But Mallrats was the first one. Like it seemed like a no brainer. There was like, you, yeah. you had Shane and Doherty, uh, you had, um, Jeremy London, Jeremy London, who Party was on five. Party of Five, and uh, there was a lot of buzz with uh, Kevin Smith. You know, uh, Kevin. Th- now there, there were like MTV spots with Jay and Silent Bob. Like Jay and yeah. Silent Bob were like really hitting the pop culture scene hard. Yeah, right. they were kind of like everywhere there for a little bit. And uh, but I, I just you know it was just one of those deals where like they it was universal, but I guess they just didn't have total confidence in it because I don't really remember. 
I feel like I just saw it come out on DVD or whatever, like, oh, or really? VHS. Like, I don't even really remember, like, a lot of advertising for it being in theaters at all. Because, like, if it were in theaters, I, I was old enough to want to go see it with my friends. Sure. This is right around the time on, like, I was I was just starting to go with my buddies everywhere. Like, we, we would go see, like, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Like, we were, we were getting our license. We were going to see movies on our own for the first time. And this is definitely a movie we would have been like, we got to go see Mall Rats. We're Mall Rats. You know, like, <laughs> this is our fucking life, you know? We're good. Why, why wouldn't we see us. this? But, you know, even though, like, they talk about it being like this big disappointment, uh, in, in the grand scheme, what did you say the budget was? Uh, okay, so the budget for this movie was $6.1 million. That's nothing, which, dude. It's nothing. Not for a mainstream movie, man. And that yeah. includes marketing, too. So you got to take that into account. You said there wasn't much marketing. I don't remember this movie coming out either. No, I'm sure they promoted theaters. it, but, I mean, you know, like, it. Not a lot. If they promoted it, they probably promoted it in like comic books and shit. But he Maybe. he because he was he was talking um, at the tenth anniversary. They did a Q and A, and he was saying out in LA they had like bus ads and like how stoked he was. He was like, "Hey, yeah. you know, we didn't have any of this this stuff for clerks, right, right." But he's like, people. Uh, he he was talking about being out in LA and watching the one of the bus ads roll by, and people were like, "What what movie is this? I've never yeah. heard of this." Yeah, yeah. So he's like, "How do you even know it's a movie?" And he's like, "It is. Go see it." But like, <laughs> yeah, but movie. there was like never a Nintendo game made no. for it or whatever. It was it was it was, was very it was very low key, you know. So. Um, for me, when I when I think of Mallrats, I gotta think Jason Lee. Yeah, this oh, is yeah, the movie. Yeah, this is, I, this movie. is exactly when I fell in love with Jason Lee, the actor. It's like I love the guy. He's 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 such a natural, and he's like a he's like a by tr- you know uh, an athlete by trade. He was a he skateboarder. Was a he is. Yeah, he, he, is. Was. he was a skateboarder who became an actor. Yeah, and uh, just a natural dude. Like you, you go back and watch even in his early performances, he was like the smoothest actor even more so than like a, a guy like Affleck. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like he was delivering lines really really better than Jeremy London. Like Jeremy oh. London's just like what is it you said you like Jeremy London's not a very good actor. No, his brother Jason is a way better actor. Yeah. And like is there I think I mean there were so many times and I I mean I love the movie. It's one of my favorites, but I still cringe at it like um I, I think uh when uh, when Walt Flanagan when he's coming to put the uh the podium out on the stage and Svenning's yelling at him. Yeah. Brody or uh, TS runs up. He's like, Where, where's Brandy? And they're still in the middle of whatever they were doing. He's like, he, he's like, Ugh. and then he asks you, so where's Brandy? I'm like, this is such horrible acting. Yeah. Like how, <laughs> like you couldn't. And he, he didn't move on to much. He, he was actually at the movie. Cause like, that was another thing when I saw Kevin Smith, it was for uh, it was like the mall rats 20th anniversary or something, yeah. I guess. And so like they were screening the movie and then they brought out Jeremy London and Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. And they were all like an- answering questions after the movie. And Jeremy London was there. So yeah. like Jeremy London didn't have anything else to do. So well, that was <laughs> like when they did when they hit the tenth anniversary. Kevin was like, you know, I really haven't seen this dude in like ten years. Like he's yeah. still a good dude. I don't have anything bad. He like, seemed like an art guy, but it was. But just he also like, seemed like a guy who fell on some hard times. Too. Yeah, like yeah, he had it rough for a little while. But yeah, I was like, he was, he was for him being the lead. It really it was not hard for J- it to become Jason Lee's movie. Yeah, and it did yeah. fast. Yes, I mean, like from those establishing shots with it, you know, because like he was he was going opposite of Shannon Doherty, like yeah. no right. problem. Yep, you know, Shannon Doherty. Obviously, everybody knew her from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. This, I, I think, this was like her big movie hopeful thing. You yeah, know? Like, I think she was trying to break into film. That's probably with this. true. Yeah, but um, but I mean, everybody knew she was. She was famous, and Jason Lee was a nobody. Yeah. He is, you know. But look, I'll be damned. Jason Lee can carry a movie. Oh, yeah. he I'm can carry a movie. He, can't do, he hasn't done more. I mean, he's been in a few movies. He's been in TV shows and all. He that. He could even carry a squeakle. <laughs> <laughs> you knew. I knew you were going to get that in somewhere. Oh, yeah. It was really cute in Jan Silent Bob Strike Back. 
I love My Name is Earl. I think that's one of the greatest shows that like nobody ever talks about. He's a fantastic. Oh, I've guy. got a ooh, I got a little piece of trivia. A little piece of trivia here for uh, <laughs> Clerks Two dealing with My Name is Earl. But we're okay. Gonna get to okay. That later. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because he had right. that he had that Earl hair he when did. he walks in. He his, There's uh, a reason for that. Too. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, I, I just think of Jason Lee, and uh, you know, Jason Lee, he went on. He 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 branched off. He was in movies like that didn't really become successful. I remember seeing him in uh, Enemy of the State with Will Smith. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. yes, Jason Lee. This is awesome. I love this guy. And they didn't really use him for much. No, he was like, oh, he, just, he just kind of ran away on a bike and got ran over. And yep. I was like, oh, that's a wee <laughs> oh, waste man, of Jason dead. Lee. That's Brody, man. Brody fucking Bruce. It's also kind of weird that Jack Black was in that movie. As, like, yeah. a he was, guy. yeah. Yeah, that's just weird. Jake but Busey. Yeah. He was also in, uh, what was the movie, the Jim Carrey movie, where it was really dark? Cable Guy. Cable Guy. Oh. He played as like best friend or whatever. Yeah. Oh, god. Matthew Broderick's friend. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's been around. Uh, he's been around for quite a while, that. actually, <laughs> Jim Black. Um, but yeah, so... But he was all he was in like oh, what was it the single guy or something he was he was he would play like the lead they tried him out yeah he had his chances he just never broke it big and then it was nice to see him even though he was not a big part of the movies why it was popular but in the Chipmunks movies yep. he he had himself yeah. like a pretty established yeah. big blockbuster and uh, I I think he's kind of uh, he's kind of a I think he's like real religious now or something uh, he's a Scientologist yep yeah yep. so you uh-huh. know, like there's that whole like he's got a kid pilot inspector. Pilot inspector. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. What is yeah. it with like Scientologists and naming your kid pilot? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know. I, well, John Travolta named wanna... his kid pilot, but then did he, he, too? he okay. did die. So like, I don't want to say anything bad. Uh, about I like okay, John Travolta. Took a dark turn. I'm definitely not saying anything bad about. It. Just, I'm just saying like, why name your kid pilot? <laughs> uh, but you know, Jason Lee, he that that was what made his career. Uh, he did pop up in future Kevin Smith movies. We'll talk about. But this is the one. Well, like when I when I want to watch Jason Lee, like. Yeah, chasing Amy's really good, but like I want to watch him as Brody Bruce. Brody Bruce walking yeah. around with that tiny ass little cup. <laughs> Filled with coke, no ice. <laughs> and and just you know he he was like all of us knew a guy like Brody, but like he he was magnified. Obviously, he was like really you know, like I, I just love their conversations about like food courts and eateries and like you know he, he's just he was so good. I can't believe this guy was a professional skateboarder. Yeah. you know. <laughs> I, I don't really know the story, and maybe I should about like how he and Kevin met. Kevin said, you know, "I have I no idea." I guess he just auditioned. Uh, yeah, he did, it's not like he went to school but, with Kevin. No, or like he, a lot of other guys. he he he. Uh, Jason Lee had just reached out to his agent, and he's like, "Hey, I want to start. I'd like to get into acting," and they connected on this movie, and it was really it, more just by chance than anything. And then they became really good friends. That's what Kevin Smith does. Jason Lee is all over these movies. Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob really developed their like their characters were solidified in oh, yeah. Mallrats as well, like with the blueprints and all that shit. And you know, fly, fat ass, fly. <laughs> Muse almost didn't even make it in the movie. Uh, in Mallrats, yeah, really. No, oh, they, they wanted to replace. They him. wanted Seth Green. They, they wanted Seth Green. That's right. Because oh, they wow, to take over that part. They okay. they, they made they're like because Kevin was fighting for Muse. He's like, no, we need Muse. He's like, yeah. all right, fine. We're not paying to fly him out there. We're not paying to put him up anywhere. Who is like, it they wanted to put in mall rats? No, it was Chasing Amy they were talking about. Uh, uh, trying to remember. Because uh, he, he, he was like, well, I wrote it for Ben, Joey Lauren Adams, and uh, Jason Lee. And I'm like, well, we're thinking, who was it? They uh, wanted John Stewart and uh, – uh, what's his Ross from Friends? Ross, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I forget the girl, but yeah. Yeah. It was and established actress. Established actor. actress with, with yeah. contracts with yeah. them or whatever. 
Uh, but you know, anyways, uh, but yeah, so like Jane and Bob really established like they, their characters really never grew up anymore from that movie. No. Like that's just kind of where they, that's just where they stayed. I think Jay's acting abilities really improved oh, a bunch, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. a bunch. He was very raw. He was just being himself. I mean, he's, he's acted a lot more since then. Yeah. In fact, I think in Strikes Back, he was actually really, I was, I was touched a bit, you know, like I thought he was really, uh, showed a little bit of range oh, okay. <laughs> for the first time ever. I thought. My favorite Boy. was Clerks 2 for him, I think. Oh, my gosh. We'll oh, get to Clerks, Clerks 2 for how he acted? You mean? Spoiler, yeah, Clerks him. 2 is my personal favorite Kevin Smith for, movie. Ooh, Jay's okay. Interesting. It. And apparently it's his favorite, too, yeah. recently when he's like tweeted out. like this is, Apparently it's his favorite movie. It was Chasing Amy, and it could just be like one of those things where he's just revisionist history. <laughs> right. and, like His favorite movie could change from week to week, but uh, Clerks 2 is definitely my favorite. I, I get that. That happens with me, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Me, yeah. too. Me, too. Um all right, so uh, what else can we say about Mall? You got some tidbits, some trivia there with uh, Mall Rats? We've pretty much already gone over just about everything, yeah, as, as far as Mall Rats goes. I gave the MVP award to my man, Stan Lee. Jason Lee's still pretty good, They too. kicked you the shit out of the Easter Bunny. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> stuff from Jay and Silent <laughs> Bob. Dead. Yeah, filmed, Rats, in, filmed in Minnesota. Okay. I'll throw that oh, out there. Props yeah, yeah, to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that was a mall that was gonna. It was closing. Yep. it was closed actually. Right. I guess, and they made up all those stores because they're those like fictional stores. It was it was half closed because they had some some people. Some Is of the that people right? Moved, yeah. Okay. But because okay. the Mall of America just opened about twenty minutes down the road, oh, okay, so like okay. nobody was going to the Eden Prairie Mall anymore, and that's how they were able to put in like rug munchers and buy me toys and stuff like that. It has um, Zandu. No, uh, who's the actor who plays uh, the blue guy in the Guardians of the Galaxies? Oh, oh, Michael Rooker. Uh, yeah. Michael Rooker. I love Michael Rooker. Oh, I, yeah. I, yes. I always think of him as like the the, the antagonist from Days of Thunder. <laughs> but he's also in the... <laughs> That's deep cuts, <laughs> That's man. deep wow. cuts, yeah. But he was also uh, big in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, he he looks so young in this movie. He made it into Mallrats um, because he was in Tombstone, which Jim Jacks also produced. That was Gosh. how he got it. Oh, Mallrats. he produced Tombstone? Yeah, Great Jim fucking Jackson movie, man. Tombstone. And, great uh, movie because that that was how they got I mean how they got a lot of stuff done was Jim Jacks had such connections in Hollywood that yeah you know get, and, and they were like well we need a we need a villain and that's how that's why they ended up picking uh, Michael Rooker <laughs> when they showed his he ass just has like he almost wanted his to show his ass oh. like, the, like he's like can I show my ass I've been working out <laughs> I've been uh, doing like squats for like days can I just show my ass because it wasn't was, necessary it was part of the original cut. Because in the original opening, they had this whole big setup where uh, he's at the governor's ball yeah. and he's trying to get funding for his uh, TV station and T.S. and Brandy mess it up. And so uh, that's throughout the movie, you'll see it in a couple different places where they couldn't edit around it. But um, <coughs> uh, T.S., there were all these news crews that wanted, like, they were coming after T.S. Because, like, oh, you tried to assassinate the governor. He's like, no, it was just an accident. It was, And so uh, when they... They go over to Brandy's house the next morning because T.S. and Brandy got into a fight. Brody and uh, and T.S. go there. And so Brody goes to uh, – and there's like hard copy wannabe kind of – Yeah. Um, and so there he's like, oh, no, I'll tell you all about this guy. He's my neighbor. And so he's making up all this stuff about Michael Rooker being a Satanist and doing all this <laughs> stuff. And so they're following they, – they're filming through his window when he comes out of the shower. And that's where that came from. Okay. And oh, they're, okay. They're like, well, we we still want to use this in the final cut. We're like, we <laughs> we got to no, keep that. We have no reason. We just want to show Michael Rooker's ass. <laughs> it's but, not a bad ass. No, he's like, <laughs> I, I mean, if you're gonna see an ass. Uh, oh, you know, we gotta worse. we gotta mention because like it all centers around uh, Brandy's a contestant on the game show or whatever. Because yes. yep. like she splits with um, uh, JT or T uh, T S. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we got to talk about Dante Hicks's cousin. This is one of the first instances. Gil Hicks. Gil Hicks. Like, so one of the viewist universe through lines is all the cousins of Dante. <laughs> and he's, here's this molted version of Dante on this game show. And I just, I, I think that's really interesting. It's the kind of thing where you would just not even, <clears throat> you just have to know that. And I'm sure it says like Gil Hicks in the credits. Yep. Oh, but yeah, I haven't looked. <clears throat> it was years later that I actually realized yep. that, you know, those are cousins of, of Dante's. This is, I, lo- I love that little touch. And um, with the two guys that are backstage that uh, Jay gets That high, he knocks out? That he knocks out. Yeah. One of them was Ed Habstrack. Ed Habstrack. Um, he was the dude in Clerks when they were playing hockey up on. He was the one asking for free Gatorade. Oh, so he was another one of hey, Kevin Smith's buddies. Okay. Yeah, so he's he gets knocked Very out. Very nice. I was just like, one of those things, like, I just love that. All these little bit roles are just like Kevin Smith's buddies. Oh, and like, if you're a fan of Tell Him Steve guy, Dave, yes. which is a phenomenal oh, podcast, you got to mention Steve really Dave, Steve fanboy, <laughs> who's based off a, a real life guy. Apparently, it was like a comic book store guy who they called Steve Dave. And uh, he got for the first time, because like Brian Johnson, like the story goes, is like Brian Johnson and Kevin Smith. Uh, Randall is the basis of uh, Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson is the basis of uh, Randall, I should say. And they were like really good friends, but apparently, like, Brian and like Kevin had like some sort of like outs, like falling out as he went to school. And like Brian didn't write him. And like Kevin oh, was wow. like one of those guys that like he just wanted to write and like he didn't write him at all. And their feelings got hurt. But then he came around and put it, he got to put him in his second movie. So like Brian Johnson was really like the guy that Kevin Smith looked up to, apparently. He was uh, how he, him and Walt were how he got into comics. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you, you kind of feel like, like they're just certain guys who take you under their wing and indoctrinate you. And like they knew each other from the rec, the rec center or whatever. Yep. Uh, wh- what was the, was the town, the Highlands? Was it the Highlands yeah. rec center? Okay. I think it was Highlands. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't think it was Red Bank. I think it was Highlands. Because Kevin came in, like I think he moved from another town. Yeah. And those were already like popular, like established kids in that neighborhood. Yep. So like they took Kevin under their wing. That, that's amazing. And, and you really know, now cool. you see him doing it to other people. Um, well, yeah, Comic Book Men, which yeah. is a really fun show. Yeah, I love know? that show. It's my favorite show. Uh, did he, I got news for you. It's canceled. I, it is. I know. <laughs> I was so sad. It got canceled about like six months ago or something like that at the time of this filming. Um, it, uh, did he buy the comic book store? I know he bought it He for bought Walt. the comic book store after he... Or Brian. After Clerks, right? It, was it after Clerks or after Mallrats? It was around this time period. I know. Yeah, it was yeah. really soon after. Yeah. But the, the one they have now in Red Bank, that's the second one. Like yeah. there was a, there was a, there was a, there was one in Los Angeles that, one in LA that, that Brian Johnson ran, and then they bought a second, and he bought that basically for Walt, so yeah. that Walt yeah. could he, run it. Yeah, uh, and of course, I think the the famous story is that he calls up Walt and says, "Hey, you know, I bought you a comic book shop." Yeah. And Walt's like, "I don't want to run a comic He's book like, shop." I'm, no, I'm staying at the rec center. Yeah. What? <laughs> and well, because th- then that was how Steve Dave. They didn't know the guys. Nobody could do the guy's actual name. Right. They're like, I think it might be Steve. Maybe it's Dave. So they would just call him Steve, <laughs> Steve Dave. Dave. <clears throat> Tell him Steve Dave. Oh, yeah. my God. I love it. So wonderful. It's a great podcast. Well, we did just a nice little name drop that they do in uh, Strikes Back, too. They, they mentioned Steve Dave when they're exiting the theater. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and that, that podcast. Steve Dave, Steve Dave, they get a lot out of Steve Dave, yeah, actually. Sure. Yeah. There's, there's, quite, there's a few Steve Daves. Now I'm thinking about it. Because well, I, I, he told that story about how they showed up in dog bed, <clears throat> I think. Brian, yeah, they were protesters outside the abortion <laughs> right. clinic. Um, but Steve or Brian Johnson, I think he told the story when we went and saw him. I know hmm. I've heard it uh, once or twice at least. But Brian Johnson, he was he was like, dude, I'm I'm on, you know, uh, I'm on. I got the rope. I got the ladder. He was like, I'm yeah he, yeah. And that he was like, dude, he, um, that podcast. Tell him Steve Dave. 
Kevin saved Smith, his life. He's like, kinda. he credits him. I was like, that saved his life. The yeah. dude was going to, you know, he's like, no, this, this dude can't, you can't go out, man. Like the world needs Brian Johnson in it. Yeah. And I just, I love that that's, I mean, cause I love Walt, Walt and Brian's yeah. friendship. Yeah. That's yeah. cause, and it's that's a really cool thing. That's one of the things that, I mean, just, I think makes all of these guys and characters so much more appealing. It's like, they're real. Like these guys mm-hmm. are real friends and yeah. they've been friends for decades. And you're just like, that's so cool. And he was like, those, that's what it was like. People that was like, I just want to have that kind of relationship with people where it's like, you know, like, dude, you can't do this. I'll buy and some people store. used to have that right. relationship when they yeah. were younger, but they don't anymore. And no. it's like, it's great. It's like a comforting thing that's just consistently is there. Yeah. yeah. You can always go back to that, you know, cause like I've had friends like, you know, Walt, you know, I, I remember like hanging out, like playing D and D like, I mean, I don't think Walt's a D and D guy, but like, you know, comics, D and D it's the same, right, right. same thing basically. And, uh, you know, you just, you're just like, you lose contact with them, but like they didn't, you know, yeah. like, they, they right. managed to stay close they and they lived, they lived in a small town. They didn't really go anywhere, no. but they managed to make, they all managed to get famous somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and kind of, I mean, they kind of almost helped raise each other too. Yeah. You know, they like grew up yeah. together. Well, Kevin know, so for sure raised amazing. Jay. Oh, we know that. Absolutely. Jay yes. would be definitely dead definitely. if it weren't for Kevin yep. Smith. I mean, like I, Ooh. that is just the most. There's some scary stuff that happened with Jay. Yeah. It, it's 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 a whole other podcast to get into, really. Like there, there's definitely lots of other there's there's blogs out there you can read. Uh, I know that Kevin Smith wrote several blog entries about like the story of Jay. Yep, and, oh, uh, it's it's just one of the most compelling things ever. It's heartbreaking too. Hell, they based a podcast around it in the very beginning. It was uh, Jay and Sally Jay and Bob, Bob get old. Yeah, yep. yeah, first that was so he could stay sober. About, yeah, just... and at the end of the episode, they would talk about how many days he was sober. Yeah, yeah, because he's he's had he's had a couple devastating relapses. Yeah. Uh, but now that he's been married, and he's—I think he's been pretty, pretty stable for like yeah. ten years now. So July tenth, two thousand and ten. So there you go. <laughs> wow, there you go. that's a math. real fan right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you want to root for Jay? Yeah, because I mean, I, I've known people not exactly like Jay. I don't think there's anybody else quite exactly like Jay, but I've <laughs> known people like Jay who are just likable, but just had two strikes against him at birth, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, he was just one of those guys. So, uh, and he's such a, he, like Kevin Smith, like he wouldn't be Kevin Smith without Jay. No. Right. <laughs> it's like right. He, he needed Jay. And he like, did. I think he's just been repaying Jay by saving his life ever yeah. since then. Like he, he realizes that. Yeah. I think he understands Cause he reluctantly sure. like kind of loved the guy too. Cause like the story goes like he's younger. He was, he was what, four years older than Jay. And he was already graduated high school yeah. when Jay was in high school and you know, he just sort of showed up at the rec center that time and was like flating all the shit. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> to, like just all, all the arcade machines, making people laugh. And like Kevin was at first like kind of reluctant. Like I'm the funny guy. You can't replace me, right? <laughs> but didn't they go on a, a road trip the next day or something like that? And yeah, he, was, like, you know, he told a story about funny. going to New York yeah. or something like that. Yeah, like Comic Con. Yeah. yeah, so maybe it was that. Uh, so, uh, anything else about mall rats? I got nothing else about, about mall rats. Uh, any, any personal stories about mall rats? I, I'm just going to, we don't need to talk about it's it a much. Good, good soundtrack. It's a great it's soundtrack. A good soundtrack. <laughs> I really enjoyed the soundtrack. That was the heydays of the movie soundtrack. Yes. I, I, I think though, I, I just want to make sure it's tucked in there that we mentioned the stink palm just cause it oh, should. Oh yeah. How about a pretzel? Should, yeah. Yeah. It just needs to be out there. Okay. And how much? Like Jason Lee is, his mouth is full of teeth. Like, like I don't know what is it about that guy. He's like Freddie Mercury with that mouth. He's got a lot of teeth. A, he's got bit, a lot yeah. of teeth, and he's he's like just hamming it up for like seemingly the camera yes. as he's doing the whole like stink palm thing. But every, that stink palm was famous. Yes, you know because like everybody you know is like thought about doing the stink palm to somebody, yes. and anybody could do it. 
you just jam your thumb up your ass. <laughs> like, and I love the like just the the aggressive diarrhea that he got like afterwards. The, he, diphtheria. That's what they, yeah. they credit him with getting. <laughs> yeah, diphtheria that afternoon. Right, right. All right, so we can move on Damn. to. Um, a more grown-up well, Kevin Smith, I b- guess. Before we get into okay, the next okay. movie, if I could just mention this, it was between Mallrats and the next movie we're going to be talking about, where Kevin was approached to write a script for the new Superman movie. Superman Lives. Man, Superman Lives. In the 90s, you know the Superman movie we got was Steel. I would not recommend you watch this movie unless you were what? incredibly no. drunk. Steel. I'm not aware of this story. Oh, you don't know about the Steel? The Shaquille O'Neal? The Shaquille O'Neal movie. It's is a the great movie. Only <laughs> no, it's not. Don't, don't. You shut your goddamn trash mouth. <laughs> it comes to Shaquille O'Neal, Adam has got a thing. Oh. <laughs> He's a great man. No, okay, all right, well... This movie has He's issues. A great, I, guess. I refuse He's a great to pitch. listen to anything disparaging about it. He's this. a great okay. pitch man, I will say. He is, he is. So he knows how to work Nobody plays the opposite of a, a CG colonel. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. He, masterful. <laughs> oh, <God>. Masterful. <laughs> the way he just jogs through that train yard. And, yeah, I haven't suit. seen Steel. You haven't seen. You're, oh, doing, no. your, it's oh. a, you're doing yourself an incredible disservice. Oh, there, there is. is a, it'll have to be a, what you haven't seen that I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is a subplot dealing with a, a souffle. Um, I'll just kind of leave it at that. So. Does he fuck it? <laughs> you got to watch. Actually, that would make for a better movie. Personally. Oh, okay. It's yeah, a okay. precursor to American. Well, Jason Pie. Biggs did it first, so <laughs> right. you, know, you can't you can't rip him off. So if you guys want to go, uh, you can actually read uh, Kevin Smith's script for Superman Returns. Oh shit! Uh, out on Google Docs. So that, that's how I read it. Just a quick uh, aside. Oh, you've story, read the whole thing. I, I've read the thing, man. Please do tell. Okay, so so I can't. I don't know how much time we've got. But I don't, we got time. All right. It's so only when we're going to do this again. Here we go. All right. Superman returns. Uh, so uh, Kevin Smith uh, goes to Warner Brothers and says, hey, I just want to you know, do a movie for you guys. And they said, well, you know, and again, this is Kevin Smith telling this story. I can't do it any justice. Wait, He's I've so heard funny. this story. I want to hear about Superman. All right. Let, let's, hear, let's hear about <laughs> Superman then. Okay. okay. No, no. I'm sorry. John. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, first. It's he, a great story, he, he too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, this story. All right, so he knows about this story. He gets up with John Peters. John Peters. Uh, he has to get his approval. John Peters says, yeah, you know, uh, we're going to make a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. You know why we're going to be so good at it? It's because you and I, we're from the streets. We're from the <laughs> streets. Like, I am not, not from, from the, the suburbs. <laughs> you're from a the hairdresser. I, I was born on a street, is what he said. <laughs> Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. So so he gave him three directions for Superman. He said, yeah. I want to see three things. Yeah. You remember what these are? Yeah. This is no, no suit. No suit. I don't no see suit. that content. I don't see no flying. He said, he said, I don't want to see any suit. I don't want to see Superman fly. And most importantly. The best part. In the third act, Superman has to fight a giant, giant spider. Giant spider. Yeah. So uh, they ended up calling the spider a Thangarian snare beast. I think is kind of how Kevin got around that. <laughs> Do you but know but it's about- interesting reading this script because you're like, you're right. There's no flying. Do you know anything about spiders? They're the most uh, dangerous the insects. Spiders are the fiercest insect, killers yeah. of the insect kingdom. <laughs> you know about polar bears, right? Oh, God. The polar bears. <laughs> Yeah, Brainiac had to fight some polar bears because there had to be an action sequence. There had to be a little gay robot, and best friend. I'm not making this right. up. This he liked Hooper X. It's like you oh. want him to be a gay black man. What's a Nubian? <laughs> anyway, so so I think uh, he was in Dogma. Was, uh, Dogma. I didn't even realize because that's yeah. all. He's like he popped up because I was thinking no he kidding. was really good in in um, Chasing Amy. I was like, why isn't he used in more Kevin Smith movies? But he was in Dogma. Okay, yes, he was briefly. Go back and look. Then I didn't see that. But yeah, I'm good. Like, move on. He didn't man. play Let's... Hooper X. That's why. No, he didn't play Hooper X, unfortunately. All but right. anyways, uh, so, a... 
But yeah, there so, is a great documentary out that I haven't seen yet about the the movie. That the death of Superman there. lives, yeah. I think, or Superman Returns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Superman Returns is eventually what we ended up. Getting. Right, That's what right. we got. Yeah, yeah. So it was eventually taken over by Tim Burton. It was, was that Brian star Singer who made Cage. that movie? I think Brian Singer. Oh, Brian Singer, Singer. Yeah. yeah, Superman Returns. That's the one. Yeah, a whole movie where Superman doesn't punch anybody. And Brandon Routh came back to the VOSQ universe. He did actually. I, I enjoyed. Brandon oh, that's Routh right. He Superman. played uh, the gay. He played the boyfriend of uh, Justin Long. Zach yes. and Mary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's which, move on. The, which is an underrated movie, movie, by the way. It kind of is. is yeah, oh, yeah. I enjoy that movie a lot. <clears throat> But let's talk about one of my favorite movies, man. Chasing, Chasing Amy. Amy. Yeah, this this is mm. the movie that really got Kevin Smith the um, the 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 critical uh, appreciation. Like th- this is like th- this is really Kevin Smith's the writer heyday. I think, mm, I think so. <clears throat> he was um, he was he was uh, involved in like um, oh gosh, he was a producer on Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I think so. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure he probably looked over the script and you know gave notes, but but chasing Amy was like uh, I think that's yeah, and that was the reason why he got opportunities to like write for the Superman. Yeah, movie. yeah. Well, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, so maybe I skipped ahead a little. Apparently bit. Apparently, that's what he was in, in one of the Q and As. He's like because the chasing Amy script was going around and was getting a lot of uh, you know good feedback. He was getting a lot of people offering him to write up movies, like you know, do treatments of scripts and punch ups and uh, even even direct movies that weren't his. <laughs> right, right. But um yeah, so Chasing Amy, um I I think is my third favorite Kevin Smith movie. I think so. Yeah. It, Your it, mother's it, a tracer. I think it holds up incredibly well, even it though does. it's dealing with really touchy subject material. Uh, it does. This thing had a budget of only two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. So so but but I mean it made twelve million at the box yeah. office. This thing was a success. It was a hit. Um, I, I freaking love this movie. I think personally, Kevin Smith does it best. Or he writes at his 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 best when his movies are about relationships. When mm-hmm. he tones it down and he says, "Look, I'm just going to focus on these two or three people and how they interact, and that's going to be boom. That's my core." And man, this movie still holds up so well. It really I does. Really love it. Yeah, it's the arrival of Ben Affleck. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was in Mallrats, but this is kind of Ben Affleck's big movie. This is where like he put. This is the reason why Ben Affleck. Was in so many Kevin Smith movies yep. for years afterwards, you know, sticking up for him for Goodwill Hunting and also giving him a, in this movie. And like, also, I think like he learned a lot about filmmaking in, yeah. from this movie, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, the filmmaker, who really turned out to be a much better filmmaker than Kevin <laughs> would, Smith, yes. as I'm sure Kevin Smith would admit now. But probably it, it probably took him some time and maybe a loss of a friendship to to come around to that fact. That was Jennifer Garner. Uh, yeah, uh, um, that, that's kind of what we would have meant. I mean, I could, you know, we all know people like Jennifer Garner, you know, like the, I'm, you know, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't want to say anything <laughs> bad about Jennifer Garner because she could kiss, me. she could kick my ass. I've oh, seen, <laughs> I've seen Alias. <laughs> she could. I, I the, like Jennifer Garner. The only, the only mark on her career, I will say, is, th- is that, and I don't know it, so I shouldn't say that this is definitely the case, but it's been heavily hinted at that that's the reason why Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith. Stop being as good of friends as that's what she was. So not this, a fan. That's what's been okay for sure. This that I have uh, every, uh, most everything. Jennifer else Garner did not like Kevin Smith. No, and as you Catch know, if you're in a relationship with somebody and they don't like your friend, then you just stop talking and hanging out with that friend. Yeah, and Kevin Smith made things worse uh, worse a lot by telling stories and shit about Ben. Yeah, like he didn't want him talking about that. Yeah. Made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just made it. I think that prolonged the. The divide. Yeah. It's a real shame here because, I mean, these guys were so tight. Like, in, in fact, the house that Kevin Smith lives in now was Ben Affleck's old yeah. house. There's even like a little That's pretty funny. Yeah. in the upstairs room. Yeah. <laughs> they gave funny. it to him for a great price. He said he wouldn't yeah. be able to afford it otherwise. 
That is pretty funny. Um, In the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> right. Uh, chasing Amy. Okay, so mm. what do you, what so would you, what what when you think Chasing Amy, what do you think about Matt? Like what what does this movie mean to you? Like, okay. What is what do you what is the defining factor for Chasing Amy? Uh, like you talked about relationships. I, I did. I point. did, man. So so what I love about this movie so much is that you know there, there's this real believable. Uh, interaction, I guess, between everybody. It's also one of the first Kevin Smith movies. In fact, come to think of it, I think it was the first one I might have seen. Uh, I had hmm. a roommate at the time, man, Dogma was getting ready to come out. And he <laughs> said, you know what? Before you watch this movie, maybe you need to watch this because there's these two guys in this movie called Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you need to watch it to kind of get up to speed. He didn't have mall rats or clerks. This is kind of the one that I started on. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, a lot of people actually maybe... I think so. Started with this movie. Yeah, yeah. This was my entry point. Because not I, I many people saw Mallrats, we learned. So. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but but I kind of recommend this, too. And at the same time, you know, there's also this slew of saccharine romantic comedies with uh, predictable plots that are coming around this same time. Yep. This this one does it differently. I mean, you know, yeah, you still got the same kind of Kevin Smith humor throughout, but it doesn't end the way you think it's going to end. And I don't know if I necessarily want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it before. If you haven't seen it, please watch this movie. There's I like an Aaron Sorkin potty mouth kind of quality like, I mean, there is. to a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Like, a lot of the dialogue just seems a little too snappy, you know. Like, like the thesaurus has been busted out a few, maybe a few, <laughs> too, few too many times. Maybe? It sounds like a Calvin and Hobbes comic. Like, oh, like for this, sure, this for sure. Like, little kids don't talk much. like this. They don't. Right? Like, I feel stupid reading a Calvin Hobbes strip. You know, like. So you bring up a really good point. When we were going back through this retrospective, I was like, I'm going to start at Clerks, and I'm going to go all the way through. And I noticed that, and it's something you can't almost unsee, is that. People kind of tend to talk with the same rhythm. Everybody mm-hmm. in these movies have the same kind of cadence, they and they all want to talk about dicks. And it just da, 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 da. and so I think when you see that, it's kind of hard to not see. Except that. the finger cuff scene that was <laughs> okay. <a> wholly unique. <laughs> it was. Anyways, it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, and of course he's seeing. Um, Oh, gosh. I, Joey Lauren Thank Lauren you very Adams. much. Yeah. All right. See, I don't know if these guys would know this stuff. Uh, he's seeing her at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's funny. He, he, I think maybe even that the one that we went to, he had actually said, you know, I was just reflecting on where I was in life. And he was thinking, man, two years ago I worked at a gas station. <laughs> now I'm dating an actress and making yeah. movies in Hollywood. Well, you know, and she wow. was in stuff before she yeah. was in Mallrats, too. Like yeah. She was in uh, Days of Confused. Days of Confused. And you know probably some other stuff too. Honest. Oh, she was in. Uh, she was in Biodome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, that movie. Ah, careful, careful. <laughs> I have a soft spot for that movie Biodome. for some reason. I don't okay. know. I have a soft spot for Polly Shore. Oh, I, can't okay. help it. Right. I can't help it. We need they, to get into that. The yeah. in in Mallrats, they actually wanted William Atherton for the Michael Rooker role. Really? Oh. And he he refused to do it because it was he thought it was so silly. And they're like, and then he went on to do Biodome. Biodome? But you did Biodome. It's like it's what I was like. He so you don't want to do mall rats, but you okay, whatever. <laughs> More power to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, but anyway, chasing Amy, I love it. What about you, Adam? Uh, chase chasing Amy. It's one of those. Um, it was it was a different experience because uh, because I started with mall rats. I was I was used to being so heavy on mm. Jay and Bob, and you're watching this you're like people are like, oh yeah, this is a it's a Jay and Silent Bob movie. You're like, where are they in the movie? He's like, and then you get to like, oh, there's like 20 minutes left. He's like, oh, here's oh here they are. And yeah, one scene. They're in one scene. One scene, and yeah. they're not comedic. No, necessarily it's in the real scene, life, James. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it's so perfect. I it love is. that scene. Yeah, mm. it really is. Well, because they're paying him off for using stealing that. Like he learns about <laughs> like he's using their likeness to sell comics or whatever. Yeah. Right. It's like how did a bunch of stoners know so much about like and like. Uh, was it IP law or something yeah. like that? <laughs> right. 
So funny story about that scene is that apparently Jay knew all of his lines. Kevin was extremely worried about him, and it, it took something like 40 takes for Kevin to get through his lines. Yeah. Oh, wow. The lines that he wrote, he would just say, uh, okay, and he would just start and line, and it would just have to go over and over and over again. People were getting apparently very antsy at him during that shoot. I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't, know, I didn't know that. If, yeah, you, if yeah. you pay attention to that scene, too, Jay is eating sugar packets the entire time, <laughs> and every take he was just eating sugar packets. <laughs> And I ask about the ex-boyfriend, which, as we all know, is a really dumb move. But, you know, it is. You don't want to know. You just have to know, right? Stupid guy bullshit. Like, because you're so... <laughs> There's you're, no spit bucket, I'm no, sure. You're no, you're so focused just... on, on Kevin because he's delivering that speech that you don't pay attention to. But I, I, I had heard that. And so I, as I was watching, I was like, he is. He's just pounding these sugar packets <laughs> the entire time that they're... Jesus Christ. And he gives himself some business. Yeah. yeah all right. So good for him. I, I'd hate to think of what that did to his blood sugar afterwards, but... I don't think he, Jake cares at that point. I think sugar was probably lowest on the totem pole of things that Jake <sighs> They were going into Jake's body. body, yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. Well, he moved on to Red Bulls yes. <laughs> later on in life. <laughs> uh, I, I really liked Chasing Amy. It's like, it, it's, uh, it's unbelievable dialogue, but it's re- totally entirely relatable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, I, the, one of the things I'll enjoy so much, uh, the, the, like, the uh, lethal weapon slash Jaws, you know, like where they're talking about they're one upping the, each the other injuries about injuries about going down. <laughs> right. I cherish that scene, dude. It is it is so rewatchable and so well acted because you know, like I think Adam, you and I have not on the podcast, but have mentioned like you know, like Joey Lauren Adams really overacted a bunch in that oh, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she wasn't great, and Ben Affleck also is finding himself as an actor. Yeah, you know, like. So, but, but there was a, I think it's Jason Lee. There's just like Jason Lee. There was like such a natural flow and believability to his stories. And Joey, I think was, was to the task in that particular scene. And, and you talk about Hooper X, like that whole bar scene is just like some of my favorite 20 minutes of movie watching. Yeah. You know, they're t- or like, you know, Hooper X is kind of, kind of like, you know, fucking with, uh, uh Banky. Banky about yeah. the whole, like. Archie was gay and all this shit. And he's like, we're going to get some Archie comics and I'm going to prove to you that he's about the pussy and all that. But like Hooper is just like, but there's like this theme is like it it all like, I I don't, I don't like how this movie ended. I think it's a really weird ending. Okay. That's one of my strong points. I think you like it. I love the ending of this movie. I I just, I don't know what it is. It just, it feels so weird and out of place to me. Like I kind of get it. Cause you're like, you're talking about, you know, like there's the kid, the chasing Amy, Kevin Smith, you know, scene. Right. And, you know, like, uh, Holden is thinking about it, thinking about it. And his, his conclusion is to have a three way. And it's like, I, I just don't like that. Oh, oh, that's what you're talking about. I yeah. thought you meant like the very ending where it's like, how everybody kind of ended up. Oh, like, no, that's okay. Kind of like, okay, I, right. I, I dig that okay. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they kind of like patch things up to a degree. Sure. They like, it fucked up everybody's friendship. And like, you, just, the, you hate to, you hate to see that kind of wrong, like, really horrible, bad decision. And like, you know, Alyssa's like, don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. And and it's like, it's heartbreaking because uh, his best friend kind of goes along with it. He's like, if it'll save our friendship, man. Yeah. And I, right. I just, it's not that this, mm. it's not that it's a bad scene or well, or poorly acted. I just, I hate watching that scene. Mm, okay. It's like, it, it hurts. Cause like, I, I enjoy watching that movie so much, but then it, when it comes to that ending, I just don't like that ending. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. You're yeah. saying you know it, it's not that it's not a good film yeah. ending or anything like that. It's no, no, I think I think yeah. it's a really really good film. Okay, and uh, it you know and I, I don't I don't want to say that that's like makes the movie bad by any mm-hmm. stretch, but for me personally, I just when it gets to that part of the movie, like I kind of lose interest in the movie. Okay, 
Okay. So that's just me personally. Yeah, yo, that, that's interesting. Yeah. Sure. I, there is another scene, too, coming up in Jersey Girl that is hard for me to watch. So I get where you're coming from, where... Jersey Girl act, act, like, is a really emotional movie. Boy, and I as a father, I watched that. It, it's like, really good, oh. and it, it really it really makes me upset that like Kevin has just eaten shit on that movie yeah. for so long. Yeah, yeah. He's just... We'll, we'll get there. We Jer- Jersey Girl is like one of the better movies. I, I enjoy it. I, I, <laughs> I think, think outs- I thought outs- I was going to be alone in this. Really? No. Oh, okay. oh. I was going to the he podcast. He shits on it like, himself. He's very self-deprecating sense of humor when it comes to Jersey Girl. Yes. Uh, I don't know why, though. Outside of the Jay and Bob movies, I think that's the best movie he's he's made. And it's, yeah, I mean, okay. even even if it's when I was like, there's a part of me that's like when I was evaluating him, ranking him, it's like, I want to put Jersey Girl higher because it's I yeah. mean, really, but it's like. It's J- the best George Carlin performance in my oh, opinion. Oh, God. So by good. a mile. Yes. Oh, and, we're we're going to get there, but yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the MVP for my movie for that okay. one. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you got any like any facts, factoids, Ooh. or little bits of trivia for chasing Amy there, other than what you already told us? Yeah, I put in this question mark: best Jay and Silent Bob appearance? Question mark. I don't know, man, but I love that scene. I mean, it, it's just kind of of all perfect. the like. Uh, I think it might be of all the like Bob gives his wisdom of all his. I think it's his best. I speech. think that's it. Yeah, definitely his best speech. I don't love it the most, Jay and Silent Bob, as far as their best, like most enjoyable movie. But like, I think that's the the best speech he gives. Okay, yeah, I I, I agree with that because uh, that kind of became the expected thing, and they even joke about it in Clerks too. Yeah, yeah they do. But don't you have any wisdom, man? <laughs> What's you always bring, pussy man? <laughs> one of the, one of the and I I want to I, I there was I wanted to go back and I probably still will after the fact. I want to go back and rewatch Chasing Amy with the commentary on because I didn't get a chance to do that one. But I think because I was like, okay, I feel like there's a little bit of an in because when he starts, he's like, you know, you, you're chasing Amy. And he's like, you know, Jay was like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he's like, what you don't know about me could just about fill up the ocean, you know? Right, like, right. Yeah. But it's like, it, it was funny because like there's so many other times. I think even at the end, it was like, you're always, you always got time for that the damn Amy story. It's <laughs> yeah. like, but like at they that reference moment, it. Yeah. at that moment, he's like, but Jay didn't have, didn't like that was the first it. time he's ever done yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was one of those things like, okay, Jesse, you always got time for that stupid Amy story. It's yeah. like, that's obviously the first time you've ever paid attention to it. Right. <laughs> but uh, maybe afterwards he's told it a yeah. whole bunch more times, I guess. <laughs> Stop I, telling the Amy but story. But I do like that he just like, he's just like, He's, he, he's like yeah. biting his nails or something, chasing Amy. <laughs> right. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I wonder how much of that kind of rolled over into real life, too. You know, I mean, I wonder if he ever thought that, like, you know, Jason was really listening. Jason's having a hard time at oh, this yeah. time. I mean, man, he is into some heavy stuff. Yeah. Uh, and as a friend, I mean, you're concerned for him. You're trying to do your best that you can. And I, I don't know. He I became his child. He took care oh, yeah. of Jay. Yeah. Like, he lived oh, in his totally. home, and he made sure that he was not doing shit that he shouldn't be doing. And uh, you know, you, your heart breaks when like he comes to that point where he's like, he kicks him out. Yeah, yeah. He just shuts him out of his life. He's like, I can't do this anymore, man. I got a kid now. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So, but I, I, I just, it's, it's just the authenticity of their friendship. Yeah. And uh, it just makes their movie so much more enjoyable it when does. they show up as a pair together. They've been through so much, man. They have. All right. Uh, moving on, I guess. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll throw out one more thing. Okay. Okay. Um, just because, oh. because I, I want to mention him because we get a lot of a lot of Ben Affleck. This is the, I think, the only movie in the View Askew universe that has Casey Affleck. He's, oh, he's like a little kid oh, or something. He, he's right? at the very, really? be, he's at the very beginning when that uh, when Banky and Holden are at the Comic Con and, and Mosier's giving him shit about being a tracer, and uh, <laughs> Casey Affleck's in line right behind him. Was that Mosier the guy that was giving him shit about tracing? Yep. 
That's a really that doesn't seem like Mosier at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I mean, like Mosier, he looks different a lot in movies. Like he he changes his appearance. It seems like it was a lot. It was reminiscent of in Clerks, the guy who's yelling at him when they're playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy sucks. (laughs) And a little bit of Roddy from Mallrats, who's like he can play that antagonist. He plays like just a bearded, clueless guy really well. He does. But (laughs) Willem, like that's beautiful, man. <laughs> when he when he turns around to Casey, he's like, "Hey!" And he's like, "Explain." He's like, "If I drew a picture, and then somebody else drew a picture on top of that picture, what would that like be?" Like the Casey's exact like, same thing. Because like, Casey's <laughs> like, uh, "I guess tracing." He's like, "Yeah." So that kid is Casey. That was Casey. Okay. Like, and we got we got well, the, we got uh, we got to see him just a little bit later in uh, Goodwill Hunting, I guess. Yeah, so, and then because yeah. uh, Damon had a he had a cameo because. Brian O'Halloran played the uh, executive. The executive. Yeah. So the cart wanted to make the cartoon, I guess. Yeah. They wanted to do the blonde Suji man. Bitches. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was because uh, Damon, because Matt Damon talks about, I think in one of the, uh, I think on the clerks, they had a, a 90 minute um, documentary about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Because hmm. um, Damon was like, well, you know, Affleck and Kevin, they were already friends by, by the time they were doing Chasing Amy. It's like they knew each other really well. It's like, yeah. And he was doing them a huge solid with, uh, um, getting goodwill hunting in front of people. Right. And he said it was funny because when they went up there and did their acceptance speech, like the only person they forgot to thank was Kevin Smith. It's yeah. like the whole thing oh. was, it was like they, they felt so bad about that for so long because they were like so flustered, but they're like, yeah, man, this whole thing wouldn't have been possible without Kevin. Right, but right, right. But that was when Damon's- They was, made up for it. Yeah. They, they made oh, up they yeah. for it. And they totally so. did. But yeah. yeah, it was, you got Casey Affleck and you got Matt Damon and then- I don't think I don't think there's a Hicks attached, or maybe there is a Hicks attached to. Uh, I, was trying to I'm trying I don't to, think we see Hicks again until Dogma. Yeah. With uh, Grant Hicks, Grant Hicks, the news guy, oh, the yeah, news okay. guy, who shows right. up again and yes. Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back yep. reboot movie. Uh, so yeah, I think that's everything on Chasing Amy. Very so well we done. Can, we can move into your favorite Dogma. Dogma is the, well, favorite? you know, you yeah. say that, but like Dogma is okay. Dogma is the movie that really I think this was. This was failure number two for Kevin Smith. Mm. I think this was meant to be like his, you know, uh, this, I don't know how to put this. I feel like this should have been his goodwill hunting or this, this could have been his, uh, pulp fiction, you know, like this, this was the movie that had the all-star cast where they put a bunch of people in it, not just, you know, his friends. Yeah. And, uh, but because of all the controversy with the churches and things, it just kept getting delayed and reworked and, you know, I, I love the story where he talks about the protesting where he's got the glitter <laughs> right. and his big gay bear friend or whatever, and they're like protesting you know, across the Protesting, the, yeah. Dog by his dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually on video, wasn't he? Like, yeah, so he was on the Channel 12 cast. News. Yeah, and they were like, you look awful. Well, I can't. No, I'm not. No, you're right. So, I mean, he said, because he, he, he was like, really? no. Is there a video of that you can see? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. That's amazing. He's like, no, my name is Brian Johnson. But they were joined by this man. He wouldn't admit it, but he looked and sounded suspiciously like Dogma's writer, director, co-star, and New Jersey resident, Kevin Smith. I don't think it stands for uh, for anything positive. What does it stand for? I don't know, but I've been told not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. That's good. But, you know, so I, Dogma's the movie that I've seen the least out of oh, all okay. the Kevin Smith movies. I saw it once when it came out and was disappointed. I was like, all of that for this? Because like, it was talked about for a long time. Uh, you know, Right around that time, I was getting like subscriptions to like Rolling Stone and Entertainment Weekly, and it was like a feature story like all the time. 
And uh, they're just constant problems. Like, well, they got to go back and they got to rewrite this. Or like, this movie's supposed to be out now, but it's getting pushed back. And, yep. you know, like, and it, it just got to the point where like, Merrimax is going to bury this thing. They're not going to give it a big release. They're just too afraid of all the stuff that's going on. And uh, it's, it's frustrating because it really, it's just because it is so much about the church. Like if you watch it, like it's just ridiculous. It's just another Jay and Silent Bob movie. And it's a guy who has a lot of feelings about, you know, Catholicism. Yeah. Personally, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just kind of working them out and uh, he paid the price. You know, he just became a casualty of that whole, you know, uh, you know, the, what was the church that was like real instrumental and vocal about protesting? They, oh, they do a Westboro? lot of, pro- hmm? you talking about Westboro or are you talking about, was it West? Dogma? No, well, Westboro. The church that actually protested his. Well, the Westboro Church was like inspiration for the Red State or whatever. Yeah, so but yeah. I th- wasn't it still like the same church? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, oh, I don't think it was. The, I don't think it was Westboro then for Dogma. No, it was, it, it's probably something you know. No, I'm, I'm trying to think of the name of the Catholic Church that came out and, and was protesting because like you cannot, you can't show this movie. You know? Well, because we were kind of talking about this a little bit offline, and I think one of I think one of the things, just it's my own kind of conjecture on it, is. He because he had always said he wrote Dogma before he wrote uh, Clerks, mm. and mm-hmm. he was just sitting on it because he wanted to be able to do it the right way. He wanted yeah. to do it as a studio flick, right? And so I think because one of the things that makes Kevin so um, uh, so true to his work is a lot of times what he's saying when he's saying it match like that matches. And so I think there's I think there's a disconnect there where Dogma. So was he's something, Bethany basically, is that? Yeah, I think yeah. so because he's kind of disenfranchised yeah. with the church. You know, he has a lot of issues with it because he's uh, like he's in every movie. Like when you, if you stay to the end of the credits, he always like I think one of the first like because he thanks a bunch of people individually for all mm-hmm. kinds of different reasons. But he always thanks God in his in his movies. And so I think there's a part of of, of the faith that he is um, that he he adheres to. But I think just the organized religion part is just such a hard thing. For, there's so many aspects of that, I think, that kind of burned him. He's not unique in this either. Like a lot of yeah. people who grow up going to Catholic schools yeah. kind of have similar epiphanies when they get to be in their 20s. And yeah, It happened to me, man. Yeah, yeah I was raised Roman Catholic. Yeah. 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 So, you know, uh, it, it's a shame. But like I feel like this was like a big black eye in his career. You know, like he was attached to this thing. And uh, because so many well-known actors were in it, Chris Rock, it was a big deal that he was in it. Yep. It was a big deal mm-hmm. that Alanis Morissette was going to be in it. Uh, it was a big deal that Rick, uh, Alan Rickman Rick, was going to be Rick, in yeah, it. Yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, you know, so like it was a big deal. Salma Hayek was also like well, pretty. Well, Affleck pretty, and Damon at that point were pretty yeah. viable um, names. True, they were. true. So it like there, there was a lot of big actors attached. And we you see this from time to time, almost every year, where like a movie with a ton of actors comes out and you're like why wasn't this movie any yeah. bigger and it's just for one reason or another politics probably the movie just gets buried and sure. there's no confidence in it and this was one of those movies yeah i think so um personally dogma is in my top three man okay so here's something i didn't talk about before. dogma then let's talk about some dogma dogma, uh, dogma had a budget of 10 million dollars made about 40 million so it did turn a profit this is his highest grossing movie to date are these all domestic or international uh, these are international i know you're not big <laughs> on the international i'm sorry i couldn't find domestic <laughs> yeah fair uh, enough fair co- cop out's the highest um, domestic. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's ironic. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but uh, I, the one thing I didn't Even mention about. Even more than um, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? Yep. Oh, yeah. Cop yeah, Out made, made, the, made the most money wow, okay. domestically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, you know, for, for me, one thing I didn't mention during the Chase and Amy 
part of this was that the reason why it was shown to me was because I my roommate in college was like, hey, you need to go see this movie Dogma. And it's coming out. And I was like, well, okay, I don't really want to. I'm, I'm a broke college student. Why do I really want to see it? It's tough to like, get the money together and be like, oh, yeah. let's go to the movies, right? Yeah, he yeah. goes, what if I told you this Or movie? I won't eat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I can't. I gotta That's buy that ramen. ramen for a month, man. Yeah, I know, right? This movie better be good. Oh, it's gonna be. <laughs> He's like, "What if I told you that in this movie there's a shit demon made out of actual shit?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know, know if that's that was gross. true. <laughs> and I said, that's "Okay, gross. I'm in." So that's when I got to watch, you know, Chasing Amy. I did take a date to see this movie, who ended up being very Catholic. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. That before must have been that. awkward as it shit. Was. It was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. What? I still love the movie though. Yeah. Um, a, a funny story about this is that um, <laughs> before this movie was actually filmed, Kevin sat down with Jay and he said, "All right, look, you have got to be on point. You're gonna yeah. be, you're gonna be uh, against, you know, Alan Rickman here. You've got right. like, some scenes with this right. guy. You've got to be serious." Right. He's like, "Okay, okay, okay." And it turns out that uh, not. Not only did Jay memorize his lines, he memorized everyone else's. So that's amazing. You gotta be the entire. Not everybody can memorize in one night. Yeah. Yeah. So like that that shows there's a there's a level of intelligence there. Like I couldn't do that. I know myself. I couldn't do that. I couldn't even memorize my own lines. Like much less everyone else's lines. So that's that's something that tells me a lot. Uh, but that that is that is a pretty cool story. I didn't want to piss off that Rigman dude. (laughs) The Metatron. Yes, gosh, I, I personally really was there a favorite scene, or is it just the overall movie that just you know really what was interesting? What spoke to you about it? So what, what was interesting to me is that I was kind of going through the same thing Kevin Smith was at the same time that this movie came out. I think okay. that was probably the big thing is that yeah, I was raised Roman Catholic, starting to have some kind of those same feelings that Kevin was going through, and man, this movie just See, hit at might the be right bullshit. time. <laughs> yeah, where I'm like, okay, I mean, I think the Buddy Christ thing is kind of fun, but you know, now like. I kind of love I, the Buddy Christ. I, I, I do love the Buddy Christ. George Carlin is it's it's all good, but yeah, uh, Cardinal I, Glick. So so maybe it's yeah it's it's more for me. I would I haven't seen this movie really in ten years until I had gone back to rewatch it for this, and I've kind of got a different perspective on it because now I, not only am I not you know, Roman Catholic, I'm not really a Christian either, and so mm-hmm. like going back here, I'm like, well, I wonder how this movie's going to hold up. Mm-hmm. I still think it's great, man. I awesome. mean, it has a lot of great things to say. It yeah. just still kind of speaks to me. So yeah, yeah, I'm 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 down. Watch Dogma. Surprise I hate to yuck you young, but I do have some issues with the movie. Go for like, it. <laughs> I, I think it's Jason Lee's worst performance in any movie oh, by really? a, by any, far. I, I hated. I did not like the Azrael character. Oh wow! At all, okay. I thought he was really weak in that. Uh, the the little in his little skater guys or whatever like I just I was really the annoyed by dudes. every yeah. scene they were in I just didn't care for him uh, I I thought Chris Rock was like hamming like his his like exaggerated facial he, something about his performance too like I just didn't care for it okay you know I mean like I don't think Chris Rock's like I'm really interested to see that spiral movie that's coming yes. out because he seems like he's playing a more subdued Chris Rock yes as wonderful as he is as a stand up he's one of the all time great stand ups particularly in the 90s. He has never been able to be like he's never been able to translate that likability and success to film. Yeah, he just can't do it. Like I think *Lethal Weapon* four is about as close as he's ever got, and even that wasn't great. Really? Yeah, wow. that's just my opinion personally. No, just okay. I, I get where you're coming from. This is my favorite Chris Rock movie. <laughs> I'm like, he does so good. But I also agree with you totally because I feel the same way you do when he's in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I'm oh, like, he's horrible as Shaka or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It's like Shaka a little Luther too King. aggressive. I know what he's I am going not a for. Fan. It's like, <laughs> I know what he's going for, but it's just like, really? Come on, man. Uh, I I think that Chris Rock delivers his lines and stuff like pretty decently. I just, I don't know, man. There's just something about it. It just feels like a little bit too much. Uh, but I, I loved. Um, Ben and um, uh, and uh, 
Matt Damon. Matt Damon in the movie. I thought they were great. I thought all the scenes of, of Loki and Bartleby together were really cool. Oh, at the movies where they're judging everybody at the four. <laughs> but you didn't say God bless you when I sneezed. I, I love that part. Oh, <laughs> Loki? Man. <laughs> All right. Just to have that kind of power in a meeting. I'm just yeah. like, yeah. Not, not that I want that to do cool with my coworkers. That was a cool scene. And also, like, like when they're on the bus, and he's like, is he your wife? <laughs> Are you married? That what was do Mosier. you think? Mosier. <laughs> just like necking. I, I didn't know dude, that, yeah. but I could see it. See, he looks different in every movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you can play fine Mosier. You do it most of the time. With like, where's Waldo? Where's Mosier? Where's Mosier? Uh, Adam, you've been quiet about it. Like, what, what, what? Do you like about like where where does this rank in your you know Kevin Smith movies? I'm trying to think, is it higher or lower? I have an actual official rating ranking. Oh, fantastic! Okay. I've oh, there you go. Yeah, I you have did dog. It too. I have dogma number six on my overall list. Okay, okay. so right. it's so somewhere it's, in the middle. Yeah, um, it's it's low for the Jay and, and Silent Bob movies. I think I only have reboot underneath it, um, just because that was great fan service. But as far as I mean, a movie it, reboots not. Yeah, not as composed as a lot. I of had ones. a little. I had fun watching it. Yeah, but it's a it's, ton of fun to watch. But yeah, if you're not a Jane Silent Bob fan, it, it feels there. There's a there's a budget feel to it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyways, you can tell where they kind of cut some corners. Yeah. Um, Even though they got all these celebrities in it. Yeah. Uh, that's not able to. They're not able to cover like the fact that like. You know, I hate to like say it, but like I don't think Harley Quinn is a good actor. <laughs> she, yeah, she's she's still young. I mean, yeah, like, we're gonna talk about it. She, yeah. she I, think, I mean, I like her a lot. I think she's a cool person. Oh right? yeah, right. Uh, but I, I, you know, she's got a ways to go. She's 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 pretty green. Um, yeah. I, I've, I'm hoping that I mean, it, with some direction and some, I mean, she's really only got. I mean, she's been in her dad's movies. Well, they like, made a big deal out of her being in the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but like she doesn't even speak. No. She's just sort of she's there. She's just there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah. So what, what else were you gonna say? You had it just just uh, just above. James uh, yeah, just reboot. above reboot. Um, it's it's one of the like when you're comparing it to the other ones, the other Jane Silent Bob movies. It is it is hard to put it higher. I mean, it's it's. I think I forget what I said. What was it? Uh, Mall rats with a message. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. It, it, it's it's got that like you do clerks and clerks has something very near and dear to Kevin's heart and he's you know he's uh, it's just very raw as far as you know the dialogue and all that. Then you do mall rats and mall rats are just kind of like hey we got a credit card and we're gonna go buy right. you know, do whatever right. And they're like oh shit that didn't work and right. then I'm like oh wait I got something else you know I got something real to say they're like yeah. all right you know we can, we'll let you do that and uh, and then they're like all right. I want to do Dogma. It's like, all right, we're going to do another Mallrats, but with actual actors. Right. Um, so, there, I mean, I, I, I like it because it was fun. It, I mean, it's, you know, you get the uh, introduction, things like movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like, because uh, uh, watching all these in such close succession, um, uh, what's her face? Aberlin. Uh, she's the nun at the beginning of the movie that's talking to Loki. Um, oh, well. she she was she was actually on the Mister Rogers show. She was Lady Aberlin on the Mister. No Rogers kidding, show. yeah, nice. But she was she was in this as the nun. She was in Jersey Girl as the as uh, oh the teacher as, as the teacher. Yeah, and then she was in Red State as one of the the one family of the followers. Yeah, one whatever. of the followers. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so it was fun. it was funny. Just like oh, she keeps popping up. She's she's one of the Kevin Smith you know people now. Yeah, she's she's one uh, of the people. So she's like, in the universe. I wonder how that's... I wonder how Harry or Bush was. <laughs> 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 yeah, that'd be the first place your mind goes to, man. You have to compare it to Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Got it. I'm sorry, um, Carrie Fisher and his family. Right. <laughs> but uh, 
But yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, I, I love like you guys aren't thinking it. <laughs> I loved Affleck in this because Affleck was fine. Like, you know, he's endearing in, <clears throat> in mall rats. Cause I love mall rats, but yeah. he's not a great actor in mall rats. No. And even in chasing Amy where he's a, you know, he's, a, he's a little bit more polished. He's still very, you know, very green. You know, he's, I mean, there's some over the, I mean, for, you know, I think Joey Lauren Adams really goes the, highest over the top but Affleck's yeah. not far behind in some of his delivery with a better actor a, with yeah. a, a, you know like a like a Drew Barrymore or something yeah. like you know oh, you that would have been good you yeah. know yeah I All could right. see like because she she I've, made a living playing characters kind of like that I could see him rising to the yeah. challenge a little bit you know what drives me crazy about Chasing Amy I just hate to go back to oh, no, no, it's fine. there's a scene where you know the scene where um, he tells her how he feels and yeah. it's raining and uh, she rejects him and he's walking back to the car and you're just kind of it's like a tracking shot behind him you see the fucking cameraman in the window uh, like following oh no, him it drives it. me crazy i can't oh, help wow. i can't not you see can't it every time it. i see yep. it okay. i just see like a pair of acid wash wash blue jeans like walking yeah. by him i'm like what the fuck <laughs> now that you mentioned, i'm never going to be able to unsee it now that you it, it, it's yeah. it's not like the whole entire tracking shot but it's yeah. like you're like i know kevin edits all his movies like couldn't they have i mean like, wouldn't that have been i mean it's not like they can refilm it because like that yeah. looked like real rain like that wasn't like hollywood rain. yeah Anyway, sorry. They didn't have sure. money for Hollywood Rain. No, they didn't have money for Hollywood Rain. No. <laughs> they only had $250,000, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, with, I mean, with Dogma, it was, you know, it, it trans, I mean, it's, it's just kind of a fun, goofy, you know, I, I know he had a message. No in it. ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Spot. That was, that was one of his, I mean, one of the best Silent Bob lines yeah. that was just kind of for fun. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and all the you know, he had the the Jedi line in Mall Rats, and you know, he had the lasagna line in Clerks. So he's oh, a, I he's, love the like <laughs> where he was talking about like he won a science show or something because he yes. made a vibrator out of like some chicken wire. He, 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 he <laughs> made <laughs> he made a CD player out of his mom's <laughs> vibrator and some chicken wire and shit. <laughs> yep. That's talent. That is yeah. so. That is such a great. I, I'm so. I'd be so upset if he's we didn't. He's a master electrician. <laughs> all the while, he's like. Trying to get the cigarette to move, <laughs> but yeah, that was a great delivery by Jay. God, oh, I love Jay. He's Jay's so fucking so great. great. He's so fucking great. And that that was, I think, that was one of the things that was fun about this um, that I enjoyed was, you know, you, you got Bethany who was at the heart of the story, but you know, by the time Janine Garofalo in there too, yeah. right? Yeah, um, and apparently because I know um, Kevin and it was a Miramax movie. <laughs> um, Kevin and. Uh, and Linda uh, uh, Fiorentino. Fiorentino. Yeah. They butted heads on set. Did they? Yeah. Because the, I think he. Oh, I thought she was excellent in this movie, by she, the way. She did really well, but I think the two of them, because I think they had a similar kind of thing as far as not as bad as the Bruce Willis thing, but mm. they, he kind of, they mended I'm, some I'm things. They butted heads I'm a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I thought, I, I just loved. Kevin Smith's got some really excellent like performances from women. Yeah. Uh, that's one of them, I think. Uh, I would I would agree. Yeah, it may it may be like the first really good one. So, anyways, well, and I think that was one of the things you know, just as far as for if you're watching it and just enjoy, this is the first really polished movie that he put together. I agree. Uh, you know, you, you have the Jersey trilogy, which will always be at the heart of Kevin yeah. Smith fans. Yeah, yeah. But Dogma is definitely the first one. You're like, okay, this is like they were actually making a movie. Even mm-hmm. Mallrats, you're like, they had $6 million to make that movie. It's like, right. it doesn't feel like a $6 million movie, no. even 1995. Well, they're on location throughout the movie, yeah. too, so you know that's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be. Um, I, I also want to say that I believe that this is probably Kevin's first movie with a truly suspenseful scene. He hasn't done real suspense yet, but, I mean, there's that, that train scene. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, you yeah, that Bethany was pretty well done, actually. Talking to, yeah, like, this. Demon, they don't know who each other are, and right. it just... Yep. 
Mm, I mean, that's some... that strangers on a train kind of yep. <laughs> good stuff. It yeah. was pretty good because like everybody's having a great time. He's like that chance on the Bob or Creek guys. I love, I love Loki's transformation. You know, like, yes. right. <laughs> he just really turns into a goofball all of a sudden, you know, cause Loki's the heavy for a while. Yes. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He, the enforcer. Yeah. So he's speak, the enforcer. Right? Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm, a, I was surprised, but I'm, I'm also, I'm, I'm happy to learn that dogma, like, is one of is some people's favorites. Yeah, I, I say that like it's not. I know it is some people's favorites. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I know in Q and A's like people have gotten them, like Dogma's like my favorite movie. Yes, you know? like it speaks to me. That's the movie that speaks to me. Uh, all right, so we move on. Let's do it. Jane and Silent Bob. the page. Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back is the first Kevin Smith movies I've actually first movie I saw in theaters. First. It's the first, first Kevin Smith movie I've oh, seen okay, in the thank you. Okay. And it came out like just days or like a week before 9 11. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Man. Oh, that affected the budget then. That explains <laughs> a bit. Okay. Um, or the box office. Box office, maybe. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll always think of it like in a weird way. I'll always think of those two things together. Yeah. Cause like I saw it was like, it was like the next week 9 11 happened. Wow. Uh, but Jan Silent Bob Strikes Back, I, what, do you, what can you say about that movie? I, I feel like this might be a lot of people's favorite movie. Um, it's definitely like the best cameo movie, like with all the different stars they packed into it. Uh, I, I love all this stuff with like Jason Biggs and, uh, you know, uh, oh gosh, what was Dawson? James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. And you had uh, the guy from um, Drew Carey. Diedrich Bader. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. You had some great stuff with Will Ferrell when he was really up and coming. Marshall Will and Holly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like Judd Nelson, you know, like it's just like every every scene seemed to have like a cameo of some big star. And they're going to Hollywood or whatever. But it's also like the return of a lot of characters. Yes. Too. yes. That, that was kind of the big thing. Like this was like the return of a lot of characters that we were like, we get to see what they're up to. Uh, double duty by some actors, you know, like Affleck is Holden. Uh, but I, I, he didn't play... Um, no, he was nobody else. But like Jason Lee Jason was Lee Banky did. and uh, and Brody. Brody. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about? What do you think about James? Oh boy, Bob's yeah. <laughs> so I, I, this this is not one of my favorite oh, ones. No! Yeah, sorry. This oh. is one of the more rewatchable movies for me. I got to oh, admit. Oh, good, good. Yeah, All yeah. right. I, I, I can always watch this movie. I, I'm glad you think so. This thing had a budget <laughs> of 22 million. Yeah, well, that's pretty big. For Box Kevin office 38.2 million made less than Dogma, but then again, you know, extenuating circumstances. America uh, wasn't ready to laugh. I guess. <laughs> Um, I, I will say this. This is not one of my more favorite movies uh, in the franchise, but the fact that this thing got made at all yes. because of what happens behind the scenes kind of puts this up there with like yeah. Schindler's List, man. As far as oh, wow. <laughs> this thing. It's um, a miracle this thing was made. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, man. I didn't have Steven Spielberg to like get it going either. Jay Muse was having some. This is yeah. about when it got as bad as it was going to get with, with Jay. Uh, it was still going to be about a good decade before he actually got completely clean. Yeah. Uh, but he almost got in a fist fight with uh, Scott Mosier one yeah. night when he had to return to do a reshoot. He had just cut heroin to be in this movie, uh, but he compensated for that by drinking a lot. Yeah, uh, he became very angry. He, he was noticeably more overweight in this movie. Too. He is, he is, and I think that's probably why is because he's like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and detox. But instead, he just kind of switched to a new yeah drug, so to speak. Um, I say he was overweight, but I ju- I thought at the time he looked like he'd been working out or something. Like he'd filled in oh, a like little he'd bit, been lifting. Some yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't okay. really notice him like being like he didn't have like that. 
alcoholic look to me, I didn't think. Okay. At least he hit it well, I, I thought. Well, well, I think so, too. And, and you're really, I, from what I understand, Kevin Smith wrote this script for him. He said, look, man, if you get clean, I'll, I'll write you a movie. We can produce this yeah, thing. Yeah, because didn't we'll they, like, drive cross-country or something together? There's, like, a story where, like, you know, when they were like, we'll make this movie, you know, if if this and this. That was, uh, Clerks, Clerks 2 ended up being the one where he said, if you get clean, we'll we'll make I'll I'll do another J one, okay. and that's why okay. that's why he ended up loving Clerks too, because this left everything on such a sour note for yeah. him. Because he, he almost stopped production. He was almost like, all right, we're done. There's hmm. a story, actually, I had to write it down, that okay. uh, it, Kevin was driving Jay to the set one day, and things got so bad between them that he actually kicked Jay out yep. of his own car and drove the rest of the way there. Yep. Damn. Trying to deal with somebody who's like a like an alcoholic is tough. Yeah. It's really tough. Well, it's heartbreaking too to see these two men who obviously you know love each other have yeah, they're, they're they're best buddies. I, I think well, like his mom friends, is like yeah. a piece of shit, right? Isn't that like the story? Like his dad, like never really knew his dad, and his yeah. mom was like a piece of shit. And uh, he 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 didn't he didn't really get into bad shit until like Kevin went away that period of time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that, during that when he was gone for like that six months or whatever is when he came back and he was like a different person. So. Um, I'm sure yeah. it was really hard. Yeah. He's just so. this goofy, lovable guy. And like, yeah. all of a sudden, he's just like, you know, junky. And, and, and they hit it well. I mean, during this movie, you wouldn't so. watch this and think, wow, you know, James yeah. is really off the hook here. I mean, he's... There, there's I thought he story. delivered some really great lines in that movie. Oh, he did. He did. He did a great job. Now, there were also problems on set. Like, for example, the Chris Rock scene. Apparently, at one point, Jay had passed out while standing up in the middle of the scene. Yeah. Uh, Chris is like, well, he's done it again. And they had to go over there and kind of wake him up a little bit. Wow, yeah. it's uh, so so. Anyway, I, if you're watching this and you need help, get help, man. Yeah. People love you. You could be uh, a movie star one day too. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> if you have a famous best friend. Uh, th- <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, th- this kind of goes back to it, though. I mean, Jay would be dead today if it wasn't for Kevin Smith. I know we brought that up earlier. Yeah, but, uh, th- well, it bears repeating. I mean, yeah. there's no there. You can't understate how true that is. You know, as weren't for him, he would be. Who knows where he would be? For sure, dead for sure. Yeah. Um, what do, how do you feel about Jay and Silent Bob? I, I know I really brought this whole thing down. So. <laughs> no, it's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Like I shed on dogma, so like that's only fair. That's only well, fair. The, the pendulum swings both ways, baby. <laughs> I remember because um, uh, I was like I became obsessed with Clerks and Chasing Amy and Mallrats, and they were they were not widely available. Even Dogma. I remember when Dogma came out on DVD. I had the two disc special edition, um, but even at that point, like they were not huge. Um, cause I, I paid $40 for the DVD of clerks and $40 for chasing Amy cause they just weren't in high demand. And I was so pissed when Jay and Silent Bob strike back finally came out. Cause like everything was 10 bucks. They're like, Oh, we're going to put these all out. Everybody loves Jay and Silent Bob now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you gotta be shitting me. Like it's been a f- small fortune just so I could watch these movies at home. I mean, good. I guess more people get to see these movies. I was, yeah. was happy. That was because. Uh, Kevin wasn't like people talking about like we should do a Jay and Silent Bob movie. He's like, no, that's no one wants to watch that. And then they had their cameo in Scream Three, and everybody was talking about. It. He's like, well, maybe we should. And so that was where yeah. this one came from. And that was like everybody's favorite part of Scream Three. Yeah, it was, like, Scream Three yeah. was not like the rest of Scream <laughs> Three. Nah, I don't need to pay attention. It was like, oh, Jay and Silent Bob are in. It's like that's just fantastic. just for a minute. And like that's good. And then it, I I love that you have you have the cameo from. Um, uh, Wes, uh, oh, what a lovely tea party! Yeah, so uh, many Wes quotes. Craven, um, and you got, I mean, you got Gus, uh, the, uh, Gus Van Sant. That was great. Yeah, the Ben Affleck. They're filming so, Goodwill Hunting too. So, I mean, and that was and like this was movie was so quotable. It, it was just, really quotable. This is maybe the most quotable. Yes. movie 
Clerks 2 is up there, but yeah, I just love it. The whole like, you know, like, like all you fucks are going to pay. We're, you know, like, we're going to get you. You gonna- are the ones who are the ball lickers. <laughs> <laughs> That is so fantastic. <laughs> I love the parts with Holden, like, you know, Phantom's like a motherfucker, and like they're talking about moviepoopshoop.com, and they got the real life website. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's just all great. Like, I love the pacing of Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Like, I feel it just moves along at such a nice pace. I, I just, some of the other movies, like, have moments where they seem to go on a bit longish. This one, for me, like, just, just just cruises yeah. it just cruises along there's like no like weak part of the movie for me personally um so yeah it's just it's just infinitely quotable uh one of my favorites is one of the one of the first blu-ray movies i had i remember like oh, yeah. getting that like okay. at a pretty fairly like decent price and i had a uh, bought beer fest and jay and silent bob strikes back and uh clerks two i think i love beer fest yeah, man yeah. <laughs> i've watched that on my bachelor party. i know i'd recommend <laughs> it to adam was like really hyping it up and I he have, never even really mentioned like seeing it and i was like he must not have liked beer fest all that much <laughs> it was well no it was one of those like because super troopers for me will always be my favorite one of those oh okay okay and so it was like super troopers it, like i would say beer fest is definitely my second favorite of yeah. them because uh what was the other one puddle um, jumper the, oh no, the island the where they're island, on the yeah. island. Yeah, I didn't that was care for that. that was a misstep, but it was. Um, but yeah, and well, I think I think that was one of the things that was nice about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was it was such an ensemble at that point. Like for hardcore fans, you were happy to see. I mean, like the scene. It know, was the fan service scene. Yeah, the was, original fan service. It was yeah, totally yeah. fan service. But it was nice because like you had you had guys like uh, Will Ferrell who was mm-hmm. coming on the scene. So. Yeah. You know, people would would dig that, and then you had, I mean, you had like Eliza Dushku and um, right. Ali Larder. So you had, right, you had some, and real, he puts his wife in the movie. And Jen Schwalbach. Exactly. It's her first movie, <laughs> he puts too, it, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. I, th- I probably, yeah, yeah, I think so. So and it was so the whole oh, thing, Eliza Dushku was like the hottest thing on earth yeah. at that time. <laughs> she was so hot. Was. Well, because I, I I think I texted you while I was watching it, and I was just sitting there like when uh, um, Shannon Elizabeth, because I was a big Shannon. Oh, Elizabeth and fan. she was at the height of her powers yeah. too. Oh, she, she was, was yeah, yeah. and Beautiful. she they have that whole sequence where she's walking into the movies. Unbelievable! Yeah, and, yeah like and I'm just no. Like, that was the part where all the other girls come out yes. of the van. Um, but I'm just like, man fucking jay muse yeah like he's just he's this, like hardcore making out he's with like too. this little stoner kid from from red bank new jersey all of a sudden he's making out with like the hottest woman in america and <laughs> like, i was like that that was some tongue like, dude oh it was, was, they went for it he dude was, i yeah, think i was filled the cup <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was like, but uh, like all of those scenes fell flat in the reboot movie yeah. too like that that scene really really worked like yes. it was really well done. Like I feel like in the reboot, like it was just it's it's like when like it's like Jordan when he came back out of retirement the second time. He's like still better than a lot of the people out there, but he's a step slower and he's not quite the same, you know. Right, right, <laughs> and, yeah, and, well, and, yeah. and part of the I mean part of the issue when when you're watching reboot, I mean like it's total fan service and it's I mean it's a ton of fun. But it's when I was like you're in reboot, you're really faced with the facts like it's been twenty years. These people look old. These these people have aged. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Some like, people aged worse than others. Yes. Jay has really weird teeth. Yes. Yeah. That, Very white. Joy Lauren Adams aged hard. Yeah. Like she really aged. Yeah. Badly, and like even Shannon Elizabeth, like she, aged. yeah, Rosaria Dawson will forever remain. I, she, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, she looks the same. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Give me her secret. All right, so I guess there's really not any point to continue on with Jay and Silent Bob. I, I feel like it, it's it's not like the. I feel like it's the movie that most people universally kind of like. Yeah, it's but just, it's like nobody's, I guess, favorite. 
Yeah. But like, I feel like more people than I, I feel like you're kind of like the uh, minority. Like, I, just, I think like, I am. Just yeah. wasn't crazy about it. It's like, I feel like most people just really enjoy that movie. It, it just felt, uh, I don't know, cameo heavy, which is probably great if you're really a big fan of, you know, yeah. the viewers Gooiverse, you know, well, the scene where they're walking after blunt man and chronic is made. And you get to see all those characters walking out of the theater. <sighs> You know, like Banky and uh, uh, and, and, and Hooper. Hooper X come out together. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then they Walter. had the Giants. They had like Randall and Dante and the like Planet of the Apes. Filmed at, Which, that was filmed at the El Rey. It, that, we should that. we should maybe mention the whole like should we go into one of the big QA things with uh, Tim Burton? Tim Burton and the Planet or like the, the comic oh. book, the the Dude, beef with Tim Burton. Apparently, like they they ended up filming it in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, but uh, Con- Jay or Kevin had did a comic book. Yeah, I think it fill in the gap between Chasing Amy and Dogma. Yeah, where that I think it was Chasing Dogma. Was it called Chasing I think Dogma? That's what it was. This is the one where they got the orangutan. Yeah, right. Where they got okay. Well, the, there's well, you know this. Well, the thing was is like uh, Planet of the Apes. The Tim Burton one came out, and they yeah. had the scene at the end where. Uh, you know, like there's the there's a Charlton Heston one where like he's on the beach and like you see the Statue of Liberty, but in they they kind of flip the script a little bit in the remake where they had yeah. like the uh, Abraham Lincoln with like you know yeah with the Tim, okay. with the Tim yeah, Roth monkey yeah 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 so apparently a lot of that because this is a comic so it look it would it would appear as storyboarded I guess yeah since it's a comic book but a lot of the beats were exactly the same yeah Kevin had written the story and it was like <laughs> okay they're watching Planet of the Apes the Tim yeah. Burton one you're like. And he was like, "That's fucking pretty much exactly like our directly, comic, isn't it?" Yeah, like, like they just they took our comic and storyboarded it for the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. And uh, he kind of like was kind of like like you know it's like one of those things. It was like Tim Burton is Tim Burton, so it's like you yeah. can't go after him if you're Kevin no. Smith, especially at this point, really. And uh, but like he did, he did kind of like a media I guess pal of his or he thought it was like a friend of his like they they were laughing about it yeah and uh so the, the guy from the media I guess he was gonna write it more as a joke like if it was intended and put it like one of the later pages but he went and got a he got a juicy quote from Tim Burton so he he wrote the he wrote the story more seriously after he got the juicy quote so like Kevin Smith was like suddenly having to defend himself uh, yeah. for like saying he stole my shit and Tim Burton was just like I would never even read a comic book people who know me knows that and like yeah. I would never oh. steal from Kevin fucking Smith you know like so like he was like oh the scissor hands came out oh, <laughs> like, damn. I love that yeah, <laughs> the man who made Batman won't right. a well, comic it's a joke because he said that that's the funny throwaway joke that Kevin's like well that explains Batman <laughs> yes <laughs> well yeah I mean because that was like because Kevin you know he was it, you could tell it got under his skin but he was like he was just gonna shrug it off yeah and then, you know, when the article came out and Burton was, you know, smashing Kevin Smith, like, I wouldn't ever, why would I ever, why would Kevin Smith mean anything to me? It's right. Like, okay, fine. Cool. Right, I'm going right, to go on right. these speaking tours and badmouth you to yeah. everybody I know. <laughs> yep. And it's, you know, maybe, yeah, like, did he, did he read that comic and go, I'm going to steal this shit? Like, no, probably not. But I mean, it's, is it believable that like somebody under him maybe so he, brought him the idea and like, oh, and if he that's w- absolutely believable. Oh, totally. <laughs> So, but you know, he just shot off at the mouth like I'm Tim Burton. I'm a fucking artist, you know. Well, and you think about somebody that's reporting up to Tim Burton. Like, if you're like, well, what if this happened? Because you had read it in a Kevin Smith, even if you didn't totally remember, that's where it, the idea came from. If Burton's like, yeah, yeah, that's how we need to end it. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah, Tim Burton like something that I threw in there. It's right. Like, yeah. Right. And then you're like, oh shit, this was in a Kevin Smith comic. Right. Like, right. Oh, right. Right. I came up with the idea. Well, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play like I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna play ignorance here. Right. But it, they just, from what they made it sound like, it was just way too much of a coincidence. Yeah. 
yeah. it's could not have been, or maybe someone read the comic and then told Tim about it, and he was like, "That's, That's kind of what I'm thinking." I'm yeah. thinking like one of his underlings or something brought it to him, and like yeah. you know, and, and kind of passed it off as his own idea. Yeah, and like Tim Burton liked it so much, so. I just thought that was a, we. I thought we had to mention that because of the scene where oh, they yeah. like, "In the future, you do not spank the monkey. The, the monkey, monkey spanks you." you. <laughs> and they cut off like Dante's like head, or like they got him in the uh, they got him in the net, and he's they're dragging yes. him off behind the horse. And he's like, "I'm not even supposed to be." It was just, it was funny, and it was like the first time they did anything like that. Randall's running through the cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. All right, guys, we'll move on. Uh, 2002 is my next big stop. First Q and A, an evening with Kevin Smith. Uh, so this this is the birth of his uh, second career. Yep. Really, this is where he stayed relevant. This is when it started. This is when it started. Oh, okay. In between Jay and Silent Bob and Jersey Girl, he started doing these uh, speaking tours, and that was kind of how he made his living. I think because um, I, I I guess there just wasn't much. There was all, all the all of that early clout that he had earned, that collateral, you know, like I guess had been spent. And I was Miramax a Disney thing by this point because Disney bought Miramax, right? Yeah, eventually. And so you know, like you, you could see how like they would change directions, and you know, like just would no longer maybe need a Kevin Smith or like it's not working out. None of these movies are like making anything. Really. Well, sure. and even I mean, because I know like one of the things that he referenced, if you watch all the way through to the end of Dogma through the credits. You get a second scene with Alanis Morissette. She's holding the Viewisk Universe book. It looks like a big Bible. Oh, I didn't know. That. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I just and realized this. At like my last viewing, I, there's something after the credits I yep. heard, and yeah. And well, she's so she, Kevin Smith was doing that shit before, like Marvel. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that was, oh, totally. that was Although Ferris did it, Marvel. Ferris did it first. Actually. Yes, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so she's holding the Viewisk Universe. It looks like this giant Bible, and she's closing it. It's supposed to be sig- signifying, okay, we're done with all these Jersey movies. And then what? Because Ke- what Kevin says is like, if you look at it, there's like you got the the ribbon in the book, and there's like twenty pages left. So he's like, yeah. I kind of left it open. Yeah. And so Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was supposed. to, He was like, all right, I'm done with all of. Was I'm this done. like the first time he claimed to be done with Jersey? How many times did he yeah. go back to it? This would have been the first time. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know, going through with what he did with Muse, I mean, I, I can't say I really yeah. blame him. I think that had a lot to do with it, you know? Yeah, because yeah, he was like, no, because he even, I think in one of the supplemental materials. And plus a filmmaker after a certain amount of time wants to, he was at that age where he wanted yeah. to be started to be known for other things and maybe pivot his career a little bit. Yeah, it's like we did. Because he was talking about doing a horror movie in the Q and A, yeah, two thousand two Q and A. He actually mentions for the first time, or no, maybe it was the maybe it was the evening harder. I think it was evening harder. Yeah, but he, so he mentions for the first time really ever. He's like, uh, you know, like Harvey Weinstein thinks I'm doing a comedy, but my next movie is going to be a horror movie. Yeah, which turns out to be Red State. Yep. So, um, which I still think is funny. The I mean, like, there's elements of it that are. Um, I, I, to me, it feels more like a dramatic thriller than it does a straight. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not, I, I think it, there's a lot of really good scenes that pay off. Yeah. I love the end. Yeah. I, I think the ending is one of the better endings of a Kevin Smith movie. I, we're I talking mean, about Red State here? Well, well we're, we? we're, we're talking about Q and A, but we, we've kind of oh, like, we've sort of overlapped okay. to Red State now. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't jump into Red State too. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, I don't know. There's, I don't have a whole lot to say about Red State, but that ending is the one thing for sure. Uh, but yeah, Q and A. We've already talked about Q and A, so we don't have to linger on it too much. But uh, I, I, this is this is I for this is for sure when I fell in love with Kevin Smith, uh, the person, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the storyteller. Um, I always had an appreciation for his storytelling. I guess, especially going back to Clerks, I'd already mentioned I'd watched it over and over and over yep. and over. It was one of the movies that I would watch a bunch. So I knew I was well aware of what he was capable of, but. Uh, 
it was um I was watching cable. I never even knew these things existed, and this was probably 2003 or so, 2000, maybe even 2004. Long enough to where like the evening with Kevin Smith was running uh, with commercial breaks on um, IFC. That sounds right. Um, and the evening with Kevin Smith, I think that first one's the longest. It, yeah, it seemed so. to be like four hours long. Yeah, he's got because it's got two discs. It's got plenty of content yeah. on it. And uh, I was just flipping channels, and uh, I see Kevin Smith, and he's got that fucking like hoodie, and he's like yep. just all disheveled yes. and crap. And I was like, what is this? This is what? That's Kevin Smith. I know who that guy is. And he's just talking real, real like, kind of, like, you know, openly and shit yep. about just all these things. And I, I was glued. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember what part I, like, I must have, it must have been somewhat early, because I feel like, I felt like I was watching TV all night. Yeah. And I was just like, what is this? You know, like, well, I got to have more of this, you know? Right, right. And I was, I was amazed by it. Like, the evening with Kevin Smith, like. Maybe that's my favorite Kevin Smith movie. This is my favorite iteration <laughs> of Kevin Smith. It's yeah. just that that open live. I'm going to tell you some crazy stuff that went down, and it, it's all be of his riveting. best stories. I think came out of this one, like the Prince yeah. thing, uh, yeah. the Tim Burton thing. I think came out of this. Um, I'm sure he gets into the Muse stuff because this is the one where Muse is like sitting in the chair. Muse, yeah, Muse shows up at a couple of them. Yeah, okay. he shows up at a couple of them, right? Maybe it wasn't this one. It was the next one. That he, he's in the there's chair. there's a couple of because he shot at a bunch of different. Oh, colleges. you're right. You're right. You're right. Because one of my favorite jokes, he because part of the filming was done at Kent State, and he opens up the. He's like, we, we called up Kent State, said we're shooting here, and they're like, bullshit, you are. <laughs> That's why he's so quick witted. Yes. But I guess now's a good time to where like I can kind of like call bullshit a little bit on his uh, Q and A Q stuff. Yes, I think. I think Kevin and he he even came out with a comedy special yeah. recently. I think Kevin sees himself a little bit as a stand up. Yeah. I think he he wrote a bunch of really great material based yeah. on his, you know, real stories and interactions in life. And I think he wrote him because he's a clever writer. I yeah. think he's written himself in a few like if a if a person mentions because I'm only known for so many things, yeah. like a handful of things. Somebody mentions this, I'll transition it this way and then I'll talk about this 30 bit bit that I wrote. Yeah. I yeah, think I that's think just so. what he does. Like, I don't, I don't think like anybody's like going up there and he's not really answering. Like he, he sometimes answers in a roundabout way, but like it, a lot of times takes a hard turn quick. Yeah. You're like, what is, this doesn't have anything to do with what he asked. I was watching the uh, sellout, the one where he was yep. in New Jersey and he, somebody goes up and it's like the first question. And he, he, uh, he, he, he mentioned something about like, cause Harley was younger and he was like, you ever thought about making like a kid's movie or something? And he talks for 30 minutes about his fucking dogs. Yeah. <laughs> And it was Shecky. Yeah, Shecky and Mulder and oh, Scully and, and Pooey and all those dogs. And it was hilarious. But like you forget the guy was even standing there. Yeah. Like, he just tells his bit and the guy's like, oh, and he literally is just like, Well, I guess I'm done. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sometimes he's roundabout answers. Like sometimes people try and take him to task a little bit. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the uh chasing Amy stuff. And he, he sticks, he he doesn't carry too far off but a little bit he does but yeah. i feel like that's when he right. is a little more guarded um but even in those like q a's like he's really matured a lot oh yeah a whole whole bunch um just thoughts on the q a like i know you're like this is your favorite iteration <sighs> yeah yeah well it, it, it's it, it's not just the q a man it's the podcast yeah. he does so many i mean the podcasting's i think my favorite smodcast hollywood mm-hmm. babylon uh jay and silent bob get old yep. I mean, he does so many i don't know how this guy has time to do Anything, Anything, much less make movies, yeah. right? It's amazing, right? Yeah. It is, it is, and to keep coming up with you know fresh content. I mean, and he's all he, and he's he's like producing shit and writing stuff constantly, right. and he's trying to get shit made. 
He's constantly trying to get shit made. Always. Not just movies, too. TV, man. He's doing oh, stuff yeah. with the CW all over the place. Just Hosting, like, shit for IMDb. You see him all over IMDb's yeah. page. And uh, right. he'll, guest, he has, like, he always does panels for Comic-Con. And, yeah. Guest starring on just YouTube channels yep. just to be there, you know. And he's a self-admitting, yeah. like, media whore. Yeah. A little bit. Believe yeah. it, yeah. Right. Uh, oh, speaking of that, we should have maybe seen if we could reach out to him for this. <laughs> Tribute to him. He might have come. I don't know. Uh, I think he's probably too busy. Oh, okay. But uh, it, it, you know, it would, it couldn't hurt. Yeah. But uh, I, I, hey, Kev. I think he's a really generous dude, but like he has just got to be so busy. Oh, yeah. So, so, so busy. Um, all right. So I guess we could just keep this thing moving along. Uh, 2004, Jersey Girl, the, the most pleasantly surprising, I think, of his catalog. I agree. I, yeah. I saw it when it first came out because I was just like Kevin Smith, anything. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I liked it just okay, but I don't know. I, maybe it's because I'm a dad now or something. And like seeing it again years later, it just like man, it warmed my heart. It was so good. And like I didn't even think the Jennifer Lopez stuff was bad. Part part of the problem with the timing of the movie was more bad more bad timing for Kevin. It, yeah. it was yes. because it was not long after Geely came out. Yeah. Which was everybody was shitting on Geely. And Geely's not horrible. It's really, I mean, like it, it's not as bad as people. Make I've it watched out, yeah. it a number of times. It's like, yeah, there's definitely parts of this movie that are a little, you know, wonky. But yeah. as I mean, having watched as many, it was like I've seen way worse movies than this. Yeah, I think it was just one of those like, you know, in that time frame because the I mean, like tabloids and this and that had always been a thing. But the, the Benefer shit, the, the Benefer. I think yeah. people were because I mean, even um, uh, Mir- when Miramax was putting out. They they were really downplaying. It was like, yeah, Jennifer Lopez. But do you like, remember the marketing? I, I remember yeah. it. it was literally Kevin Smith like, please see this movie. Yeah. I got a hot wife, and she, you yeah. know she's gonna leave me if it. Like, I remember that yeah. so vividly. I don't remember that. That's great. Though. Oh yeah, it's just like a little Kevin Smith down the corner, like, please see my fucking movie. Yeah, he was, <laughs> was really it. whoring it out for this one. He he, okay. he was desperate okay. for this movie to hit. Well, because uh, this was the one, this one had this was the thirty five million dollar was it the budget on this one? Dude, how do you know these things, man? Okay, so thirty five million dollar budget, yeah. <laughs> Box office returns thirty six point one million, just barely made it. And I don't know if that includes marketing or not, but yeah, it never well, does. It never. You're does. including the international because it made what twenty five million uh, yeah, domestically. International. <laughs> well, and it was Ben. Oh, a- it was Ben Affleck at the height of his powers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it. When you have an actor like that attached, you expect $100 million. You, you know, you, you just do. expect it. The thing about this budget, too, and I even had to write this down, that $10 million of that budget went just to Affleck. Yeah. $4 million of that went straight to Lopez. Wow. Yeah, it, for the little she bit of time that she was She was barely in it. She was barely in it. She was important in it. There, I thought she did a great job I think in she it. did. I mean, yeah. there, there was a scene that was supposed to be shot at the beginning where they were going to get married, yeah. apparently. But then, yeah, the whole Benefer thing happened. Maybe they, they broke up they, at that yeah. point, and they were just like, well, we don't really want to look around each People other. People are so much. fucking messed up. They are, yeah. here's, here's the messed up thing about this movie. I hadn't seen this movie until about a week ago and maybe as a dad i'm like i wow yeah i get this george carlin is a master in oh, this movie. yeah Girl, uh, she's so my good. heart goes out to the relationship oh. with like him and ben affleck and then yeah. affleck with yes. his own daughter yep it is so it's so good it's like it's everybody's so good. so good so good one of my sec one of mm, oh gosh what's her name uh uh, uh because Affleck and her were in Armageddon. Uh, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Oh, yeah. I, I love Liv Tyler in this movie. 
She's so adorable in this movie. I just love every 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 word she says is just adorable. Well, what I'm about to say is going to piss you off. Okay. Because I, <laughs> in doing my research for this movie, I found out, and this I don't agree with this, but this is what happened, um, that uh, they were nominated. There were three Razzie nominations for yeah. this movie, which is messed up. One of them was for Liv Tyler. That's not How? right. How? One of them was for Benifer. Benifer. <laughs> I mean, is it like... Affleck and one was for Liv I, I don't like the Razzies as a concept at all. I, 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 I think I it's mean-spirited. Like, like, I'm just not into it. It, there is so much worse that came out. Yeah, so it was Jersey Girl and, and Geely. Geely ended up taking the whole thing for the Razzies that year, but not not earned for I, Jersey Girl. She, she feels so so real in the movie. Her line when she's sitting in that diner with him and uh, he's talking about it, she asked him something about, like, you'd rather be hanging out with your daughter than getting laid. And he's like, yeah. She's like, Aww. that's really sweet. Yeah. I'm kind of crushing on you. Right. I was like, that line is just like, this is like the best line in this movie. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it just, it feels so natural. It feels so, I was like, this is the sentiment of this movie. And it just, it, it is perfect. Yep. It really is good. And, uh, you know, like you'd mentioned, like there's a, there's a cadence and I'd mentioned it too. Like there's like a, it's like a, you know, amateur Sorkin kind of quality to the writing, and not not the writing, but so much it is just the the actors' capabilities. I think it's the delivery, yeah, right. it's the delivery of the actors. It just feels kind of like a Star Wars movie at points. Like there's just <laughs> deliver line, you know. It's got to be like you know, there's got to it's got to be like real, you know. Uh, there's got to be a timing to it. I feel like with with Ben and and Liv Tyler, like it felt so natural. It, it just was yeah. like, so sweet and so natural and so believable. And uh, I I always love those like you know like. You know, you were you were high, you were you know, and then you get you get punched down. Yep. And you you know you like so you're you're he's living with his dad. Like I just I loved it. I loved all the like things with like George Carlin's friends. You know, like those men are not your uncles. Like I, <laughs> Mike I Starr little, and Stephen Root. Yes, I love Stephen Root in this. And you know, like I haven't seen the other guy since like Jim Carrey what was yep. up Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and like I've seen him forever. Uh, the ulcer. <laughs> Um, but I just I loved every bit of it. I thought the little girl was so cute. Oh, Raquel oh, Castro man. was fantastic. Has she been in anything down. else since then? She's I think she's actually in the show Empire. Really? Yeah, because I was curious about her. Oh, like God. if she made it, and I think she's in that show Empire. On when when Ben Affleck said like you ruined my life, yeah, I, you know like that that hit so hard. Oh my That's gosh. what I was talking about. Holy like, as a shit! Dad, that is the hard scene for me to watch. Not because yeah. it's not a great scene. I think right. it's a great scene, but it's like, it's because oh. it's so well done. Yeah, right. right. It, you George feel that devastation by the little kid, and then George Carlin, his like understated kind of, he just like gets what up on the couch. Wrong with you? And like, yeah. What the wrong with you? So I didn't know George Carlin had that in him because like. Most of the time when you get George Carlin in a movie, it's like the cardinal scenes. Like he's just really hamming it up and he's funny and he's just he's doing his stand up cadence and lines and stuff. He's like so fucking real and good in that. I just love him so yeah. much. One yeah. of the things that because I went and looked is like I was like in that because I, I think we were talking about that. I was like I, after I finally got around to watching again, I was like I, Carlin, this is probably Carlin's best performance. And I went and looked. I was like, he's really not in a lot of movies. I remember being in mm-hmm. Outrageous Fortune, which was a comedy yeah. in the '80s with Shelley Long. And uh, uh, gosh, this was even before he was Rufus in yeah, Bill and Ted. In Bill and Ted. Okay, I do love uh, Rufus. Yeah. And I, I can't think who was like who sung the wind beneath your wing to Johnny Carson or whatever. And the back. Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Yeah. And I actually liked the movie. It's like a cute movie. Never he was, and that's the first time I remember remember him in a movie. He's. I think he's only got like forty some acting credits, and most of them are Thomas the Train. Oh really? my gosh! He's yes. in Thomas the Train. Forget he was. He, the, yeah. he was the conductor. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Him and, and um, 
who, the drummer for the Beatles was his face. Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr. Yeah, yeah. they were. They both played the conductor on Shining Time Station. And so George. It's, Carlin, it's a great little trivia wow. tidbit. Wow. Yeah, wow. George Carlin, I and mean, he plays it straight up. You know, yeah, like most of his film credits are Thomas the Train, <laughs> which is just funny. It's like yeah, I love his voice, man. I, I love George Carlin's voice. I love everything he has to say. He, he allowed himself to go to a place there at the end too. I mean, knowing what we know now, he's he's passed. But I mean, mm-hmm. he has this line at the end where he's like, "I just don't want to die alone." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Damn. man, that brought tears Fucking to my devastation eyes. again. Yes, I was like, oh, I hope he didn't. I mean, in real life, that's... Oh. I know his wife alone. passed away first, mm. which was uh, it was hard on his... His comedy took a real hit with oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got... I mean, like, he... I mean, like, he... I mean, when you go back and see him, like, in the 60s, leading up into the 70s when he was... Because he was real clean cut when he... Because he would do AM radio. Oh, yeah. It was real clean cut. Mm. It wasn't until like the end of the season. He was the hippy dippy weatherman. Right? He was Al Sleet, the hippy yeah. dippy weatherman. Right, right. And that was one of his characters he did. And then he got famous for doing the seven words you can't say on television. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But like most right. of, I mean, most of his stuff was really observational al- along the same lines as like a Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. but a little. I mean, Very observational. Just having long hair. I mean, because he came up in the. Uh, in the days of uh, of uh, he looked like a hippie, yeah, he and, looked like a hippie, and people didn't. I mean, like people didn't want to put him in clubs because he looked like a hippie, right? Um, and and it's, he was he was one of the guys that kind of immediately followed like Lenny Bruce, you know, breaking out there and like, all right, we're going to challenge the status quo. But he was still pretty, you know, convivial about it. He wasn't, you know, as time went on, he got a he got a lot more. Um, Things were bugging him. He's like, I got to get this off my chest. Yeah. And then by the time you hit he, the, he got more and more cantankerous. Yeah. By, <laughs> by the time you hit the early 2000s, he had kind of made the turn to where, like, you're watching his stand up. He's like, this is a little rough. Like, yeah. you're just angry. And especially yeah. after his wife died, it's like, that really cemented him. It's like, was some of it was still funny, but mm-hmm. I think this, I mean, this is one of those performances for George. It's Carlton. like when I watch Lewis Black or somebody. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're right. a really yeah. angry guy. <laughs> you are a smart man and have a lot of interesting yes. things to say, but you were just, it's just wrapped angry. in anger. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Angry dude. Yes. And then, of course, the Will Smith scene was pretty, yeah. pretty well done. So, so originally it was supposed to be uh, Bill Murray. Uh, oh, yeah. I wish that would have happened. That, that would have been really interesting. So, <laughs> but so, Will Smith played that so well. Well, he did. Yeah, well, they transitioned from Bill Murray to, well, maybe we can get Bruce Willis to do Fresh this. Fresh fucking Prince. <laughs> I love that whole thing. Will Smith does a great job in this flick. I mean, he's only he in one scene. Yeah, uh, one scene. But, but I was not expecting him to show up. I mean, when he did, I actually wrote it down. I was like, Will Smith is what? You know, I, yeah. You, you forget that he's even in it, right. almost, you know, but... So, but when he does show up in the end, you are surprised because Will Smith was the biggest movie star in the world at this oh, yeah. point. He was, yes. So to get him in, that was just like another huge coup for Kevin Smith. We we did have we did have another Ernie O'Donnell cameo. That's right. Oh. He was a police officer, wasn't he? He he was one of the um, the R- the press. He was the press. press. Yeah, that's right. He was I noticed one. him right away because Ernie's got chant. that look. You know, you can see him. He started the chant, uh, "Fresh Prince." Fresh, fresh Prince. <laughs> he was the one. Where's the Fresh Prince? <laughs> But yeah, he was he snuck in there again, and I, I love I love that too because it's when I was like, you know, I know we've talked a lot about Ernie O'Donnell off the air, but it's when I was like, I love that you know, come two thousand four, you know, ten years into Kevin Smith's career, it's like you're just like Ernie could you know here I'm I'm gonna throw you in the movie, yeah, we'll right, put you here. right here just be in a movie, yeah. he's just like, willing to be there, yeah, man. Um, another little piece of trivia is that Jay Muse was also supposed to play a delivery man, uh, yep. but at this point, Kevin Smith had effectively cut him out of his life. Yep. Okay, and he said I, that I that can't do that this. that explains a lot. Yeah, because he is suspiciously absent in he's, this movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's gone. Is this the only know. thing he's never been in of Kevin Smith's movie wise? Was he in Red State? Oh, you're right. Maybe not. Maybe he wasn't in Red State. Was he in? 
He wasn't a yoga hoser. Right? No, I don't think he was a Tusker yoga okay. hoser. All right, so let's Tusk. not. But maybe, maybe it was just right. the first thing. That Th- this would have been the first thing where yeah. he's yeah. suspiciously absent. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Kevin's always shitting on himself, saying, oh, I'm the guy that made Jersey Girl. I, yeah. I guess I just, I don't know if I just had low expectations going into To this him, movie. it's this the is... biggest. I, I, I just, I can't believe he believes that it's that bad. I think he's just. It's a solid flick. I like it. It's a really solid flick. It may be his best flick. <laughs> I think it's one of, like, that's <laughs> along the me. same lines as Mallrats. I think it's one of those are like, you know, even though Mallrats was goofy, I think it was still like, you know, because they really thought that it was going to, I mean, like, they were like, it was test on it. Everything was like, this movie's going to, this is going to put us on the map. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows that all oh, this Clerks guy was like, this movie's going to cement us. And I think this is another one of those where it's like it didn't do as well as he had probably hoped. Mm. And so I think it's when I was like, because I mean, like you get right down to it. This is this probably is, you know, content wise. I mean, just as far as like because, you know, everybody loves Kevin Smith fans love Kevin Smith fan stuff. Mm-hmm. But like this movie, it's like this is a good movie, man. Like, yeah. right. This and it's is very a, it's departed. Like it takes place in Jersey. Yeah. Highlands is like where it takes place, yep. which is like near and dear to like his heart. But it is, but it's also far, far away yeah. from all of his other Jersey-related stuff. Yep. So, uh, I, I like how proud he is of Jersey. I think yeah. like, people who are from Jersey are just really proud of being yeah. in Jersey. And he that. represents, man. He does. He represents. Jersey represents. <laughs> I love that. There's like I love Jersey girl dancing in the clerks yes. too. Like I always, <laughs> always spot her instantly. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, Jersey girl. I, I hate that it's you know it, for him. It's like such a sore spot, but. Uh, for us, oh, and I love the scene way. too, where like Ben Affleck picks up his little girl, and he's like, he he references oh. the Batmobile. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is what this is a good ten years before he becomes yep. Batman. So I, I love <laughs> right. that. I love that scene. I just yeah. think that's great. And you know, yeah. Kevin wrote that in for him because like he wanted to be Batman. Like he that that was like a dream fulfill, like yeah. dream fulfillment when he became Batman. And it sucks that like they weren't close at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when when like Ben would became Batman, and it's like Kevin Smith is Batman is his thing. Yeah, and uh, they just they couldn't they couldn't share in that. That, that really that that hurts me. Yeah, it, it does. Him. It does. Yeah, because he defended Affleck the whole time. Oh yeah, because he, he had always said you know put Affleck in anything. Put Affleck could play right. the shark in Jaws. Right. <laughs> I love that bit too. <laughs> yeah. Affleck. <laughs> Affleck. Well, that's how he got his role in Daredevil because Kevin Smith's like yeah. They asked him like who do you think should play Daredevil? Affleck. Put him in anything. I'd watch <laughs> Affleck play anything. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so he's his biggest fan, and yeah. I, it's when when uh, when he pops up at the end of we'll we'll get there. Yeah, yeah that was that was heavy. That felt later. really heavy. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, next thing. Um, so, uh, so I'd mentioned it before uh, that this apparently is Kevin Smith's favorite movie, Clerks Two. This is the catharsis I feel like yeah. for Kevin Smith. Uh, right around the time he's he's um, he well he did uh, his evening harder. Uh, he was acting. He he was trying out his hand in acting more, and uh, he he got good with with Jay, and yes. uh, they made Clerks too. And it was like this this was the bookend to the Jersey, you know, yep, like this, this was going to be it. the end. And uh, for me, it worked. Everything worked so well with Clerks too. I, I I adore it. I adore Clerks too. Like I watch it all the time. Uh, I love Rosario Dawson. I think she's just another really strong female performance. Uh, playing opposite smart ass to like these characters that like Kevin Smith, you know, grew up with. Um, it's, I think it speaks as like, he writes these characters like really well. Like he is right. He's putting the words and like, they're, yep. they're delivering the lines some better than others. But uh, I always enjoy that about him. He was very progressive in that way. I feel like, yeah, I, I agree. Especially in the like gay community. Like he was very progressive always. 
and, and it, like a lot of his stuff doesn't well very well because like in, in like chasing Amy, there's some like words that yeah. you, that there, are, there are some things that are no no words, you know, yes. <laughs> that they get thrown around a lot because you mean like no, no <laughs> <laughs> such as <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but, but back to Clerks too, um, Matt. Clerks two. How okay. do you feel about so, Clerks? So you you got some some information here. Boom! I got I got some information. Clerks two, two thousand and six had a budget of five million dollars. Made twenty six point nine million. Rotten Tomatoes score sixty three percent. I'm gonna come out and say it right now. This is a much better movie than Clerks for me. I really enjoy this flick. It's um. I, honestly, I hadn't seen it until about a week ago. Again, just for this, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Clerks, and so I just kind of kept putting off watching this. But when mm-hmm. I did, man, I was really pleasantly surprised. This you is know, the you Jeff Anderson serious... showpiece. Oh for yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Like real like character arcs that kind of went from one place to another, and and there, there was like some real substance there. Something mm-hmm. I could really care about Dante and Randall now. Suddenly. Growing up, like, this yeah. was that we're we're growing up. It, it, this was it. It was great. It, it did a yeah. wonderful job of like kind of paying homage to what was and now what is. And then, kind of like where we're going to. Even Jay, man, doing a great job. This um, is, I think, his best acting. I think so. I think so. Um, there is a question I did come away with this movie. Okay, so I saw a certain version. I don't know if it was censored or not, but at one point, Jen Schwalbach, uh, Kevin Smith's wife, is uh, making out with Dante, and then Randall says, "Hey, Brian O'Halloran, you." Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I got something to say about Brian O'Halloran, but I'll get to that. Uh, so, but she's uh, making out with him, and. and Randall comes along and says, "Hey, man, I, I I'm not that attracted to you. Whatever, you know, you're right. my best friend's girl." And then she flashes him. In the version that I watched, when she flashed him, she had her bra on. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Okay. <laughs> there was this like really sexy guitar noise in the background, and <laughs> I was like, "That's that's." It's it, bizarre because like Brian O'Halloran makes out with her a lot. Oh, he yeah. does. And it, like, that's not it. fake either. I mean, it looks like yeah, it feels like they're into it. Like yeah. there were there were a lot of takes, and like they were going at it for a long, pretty heavily. Time. She's yeah. like sitting in his lap and shit. Yes, and I'm like, ooh, this, Kevin's got a weird kind of like uh, what do you what do you call that? <laughs> what is it when you like. I can't even think uh, when you like when when you like to watch like oh, you're talking about cucking yeah right. yeah there you yeah, go you look some... at this guy right here I, I'm the expert first. <laughs> yeah so... he, he might have that fetish a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so uh, O'Halloran though I want to give him a shout out too so... I love how they make say he looks like a chud like <laughs> not once ch- but like twice yeah, in that's... the movie. <laughs> he... <laughs> The, the acting quality that he had just went up so much. I mean, I mean yeah. it's been 12 years since yeah. he was in the original Clerks, but man, he's, I, I care. He, he's a lead actor in this. Like I, I legit buy yeah. him as I care about this man's character yeah. now and what he's going through. Yeah. So Clerks too, man. Thumbs up for me. I love it. Adam. I I love I'm Jeff. Uh, Jeff Anderson. Randall Graves is my favorite character in all of the viewers universe. Me too. Oh, yeah. Me too. Uh, I love, Brody's a close second. Yeah. Brody is a very close second, but Randall is just, I love Randall in every iteration. I love Jeff Anderson. Um, it, you know, he's just, he's the surprise hit the, the way that he does it. I mean, his voice is so recognizable. Oh my God. He has a great voice. He, because he talks about it. It's like, nobody ever recognizes him because you notice like all the different, like facial acting he did in yeah. the movie too. Like he really, he really went for it. He, and this, I mean, all throughout, I mean, he's funny all throughout the movie. I love his performances. I love, you know, the way he bounces off Elias. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the end. Um, uh, I have, it 
it's coming tomorrow. Now you know was the movie that he directed. Yeah, they well they're in that movie together. Yeah, I own that on DVD. Actually, I I, uh, I was like, you know, I can't believe I don't own this and I haven't seen Kevin it. Kevin so. Smith has a really small cameo in it too. There's oh, and really? there's there's a number of those. I mean, like because I was at one point I was going to watch I was going to rewatch Vulgar and rewatch Drawing Flies, a bunch of those View Askew movies that are made by people that are in the universe but not Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, but I was like I was because. I was a little bit remiss in reboot when Elias didn't. I was like, well, he's not doing anything. Why can't you bring Elias back? Because like, he's busy making their game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, Jeff, he just it was it was so fun to watch him, and the, you know, especially like when you get when you get to the end in the uh, the the scene when they're in in jail. I mean, just I mean, like that. Oh, when they're when they're talking about their friendship. Yeah, and yeah, it's like yeah. that's really you strong. Know, that was good. because because the Randall character is. I mean, he's always this overbearing. You know, he's just he's an he, asshole. Yeah, he's, I mean, we can he, say he, it. He, he said it best. Like, I hate everything, and everything seems weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, but Dante yep. Dante is the one exception to that. And it's like the you yin know, to his yang. And, and I think I mean it's very um, it's very indicative of his relationship with Jay, which I think that just translates to like when you know that extra piece of it. You're mm-hmm. like, this movie, there's wrote, layers to that dialogue for sure, and and I mean, with the I mean the rest of his guys like he's put his he's put his friends in his movies the and it's like for somebody to be that dedicated to those relationships because you know it's like he's you know he went out to Hollywood and there's a lot of people that are like all right you know they tried if, to rip him away and and it was like he's like no these these are my buddies I want you know I want to keep making movies with my friends and it was just it's so endearing I think that it was like this is the first time I had watched it in a little while. I saw it when I came out in theaters and I'd seen it a couple of times on, on DVD, but it had been the first time I'd watched it in a little while. I was like, it just, I was so glad that I did because it, it had a whole new level of meaning knowing some of the things and just watching those performances again. It was just, it was, it's like, this is, you know, outside of Jersey Girl, which is just such a good movie altogether. It's like, if you're, this is the, I think the best of the Jay and Silent Bob movies because it is just so well put together. It's yeah. so in, enjoyable on so many different levels. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. There's substance all throughout yeah. the movie. The, the, every everything means something. Yeah, uh, I love the go kart scene. Yes, when um, what's his face come pickle fucker walks in Lance, and is giving him shit. Lance Dowd. Lance Dowd. <laughs> and uh, oh. he, he he flies out of there and they go. You know, like they got the raindrops keep falling on the head. That was yep. a beautifully shot scene. I love that. And he's like, "What is it about the go karts, man? That you like? Why?" I don't he's even like, "No, it just kind of takes you back. I mean, just, that's something it that reminds me of a time. Kids, reminds me yeah. of a better time when you know, like, and they're having the whole conversation. He's like, you know, like we, we got more time behind us than in front yep. of us, and." You know, he's like, I, I know, it's, I, I just, I, I, I relate to that so well, you know. Um, also, uh, I love Rosario Dawson. Uh, this this was the first time I really, like, just loved her so much. Like, I'd seen her in other things. Yeah. She she was, like, more of an actor-actor. And, like, I was like, wow, she can really be funny. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's you know, hilarious. When she, Beautiful, she's, too. She's playing off of, like, all of them so well. Like, she belongs in the Viewers universe. And uh, I'm glad to see that she, like, would show up again later. Yeah. Um, and other stuff, but uh, I thought she was wonderful. Like the part where she's like trying to teach Dante to dance up on the roof, and they go into that like really in self indulgent like <laughs> dance sequence. It's just I, if out I have nowhere, man. If yeah. I have a problem with the movie, it may be that just because it's so out of nowhere. And I'd like to know, like, it, knowing Kevin, it's probably like in reference to some other movie or something. Uh, maybe, maybe it was just uh, something about something artistic about you know this is how he feels like the whole world. Is it, rosy, it must mean it, 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 it has to be something. Yeah. I can't he, believe he would just be like let's let's take the, the movie's just trucking along and then like suddenly a dance sequence happens. There, really there were nowhere. there were like four with trained dancers. <laughs> there were four or five things before he started really writing Clerks too. 
there were four or five things he said, this is what I want. He said, one of them was a big music number. Okay. It was okay. just, that so was just, he was just like, there's going to be my a big last music. chance to get a big music yeah, he's number. Like, we're going to have a big music number in this. And he's like, he, he didn't even really know what it was going to be. He's like, I have no idea how we're going to put this in there. But it's like, it was just one of those things. Like I want <laughs> and he big, just jammed it in there. Yeah, he's it, like, all right, it, it, it was really, jam- it really comes out of nowhere. It yeah. really does. Uh, but I, I don't hate it. No, no. It, it doesn't carry on for long. And you know, you got like Jay and they're doing like the thing and like, you know, the, and like, and you, you mentioned too, like, I love oh, when Randall does his little saunter across the, yeah, the, it's oh, wonderful. Which uh, they, I think they originally called that the Randall Wrangler because he was wearing mm. Wrangler jeans. Oh, oh really? Okay, all right. There's but Wrangler, when they, in the first, because well, he Clerks, does it in the first Clerks movie. In the yeah. first Clerks, they were going to call it the Rand, Randall oh. Wrangle. I always just called it the Berserker because he's singing the Berserker song when he does it. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. But Wrangler would not, like when they were trying to get permission, Wrangler would not give them permission. Oh. So like of so all stupid. the things. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's like, all right, th- then we're just like, we won't call that. So right. I don't know. That they, the, the, I just called it the Randall shimmy. And I just love his, when right. he's up on top of the, yeah. I was like, oh, that was, I mean, just that, that's my favorite part of that whole music number. That's great. Okay. It, it's, it's, it was mine too. I love, I love that. I love that. Because they're all just cutting loose, man. Yeah. They're all like in this like shitty. Because like everybody's had a shitty job, yeah. And that's just what Clerks is all about. It's like you know, it, it's what Clerks means. And uh, I love the dialogue and shit and the conversations. Yeah. Like everything gets kicked up a notch from Star Wars. Like they have another great Star Wars, like yeah. the Lord of the Rings guy. Yeah. That one was just ring. yeah. So wonder is like it's like look at you. He goes Star Wars geek. He goes well look at you whipping out your preciouses. <laughs> And then he performs like the whole like all star like There's all the little one return <laughs> and it wasn't of the king. It's it was of, the, of the, Jedi. the Jedi. I love that line so much. I see that meme and I use it like yes. as much as I possibly can. Uh, as a fan of the Lord of the Rings, that hurts me a little bit. But I mean, I like I, the I Lord of the Rings that, too, but I like I know Adam over there. See, it so works perfect for me because oh, yeah, I hate the Lord. <laughs> of the Rings. He can't stand <laughs> it. So man. like that whole like when he does is here's the first one, here's the second one, here's the third one. It's like that's those movies. Yeah, it's just three movies of people walking. <laughs> It's like it's Even the trees were walking. It's 14 <laughs> hours of people walking. As I learned, his name was Treebeard in a previous episode that we'd done with Jay. Yep. It was, yeah. He was an ant. Was <laughs> a tree with a beard. Let's yeah. name him Treebeard. Uh, oh, and uh, I don't know if this was in your trivia or not, but like the scene where Dante picks Randall up in the beginning of the movie, that's that's Kevin's childhood house. 21 Jackson Street. No, yeah. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. And All he right. walks across the car. That's that's Kevin's old home. Yep. His mom still lives there then, doesn't she? Or I don't I know. If she it's does. possible. Yeah. Okay. It's possible. But uh, I thought that was a really neat, neat little that thing to neat. know. Yeah. There's, there's, because uh, I was, I meant to put it, uh, write it down. There's a few times where 21 Jackson Street, uh, kind of like 37, makes it into VSQ movies. Really, 21 Jackson Street was his first address. Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, Jason Lee uh, showing up in this movie. Apparently, there was just a scene transition down the street from My Name Is Earl, and yep. so he just got in a car and came on down and filmed the scene that he was in. That's well, why. even Ben Affleck had like the shortest of cameos, uh, and he gawker. wasn't even supposed to say anything. Apparently, he was the gawking, the gawker guy. guy. Avert your eyes. <laughs> it's not very hygienic. No. <laughs> and he's got that fucking, like, what was he filming to have that, like, gruffy... The, the, the handlebar? Yeah. He is <laughs> that. I've never seen him in anything like that before. No. So that was pretty. Like, did you just grow that for that one little cameo? Well, what, maybe he just grew it what, out. What, what year did uh, Smoke and Aces come out? Because he had that in Smoke and Aces. Oh. I wonder so if they... It. Oh, that could, could be around that time. Yeah, yeah. could be around that time. Good call, man. Good call. That's why you're a Cinemaster. It's uh, a Ryan Reynolds movie, so I kind of... Yes. <laughs> You're kind of like required if I don't to know, know everything that, about it's it. It's Affleck and Ryan Reynolds, so <laughs> I should probably know. And, and Affleck dies so early yes, on he does. in this fucking movie. It was really shocking. Ryan Reynolds does not. And Ryan Reynolds does not. 
Do you have anything else there, Matt? Uh, no, as far as trivia, I don't really necessarily have everything else. I, I appreciate the fact, and I've said it before, I think Randall's a complete asshole. He's still a pretty funny character. He yes. is, uh, but, but he knows it. Well, the he, whole like wheelchair it. thing where he's like flaming is the the like cripple guy, and he's like, I just love talking about how I like to lay around the house and drive <laughs> to the end of the street when I could be walking. Like, I just love all that shit. Yeah. The Helen Keller and the Anne Frank and all that shit. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. That, that's or when he talk, funny. he's like making fun of the Transformers. <laughs> I always Transformers. Sleep wondering whether or not you're right about that, which does you know kind of date the movie a little bit. A little bit, like, well, yeah. They're, they're making a Transformers. Yeah, the movie. next year, the Transformers movie uh, came out. But, but blew I'll, all big. I'll give Randall this. I mean, he's not like, you know, Jason Lee and Chasing Amy where he's trying to break his best friend up with his girlfriend. Randall recognizes that Dante's happy and just wants him to be happy. He so does. He is you, just Randall. sort of going yeah. along with it. Yeah. It's not until he realizes that he's absolutely just, he's cheating on the girl he's supposed to be marrying. He's just leaving for no good reason. Like, it's right. it's it's such right. a good thing. Cause yeah. You can see a lot of people like get married and, and for that reason, just because they feel like they need to be. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. that time. And uh, yeah, I just... I just love that. Movie. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, and Dante's written so well in this. Oh, like, gosh. You understand why he's just like, I just want to get out of the minimum wage. I want to go do something else. And he's willing to just put the rest of his life on hold just to yeah. do the thing he thinks society. And I also love the part where they were talking about like, because, you know, they, they're, they're just those friends that kind of drag each other through things. Like, they're, you know, like the part about college. He's like, yeah. Uh, what was the line? It was like a throwaway line. He's like, and like, you dropped out of college. He's like, because you quit going. You know, yeah. like, it's like they, they blame each other, you know. Right. Like, they're an like, old married couple. Yeah, kind they're of kind of way. like an yeah. old married couple. And I, I, I love the, like, Kinky Kelly and the sexy stud. All of that shit makes me laugh so <laughs> hard. That because like that scene goes on for a while. And, uh, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. That was <laughs> a while. I, I don't want, care. I love it. <laughs> I I did not know that. I mean, obviously, I didn't know that. The big guy's cornhole in that ass <laughs> with this wiener. <laughs> but I I saw I saw that movie in theaters with my dad. Oh, yeah. and I was like, when that scene was like, oh, okay, this is gonna get awkward. <laughs> but it goes for twenty minutes. I was like, this is. Can I end anytime soon? <laughs> no. Can we move no. on? Dude, when he spits on his hand, <laughs> that is the like nastiest, most visceral thing they, I've ever seen. They did they did several takes of that, and that was Kevin Smith's favorite because he had like I forget what is a mix of that he had kind of in his mouth when he Oh, did it that. was it was like real like, it, it looked like snot or something. Yeah, it was I mean oh. it was like he, he loved the way that, that takes. Oh, looked. it was it, it it photographed very well. And uh TV show. Yeah, it looks um, good. Zach uh Zach Nutson, who, uh-huh. who played um, played that guy. He, uh, it was funny because he's not uh, even like an actor in this normally. No, he's, he? he's, he's, it's funny because like he shows up as like crew in other movies. Yeah. But he, um, when they wanted him to do that, he was totally down with it. He, he actually went and asked his sister because his sister was a few years younger. He's like, hey, do, do you care if I do this? Because he was, he, he didn't want it. Like, people were like, oh, yeah, he's the donkey fucker. You know, <laughs> you know he was like, he interspecies erotica yeah. fucko. He, he, didn't, he didn't want his sister to be like, that's embarrassed. nice. Because he seems like, like a really like conservative looking oh, yeah. guy. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's got like the born to fuck tattoo, <laughs> the assless chaps and shit. And, and he's like, ow! <laughs> I love his acting choices. They're wonderful. <laughs> in uh, in in Zach and Mary, um, Zach too, um, which we, we haven't got to, but just to throw it, Zach too, his name on his name tag is Zach uh, Nutson, who's the actor oh. that plays um, uh, the sexy stud. Cool, cool, so interesting. It was okay. like, I just like that the little carryover from that. Kevin always throwing out the reference. Yeah. It's the yeah. universe, baby. Yeah. It's perfect. Hey. But I had to get that in because <laughs> it's. 
It's it's way better than Bachelor Party. Yes. <laughs> way yeah, better than yeah. Bachelor Party. And it's it's the best donkey scene in any movie I've ever <laughs> yes. bar none. Just so like many. just like over the top is the greatest arm wrestling movie ever made. This well, that's the greatest they, donkey they scene. Cut, they cut the one out of Schindler's list. Otherwise I think that one <laughs> would have been a lot a lot better. <laughs> That might be our intro. Spielberg, right really, <laughs> Spielberg really knows how to do a donkey show. He really does. <laughs> a little bit of TJ. Jersey Birds. All right, let's move on. Um, all right. So, yeah, 2006 QA Evening Harder, and oh. he was in Catch and Release, which was a big deal because he meets Jennifer Garner. <laughs> Whoops. And uh, oh. he broke up with his boyfriend after, yep. apparently, shortly after this meeting. Matt, you were going to say something? No, I, I did not know that happened. So, have you I guys was, seen Catch and Release? Like, I, I, don't, seen I don't it? think I have. No, yeah, I, I haven't watched it all the way through because, like, I think it's pretty aggressively mediocre. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, it's so. So this is he didn't uh, direct it though. No, he? no, like, he was. Okay. He's he just acting. He was just in it. Okay, he's just one right. of the bros. Yeah, you know? Tim, uh, Tim Oliphant uh, and uh, Jen Garner, and then um, there was one other guy. There was one other guy. I can't remember who it is. But it was this was like the first time you really see Kevin Smith in something acting. Pretty much, yeah. He had as Kevin Smith. Oh, oh, as Kevin Smith because he was also in Die. Well, no, 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 not as Kevin. So. I'm sorry, uh, but not as Silent Bob. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. This and well, and, and his role in uh, Live Free or Die Hard was considerably smaller. He was one of the main characters in Catch and Release. Release. Oh, the yeah. Warlock. So, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, and that maybe was maybe that one out. of his because that came out before. This come, did that come out before Catch and Release or after? Uh, Might have been after. I think it was or, after. Or at least really similar in time. I feel like it was after. And yeah. Jennifer Garner was in this? Yeah, yeah she was okay. the main girl, I feel like. Yeah, because well, uh, that was, the, I mean, that was the thing is they're on set. And Kevin, because at that point, um, Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck were, they were an item. Yeah. And so. Well, because they met on Daredevil, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, because Kevin and Ben are friends, Kevin, Kevin was just always, you know, shitting on Ben. Yeah. Like they would, like they would do. Like guys do. And she, she kept, she would get really Territorial. She, she got defensive. Yeah, very right, defensive yeah. about, you know, like, hey, this guy, he's, all he ever does is just, you know, shit on you. And I'm, It I'm, sounds like she has no sense of humor, personally, yeah. to me. I think that was a big part of the problem. Yeah. But Ben started pulling away from him. And and it, Kevin probably leaned into it. Yeah. Knowing him. Yeah. Yeah, it probably got worse. Yeah. Well, cause, I mean, it's when I was like, you know, it, when you hear, Kevin's a great speaker, but Kevin's not, he's also, I mean, he's the, the basis for Randall in, in a lot of senses. So Kevin's not a terribly sociable guy. <laughs> So it's when, like thinking about being on this, uh, being on the set of this movie, that you know he's got a big role in, and yeah. he's not he he credits himself as not a great actor. So it's like okay, and he's going to be acting with Jennifer Garner. It's like oh yeah, we have a connection. You are you know you and Ben are a thing. Right. Ben and I are best friends. Right. This is how we'll yeah. this is how we'll connect. And she yep. she wasn't having it. Right. Man, she just did not get him. That, no. And that's what she said. Like I yeah. don't get him. Yeah. I just don't get him. And you know. Like I said earlier, like just, she was into him. They they eventually got married, and they just drifted apart. And uh, you know, and, and like you know, I, I just really don't think like Ben. Well, because you know Ben Affleck's had a lot of his own like personal problems. Yeah, he's in. I saw he's in a, a new movie where he's like a coach who's battling alcoholism or something. And I'm like, Ugh, that's that's art imitating life right there. Right. He, a, a odd show. I guess I guess it's kind of like him just trying to like work out his own demons by being in that movie. Has to be right because he's I, been. He's been in and out of rehab several yeah. times. Yeah. So, you know, he probably didn't want Kevin Smith talking about him a lot. He's probably feeling pretty vulnerable and kind of sensitive. And, like, maybe his career was, like, on the dovetailing a little bit. This is pre, you know, his big, you know, what was it, town around 2010? Yeah, the town. He kind of yeah, yeah, made, a, made comeback a comeback around that right. time. But he was dovetailing a bit. 
he was more known for his relationships, I feel like, yeah. than he well, was for like his movies. And yeah, you know, and in Ben's defense here, I mean, Kevin tells everything. He does. There, yeah. there are guys that I want to tell. People tell him with all the time, who, like, don't tell this yes, story. And he yes, just fucking and he still just does it. He just he thinks know. he just can't help himself. Right, right. Well, this is a pretty good story. He is the I, worst person to tell a secret to. <laughs> I would be mortified if some of my people from college just started being like, Oh, guess what twenty year old Matt did? Like, oh no, you it's gotta be hard to be like friends with him and talk to him. <laughs> right. It's got to be hard because you never know like what your shit's going to be on front street. Well, I mean, cause yeah, cause Kevin is out. I mean, he's, he's on podcast after podcast. I mean, he's in so many different things. It's like, yeah. he's filling time. You're going to run out of stuff to it's talk. It's like about. Howard Stern yeah. when he's yeah. like talking about his life. Yeah. Uh, your shit's going to come up. Exactly. <laughs> I got to talk about my life. And yeah. uh, it's, I think that's just how he feels. I, I think so. And I think if he also, I feel like for a while there for a long time, I don't know if he necessarily feels that way anymore. If he stops talking, people will forget him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, could I feel that. like he could, he, he probably had that kind of feeling. So, um, so yeah, catch and release came out and that was important because of the whole Jennifer Lope, yep. Jennifer uh, Garner thing. Uh, 2008 was probably, it was Zach and Mary make a porno. Kevin Smith to me is like a pretty stubborn person, or at least maybe he was. Yeah. And I, th- I think like naming this movie, what he did fucked him hard. I think so too. I think so. Yeah. And, and they, people wanted him to change it, but he just would not yeah. on principle. He had everything in the world going for him for this movie to be big. Uh, Seth Rogen's like hot coming off him. Like this is before Seth Rogen was making a lot of his own shit. Yep. Yes. He was writing, but I mean this this is pre what he is now. Oh, yeah. And, and you've got Elizabeth Banks in this movie yep. who I love. I love Elizabeth Banks. Very funny, just you know, very reliable comedic actress. And you had, you know, people like, uh, oh, what's the guy who was in The Office? Daryl. Daryl. Um, oh, uh, uh, Craig name? Robinson. Uh, Craig Robinson. He's an up-and-comer. Know. He's hilarious. Yeah. I loved him in this movie, too. Uh, but then he's got his regulars. You know, he's got, like, Jeff Anderson and, and uh, you know, Jay. <laughs> Jay comes back. And he's not bad. He's like, no, he's I, not I, I enjoyed him in this. He's not, he's not Jay. Lester. But, yeah. Lester. <laughs> like, Wait, you mean I can have a porn name? Right. <laughs> I love the whole like Dutch like uh, like whatever like when he he meets him in the hall like naked and they had that whole <laughs> yes. like the Dutch like, rudder oh the Dutch. <laughs> yeah there's a story about that too I've got oh to I can't wait to hear this yeah, I can't wait man. to hear this something behind the scenes but yeah I feel like this is a really underrated movie um you know it but it does have a feel like the studio maybe not trusting to yeah. like there it seems like there's some stuff in this movie like it definitely is kevin smith there's like you know people with people are playing hockey in this thing and like it's got a lot of the like humor of a kevin smith movie mm-hmm. oh but i love justin long in this too dude. oh he's so good. that character yeah. who makes a return i guess and then james i just fucking love like that voice that he puts on the reason he did that voice because he had a really bad head cold that day really, really? that's yeah, where so, that came from okay so he told because like, he's not if, known for that at all no he's like all right if i just go really low yeah then you won't be able to hear that you know how sick i am doing this so that's hilarious that's why he did that new okay all right all male cast like glenn gary glenn ross like that like glenn and gary suck ross's meaty cock and drop their hairy nuts in his eager mouth is that like a sequel I love, I fucking love his performance. Like I could watch him do that character all day long, and he he just gets progressively more silly. Yeah, like as it goes on, he's just, I love it. Um, what do you got to say about Razak and Mary? I know oh, you got some yes, stats there. I do. I got some stats here. Okay, so budget of twenty four million. This was the 
fourth, third or fourth, I guess, movie where the, the production company was like, look, man, this thing's going to go past $100 million easy. Kevin Smith gets his yeah. hopes up. Yeah. Box office, $42.8 million. <laughs> Still disappointing, man. I mean, for, for, what, profit, for what he had in it, for what yes, they had in it, it yes. was a big disappointment. Yeah. I actually had to write at the top of my notes because I had been writing down notes all week as I've been going through these movies. Uh, and I actually had to write, Zach and Miri mate a pony because I didn't <laughs> want my kids to see. Oh, that's adorable. Like, oh. Okay. This is a movie. Kid. And disturbing. Once again, we come back around to bestiality. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Interspecies yeah. erotica. Sorry. Oh, God. I, I miss my donkey. That. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. All right. We come back around. Yeah. Um, I, I personally love this movie. I, I it's, it's really good. It's, it's solid. funny as hell. Um, I the, the acting in it's fantastic. I do want to talk about the full frontal scene a little bit though, uh, because we do see some full frontal. Uh, yeah, male, we see Jay. We, G- we see Jay. We do. We do. So Jay owed Kevin Smith about fifty thousand dollars, and uh, he said, uh, Kevin said, you know, how, how would you feel about doing some full frontal stuff? And Jay was like, No, no, man, I'm married now. I don't feel comfortable doing that. My old lady wouldn't like it. He goes, how about this? How about if I say you don't owe me any more He money? forgave he his goes, debt? He forgave his debt. And Jay was like, yeah, I'll do it right now. You want to do it right now? Let's do it right now. <laughs> uh, apparently, he was uh, fluffing himself. I've, I've uh, heard that back. story. Yeah, right or Ben Affleck scene. or something. No, was it Ben Affleck <laughs> was, that told it, him? It was Affleck. I yeah. actually had that written yeah. down where Affleck was like, <laughs> yeah. look, I've seen his cock. That's not his cock. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you use a prosthetic or something? He's like, no, man, that was all natural. So, Because <laughs> well, the, the, when he was doing um, the... Uh, um, the thing in Clerks 2, Kevin was like, no, that was just Muse. Muse does that shit all the time. <laughs> right, right, right. Muse right, is right, always tuck. getting naked. He's like, around. I just decided to put it in a movie yeah, finally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. So, I love when he gets it like, would you fuck me? That is such a great, the way he delivers it is perfect. Goodbye horses. I now know that's goodbye horses, yeah. not wild <laughs> not horses. Not wild horses. Yeah. Wild horses. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna pay Six for of that. one, half a dozen of another. Oh, horses. Yeah. We got horses in the mix. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but Kevin, uh, he was apparently very depressed for months uh, after this opening. It kind of took its toll on him for a bit. You could see how he was really big. He, he, yeah. he ballooned, man. Uh, yeah. He really got yeah. big. Yeah. He was always biggish, but he was really big after that. He's depressed. He gets kicked off the airline right after this and just kind of. I don't know. He decides the next movie. Not right after, right. but pretty close after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if he's going to make another movie, maybe he'll let someone I think else 2018 write. might have been his most depressing year. It might have been. Not 2018, 2010, sorry. Oh, 2010. Between 2008 oh, okay. and 2010. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like around that era. Yeah, yeah. it was so. tough times. Uh, but I recommend this movie, man. It, it's a great watch. You wouldn't want to watch this in front of your parents unless you guys are no. really close. God, no. But- yeah, there, there's a lot of nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the title alone, they don't they don't pull any punches. Her name Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Craig Robinson, man. He's so great. Yes. I would watch him in any, anything. It's so funny. So, uh, Adam, what do you think about the, Zach and Mary? This was, this was the first time I had seen this one. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. And it was because I, I used to not be a big Seth Rogen fan either. And so I was glad I watched it. I'm glad it. you're coming around a little bit. I, I, okay. I was glad to watch it when I like when I can appreciate Seth Rogen because yeah. I think it would be one of those, like, if I was just like, I can't stand Seth Rogen, then it would have really been a miss for me. But there, I think I, I really came around too. It's like, you know, it's in the same way, like Clerks 2, I think there's there's always going to be a limit to your audience because – you know, even even within the the Kevin Smith universe, like when people start finding it's like, oh, there's a donkey show. It's when I was like <laughs> that, you know, even for your traditional R rated audience, like there's some of those things that Kevin just likes to push to where it's like, okay, this this may keep it from being like a huge thing. Yeah. Yes. And yes. I was like, really I mean, like the the content of the movie isn't uh I mean, there's some really funny things that probably push the boundaries for kind of again, your I mean, I, I love I <laughs> I really love the scene when uh 
when uh, Jeff Anderson is filming from underneath. Dude. Uh, and she, it's it's like they for they like they, they they kind of uh what do you call it foreshadow it early yes. too. Oh, they do, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm doing anal. This is really good for like when you're backed up. Yes. You know? <laughs> <And> <laughs> when they're they're out in the parking lot after Seth Rogen leaves, and Craig Robbins is like, what what the hell is this shit? It's like, no, what the hell is this shit? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, you believe this shit? Yes. <laughs> you believe this shit? <laughs> that was just uh, like. Because uh, like that was and Jeff Anderson like he was talking was like he loved doing it because like normally he's used to these huge yeah dialogue he's got to carry everything like, yeah. and it's like in this he could just be in it yeah and it was like and he was just had fun doing that yeah so it was uh, I, I really do think that it would have been it would have done a lot better because there were a lot of markets where for the promotional stuff they ca- they cut off make a porno yeah. They, I mean, they, it would just be yeah, Zach and Mary. Zach that and Mary. Right. I mean, uh, marquees. There were a lot of marquees, especially in more conservative areas. Where like we're just putting Zach and Mary. Yeah, up I guess it's not just the title, but um, it, it, man. Well, it, there, there's some uh, goings on behind the scenes too. Kevin comes out and he he's actually said before that they didn't spend enough money marketing this. Uh, Harvey Weinstein says they spent about thirty million dollars marketing this. So that's hmm. not true. It's it, he said, she said. Kind I of feel thing, like yeah. it got marketed pretty decently. Yeah, I, I heard it, it was all over my out. radar. That's I remember. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing because that. it had Seth Rogen in it. Seth Rogen yeah. was hot as it got around that time. Yes. You know, he was he was hitting home run after home run around then. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they're going to put some money behind it, and uh, it just didn't work out. Yeah, this is where like Seth Rogen got Kevin Smith on the on the the smoking pot like full time right yeah. here. I think this is it. Yeah, yeah this is when yeah. he really became like a wake and baker. <laughs> yeah. He so that, this movie's this is kind of credited for that. Um, and I wonder if they have like what kind of relationship they have because like he hasn't been in any fan of their stuff. And, That's yeah. true. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder if they have like I, I imagine it's got to be pretty decent. Yeah, because I mean like. Mosier had been in so many things for the longest time because I remember watching Reboot and I was like, man, where the heck was Mosier yeah. in this? Mm-hmm. And I was, because I started to wonder, I was like, oh, did they He's have, been absent for a little while. Yeah, I was while. like, did they have some kind of falling out? And I really, I think what it is, is they just, they kind of had a divergence where Mosier for the longest time had just been kind of his number two. If mm-hmm. Kevin Smith was doing it, Scott Mosier yeah. was, pr- uh, he was producing it. Right. And I think they kind of had, I forget where I heard it, but I think they kind of had like a revelation where Mosier's like, you know, I went to film school because I wanted to be a director too. And it's when I was like, you know, always like, you know, he was happy to do it. He and uh, Kevin Smith were, you know, their best friends. Right. But it's when I was like, you know, I didn't go to film school to just produce everything that Kevin did. I think the only thing that Mosier's direct, because Mosier directed The Grinch. He directed The Grinch? I thought he was a producer on The Grinch. He directed the I did not know that. The most recent animated Uh, Grinch. He also produced he, some like Thanksgiving movie too with turkeys. I, I know, like yeah. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know about that one. Yeah, uh, right. it was a DreamWorks movie, I think. Yeah, the the animated one from a few. See, years I just ago. assume since he's making all these kids' movies, like maybe he just wanted to distance himself a little bit because he still does the podcast. Yeah, right? it's like he they're does. still friends. But so that's good. I did not know he directed that. So yeah. that was a big hit. So yeah, it was you know, huge. Good for him, man. Good for him. Well, yeah, he's uh, a very capable producer, though, too. Like, oh, I mean, he totally is. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a natural at it. So, I, you know, if if you're that good at it, but I mean, if he directed the Grinch and that movie turned out pretty well, it's yeah, a big, big success. God, that's got to bite it. Kevin in the ass I a little bit, right? About that too, because I mean, surely that movie made more than a hundred million dollars. Oh, it did. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a big hit. It was a big hit. Yeah. Well, for I, Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, you're right. For Kevin Smith, I, I think I think the thing for Kevin, though, like Kevin, not not he's the, got some baggage. Well, and and Kevin, you know, Kevin will talk about selling out all day long, but there's there's a part of it where it's like if Kevin went and made a studio picture, I mean, like even out because Cop Out still has a lot of Kevin Smith in it. It does. 
if he just went and was like, hey, we want you to just direct. We have a script. We have we have everything mapped out. We just want you to direct it. I think Kevin Smith is capable enough that he could direct something like The Grinch. I think it's just with things with like Zack and Mary make a porno. You see those things where it's like he's stubborn just enough to be like, you know, not that he's compromising himself because I don't think he looks at it in those terms. But I think it's when I was like, you know, with Mosher, it's like, hey, we want you to direct The Grinch. It's like, all right, this is. The Grinch is going to make a hundred million dollars. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, right at the gate. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is a. You know, it's property. also kind of like when Kevin Smith's been directing all these like episodes of you know like the C, not CW, CW yeah. shows. Oh, the CW right. shows. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, like well, Supergirl and The Flash, and yeah. he's done like an episode or two of the Goldbergs. Like people are trusting him with things, but even yeah. he'll admit that like he's really just it's just the whole production's on autopilot. Yeah, really, TV shows are run by the showrunners, not the directors anyway. Yeah. So, but it, hell, it, he was talking about that while we were there. Yep. He was like, you know, I just kind of sat back. He said, one day I just kind of let everybody act. Yeah, I went across yeah. the street and got everybody donuts. Right, That's what I did right. As a director, yeah. and they paid me a lot of money for it. Yeah, man, I want to be a director. <laughs> that God, sounds that amazing. Sounds like yeah, such a great thing. Yeah, so, but I'm happy that you know he's 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 keeping his foot in the door that yeah. way. And um, I know that he says again and again and again he does not want to do a comic book movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said it over and over. But I mean, does he not? I mean, it's like. I feel like a small part of me like thinks he does. I, I, I want to watch it. Like I would watch a Kevin Smith. His input is so movie. valuable for I, so many things. Like he really knows comics. Oh, he does. Yeah. I, I think because I kind of feel like for him, like he the, did make Batman soil himself there or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh gosh, he. I, I don't even have a problem with that. Yeah, he, he did some research. I'm just saying, if this were real, Batman probably would have soiled himself because there are certain. Well, they they want to give on. Christopher Nolan all kinds of credit for like grounding Batman in reality. Yeah, man, come on, crime fighting all that time. I, I mean, I haven't read that comic. Was it like the Cacophony or whatever? Like uh, that he, was Cacophony. Yeah. Uh, he he didn't quite finish up the Widening Gyre, I think, which was his next series of uh, Batman books. See, that's but a huge I blind spot it. for me if his his writing with the Flash and, and the Green Batman Hornet and Green Arrow. And yeah, yeah. Green I don't know. I don't, yeah, I've not read any of that. But like Green people Arrow, love so it. Good. People seem to really dig it. So Yeah. It's great. All yeah, right. I got, got way off topic there. But anyway, no, Zach and Mary. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah, Zach and Mary yeah. is yeah. pretty pretty solid flick. Yeah. And uh, if you like Seth Rogen and you like Kevin Smith, then why haven't you seen it yet? Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh. If you if you've been listening to us and watching this this long, you've seen yeah. Zach and Mary. <laughs> you probably yeah. have. Or you've waited for us to get to Zach or and Mary. Or you should watch it now and then exactly. and then tell us we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, so first first two cuts of that movie, by the way, were N C seventeen. He had to yep. submit a third cut in order to get that uh, You had to find that a number of times. Yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. can understand though, because it's not just the title. I mean there's there's like somebody gets shit on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh you know, there's there's plenty of nudity. There's like a chick blowing bubbles out of her her vagina, her vagina, her her vagina. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> her <great>. pussy troll. <laughs> Pillow pockets. <laughs> I need bubbles. I Good love it. Stuff. I love it. All right, 2010 cop out. This was the big uh, Bruce Willis. This know, was it, sh- man. Shit fest. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, I, so I do not like stories. this movie. I, yeah. I, I, I find it very hard to watch. And it might be a lot because of what I know happened in behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. But I just, I, I can't get behind it. And uh, also, too, like, I, I really enjoy Tracy Morgan in, on SNL. And on well, the other show, he's got, like, a show on TBS, too, that's pretty funny. But I, I just don't really. Oh, and he was great on Thirty Rock. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, I just didn't think he was very good in in Cop Out, like as the as his partner. And like I know like people are like, oh, Tracy Morgan was hilarious in that. And like Kevin Smith is like, he was so funny. I'm like, really? You thought that was great? I, I felt it to be very labored and like bad. <laughs> Most of it. 
Okay. Pretty much most of it. But that's that's my feelings and thoughts on Cop Out. What do you think, Matt? Oh, man, I disagree. And okay. I'm, I'm so surprised <laughs> You're so that wrong. I disagree. I, yeah. So let's talk about this. All right, Cop Out, 2010 budget of $30 million. This thing made $55.6 million. Now, wasn't this originally, it was it was like a pretty legendary like script that kept that got bought. I think it was called like Two Dicks or something like that. It had like yeah, a different just, name. Just Two Dicks is what it was. Yeah. yeah or something like that. Yeah. But I feel like a, that a got couple, Warner was, Brothers, from what I understand from they him, were like, like, they, they really fucked with the movie big time. Can't do that. Yeah. Anyways, please go. Please oh, continue. no, it's, it's okay. I, I was surprised to see this thing had a Rotten Tomato score of 19%. I hadn't I'm seen not. it. <laughs> he hates it. Uh, I don't like it. Okay, and that's, 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 that's totally fine. fair. I think maybe my expectations uh, were really low is. because this is another one of those movies that I've only seen until just recently. Yeah. And for the longest time, until about 2010, Kevin Smith would be like, well, I'm the Jersey Girl guy. Ha, ha, ha. And since yeah. then, he's been, well, I'm the cop-out guy. Right, right. I, I got to say, I guess I just had low expectations going into this. I found myself laughing. That doesn't hurt when you have so low expectations. So many times. And maybe, maybe that was it, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, it just... Uh, it, I don't know. This is probably one of his funnier movies. I know I'm sitting there watching this thing by myself, and if I'm laughing just by myself, like out loud, I, I, I'm going to give it a pass. Um, I, I was expecting good Bruce Willis to uh, just not really be present. I guess like in it, his, I think he did an admirable job knowing what's going on behind the scenes. Though it was, it's kind of a difficult watch. Just I thought he was it. lazy in the last Die Hard movie. Like I felt like he was just fucking mailing it in big time. I've got a theory. Too. You guys want to hear my Bruce Willis? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, let's hear cool. it. All right. So if you watch the behind the we're scenes, way apart in this. Like <laughs> we are, we are way apart. <laughs> but but I can kind of tie it back to Cop Out a little bit. Okay. okay. So Bruce Willis, uh, kind of there was a transition in his acting, and I can kind of pinpoint the uh, place where it happened. Um, in a movie called Unbreakable, right? Mm-hmm. In 2000, 2001, uh, he worked with Shyamalan, and Shyamalan told him to keep bringing it back. And if you watch the movie, he's very subdued. And yes. kinda, you know, you know, Bruce Willis, no, 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 no. Shyamalan kept saying, look, man, you don't need to do that that big time yippee Kaye stuff. You can kind of bring it back, bring it back. And every movie, I think since then, he's just kind of been more but like, everybody a, is subdued cool. and unbreakable. <laughs> exactly. And I think that he was, he watched that movie. He got so much acclaim from that, that he's like, yeah. well, I'm going to try to do that okay. from here on out. And I think that kind of went to cop out as well. Like he's just, now he just kind of plays the same guy. I feel like, and just about everything. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an almost unbreakable guy. He well, he well, I, mean, I saw him in something I'd never seen before. Rock the Cashbox with uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I haven't seen that. He he was he had a part in that, and he was okay in that. I thought. Okay. Was he different than Bruce Willis, or was he just like he was Bruce Willis? Bruce I mean, Willis. he was definitely Bruce Willis. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but you know, but but it was okay. Like I remember, like thinking, like this isn't terrible, Bruce Willis. This yeah, is okay. okay. But and yeah. that movie was okay. I, I was good. I, I love seeing Bill Murray in like a starring role anymore. Anyway, so oh yeah, that's not a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> <laughs> or right, pretty right. rare, uh, but yeah. So, like, what what did you like? Oh, you have more. You have more. More. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know how much we want to get into uh, just what he went through, you know, behind the scenes with uh, Bruce. Um, Look this, it up. I mean, there's yeah, a lot there's on. There's so it. much <laughs> out there. God, I could I could probably fill this notebook. With we don't need to regurgitate the ba- the bad film. But just to spice, just Bruce Willis treated Kevin pretty poorly. Yeah, from yeah. day one. Yeah, and uh, and it was a big disappointment for Kevin Smith because they got off to a good start. He was one of his heroes. Yeah, like, yeah. he, he, he really McClane, he liked man. him a lot. And yeah. you know, like Kevin Smith maybe made some mistakes. Uh, maybe, but you know, like I to me, this whole thing was like Kevin Smith is like in this movie, like it doesn't feel right for him. Like I find it interesting that you're like, there's a lot of Kevin Smith in this movie still, because to me, it really feels it like 
uh, like who have we got that's available that you know like oh god Kevin Smith well we got to get this made tomorrow so like I guess fucking get Kevin Smith like it just maybe. doesn't feel like he belongs in like behind the uh, I don't know it's just maybe maybe I'm missing I need to go back and watch it again I guess the the, the people who wrote this uh, also only wrote like one other movie I think also starring Bruce Willis but I didn't write that down um, hmm. Tracy Morgan punches a kid in the dick. It's that hilarious. That I'm was, sorry. That sounds hilarious. That's, I forgot about this movie. Though. Like I can't. It's like I watched it, and as I'm watching it, I'm wiping it from my memory because like okay. I can't remember anything of it. All so I remember is like the scene where like I think Tracy Morgan's trying to get some information out of a. Uh, somebody in a jail cell and he's doing all these like room. really fucking awful impersonations yes. of uh, you know celebrities I'm, I'm gonna knock that for that right? that's <laughs> okay. not a great scene yeah maybe not. maybe my brain checked out at that point I was like nope <laughs> that was pretty much the open of the movie as well yeah it was, yeah so, that's yeah. gonna have everything be, and what yeah, was was Stifler in, in it wasn't he like yes. one of the he like was. he was yeah so I mean yeah. and he ad-libbed I think almost everything he did and like I didn't think any of that shit worked for me at all. It just, not not jokes, none of that. No, no man, okay. I, I'll, I'll watch right. it again. I promise you guys, I'll watch it again. And I'll, I'll let you know, Matt. If like, right. I'm gonna bootleg it though. I'm not gonna buy or rent this. I, thing. I understand. <laughs> I'm I stealing we, it, and I'm gonna watch it. Do, do we have it? Up I have there? the digital. I don't have oh, it on. Okay, okay, all right. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so uh, Adam, Adam you've been. Let's hear, let's see what you got to say. Well, I I think one of the things that is noteworthy about this that's interesting is this is the only movie Kevin Smith directed that he didn't write. Um, so I, it's, there's a part of it that's funny to me that it's the highest grossing movie that he made. Um, but because there, there are, I mean, there's some of those things. Um, I think, I think it feels like he elevated like the dick and fart joke parts of the movie. That's to me where I feel like there's the most Kevin Smith. I know because Bruce Willis was just so obstinate that Tracy Morgan, I mean, like there would be times where Bruce just wouldn't deliver his lines. Like he was like, I'm not doing that. Right. Right. And so Tracy Moore, they're like, all right, do you just, just want to ad lib for a little bit? Because, (laughs) because Bruce was, he was, he would, he was pissed off. And I think also a little bit jealous because Tracy could just come up with stuff on the fly. And so like there, that's why there's so much of that is because they Hmm. needed to fill stuff and Bruce wouldn't deliver his lines. And so I think it, because there's a lot of times where it feels really heavy on Tracy. um, And you're just like, Oh, and his humor is enjoyable, but a lot of times it's in smaller doses. Mm-hmm. Like when you get him in a 30 Rock episode, yeah, oh yeah. it's combined with... It's the perfect amount of Tracy. I, I get that, yeah. So it's lemon. <laughs> I love his deliveries. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you get that. And he's he's really entertaining, but like, there, I mean, there's not a lot of movies where he's the, the main star. Yeah. Um, I, I do I do still think, I mean, I think it's, I, I rewatched it. It was either last night or a couple nights ago, and it was I was I was laughing at it. It's one of, the, I think the original title they had was uh, a couple of cops, was what they and I think at one point because I think Kevin Smith had joked about let's call it two dicks, um, <laughs> but when they were like no no we want to call it a couple of cops he's like well that's just a cop out and so that's <laughs> right, where the, that's, that's where, where that came from yeah came from yeah. he's like well they're just copping out of the title, um. It's it's funny because I I do feel like if you don't know all the stuff like I feel like there's still parts of it that translate to the movie that where if you didn't know all the stuff that went on behind the scenes you would still kind of have like why does this feel a little bit off yeah but I think the more that you do know about it the more that you can see those cracks in it mm-hmm. which makes it more vulnerable um it, it it's funny too because I mean there's I mean you've got Jason Lee in the movie in kind of just a almost like a lazy cameo. It's kind of like, Hey, let's J- Jason Lee hasn't been in one of my movies. Right, in a while. Yeah, right. So he's just kind of in this throwaway role and you got Rashida Jones in kind of a throwaway I love role. Her. Man. Um, I do too. So I, there, I mean, there were just a number of those things where it's like, and Sean William Scott, I mean, you got some big names in kind of throwaway roles for this movie. So 
it, it was, I think there was a lot more potential for it. I think if things had been more cohesive on the set, I think it could have been a bigger and better movie. Because I, I, I think yeah. it's probably around this time. Because I, I think Bruce Willis has been wrestling with the idea that he's on his way out um, for a while. I think I think he's really – because, I mean, a lot of the stuff that he's come out with in the last few years – He's had a lot of direct video stuff. A lot stuff, of direct video stuff. stuff. And he, he's not – I don't feel like he's to, like, Nicolas Cage status yet. It's not quite there. No. no. But it's when I was like, you know, a lot – I mean, like, I think the last thing I saw that he came out with was him and Michael Chiklis. I know he had him. It was him and Mark Paul Gosselaar. So it's when I was like, I I feel like for him, okay, it's when I was like Zach fucking Morris, yeah. <laughs> but it's I think it's when I was like for Bruce Willis is like trying to still validate like I'm still a big star. Like, but then he would be in the one movie, Mark uh, Mark for Death and. Yeah. No, Death Wish. Death, Death Wish. Wish. Death Not Mark for Death. That would be amazing. If that would be pretty awesome. Remade Mark for that. Death. I would watch a the Steven Skull movie and made him the star. That would be pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But he, I, mean, even, I want to see that so bad now. Even Death Wish, like I remember walking away from that like, okay, this was Eli Roth directed and Bruce Willis where I felt like he still had that kind of juice in the tank. It was like, it just left me wanting. I'm like, okay, this really didn't hit the notes that I mm-hmm. thought it would. So I, I think, and then and then glass, yeah, right. Um, he's got one toe still like stuck yeah, in the mainstream. He's, like, he's not totally done. He's not to Nicolas Cage status, where he's like, "Here, we want you to make forty-five <laughs> Netflix movies this year." It's like, sure, but <laughs> just forty-five. I was like, oh, great. I've got what, a little bit of time. I can squeeze I, in a forty-sixth. What am I going to do with the rest of the year? <laughs> that's just February. But um, I, I think that's because. I feel like he's starting to appreciate that, and I because when when I heard that he and Kevin had patched things up, I, I think because I think there's still a twilight for um, Bruce Willis to like if he stops doing. Um, he should go back movies, to TV. He really I, should. I think there's still juice in the tank for Bruce Willis if he finds the right vehicle. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I think that he's just been unsuccessful in doing that. And so I think because that's not matching maybe up. Maybe like his relationships and shit. Like, you yeah. know, he's, he's got to watch Aston Kutcher fuck his ex-wife. That's yeah. got to be hard yeah. on a guy. Well, he, <laughs> when Kelso is like sticking it to your old lady. I mean, it's they, not good. <laughs> it was a, a couple of years ago they did the Comedy Central roast to Bruce Willis. So yeah. that was actually really fun to watch. Yeah, like, it was. Um, and Demi Moore came out and she roasted him. And he, I mean, he, it was one of those like for a guy that's known for being kind of touchy about his reputation. Right, like, he right. took it in stride really well. And his delivery at the end was a ton of fun. Yeah, good. Good. So yeah, I think this is you root for the guy. Like it, yeah. it really hurt when like you heard all those stories because like yeah, everybody likes Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. Like you grew up in the eighties and the nineties. Bruce Willis was awesome. Yeah, even in his failures, like he seemed to have a good sense of humor about like Hudson Hawk and shit. Yeah, like, I yeah. actually really I like love Hudson, Hudson Hawk. Yeah, it's that's good. A good movie. Yeah, it's a I, fun I movie. It's really fun, and uh, he's really fun in it. Him and Danny Aiello. Oh, I love that. Even combination. those like you know. Seagram's commercials that he's yes. like singing in, those are yes. fantastic. Well, I forgot about that. Him, he, had the, he used to play the harmonica all the time in that little band that yeah, he was in. Yeah, he was in the Hard, the hard yeah. Rock Cafe. He was yeah. like the non muscular guy in that yeah. whole trio. Well, yeah, because it was, yeah, him, it was Schwarzenegger, him, Sylvester Stallone, yep, and three and of them. Bruce Willis. Like, Bruce Willis is an actor. Planet star, Hollywood. Yep, yep, yep. All Man. right, moving on. Oh, oh, 2010. Uh, so there, there was that whole situation. And then we had the Too Fat to Fly, probably yep. the most humiliating moment I guess in Kevin Smith's life yeah something he still references and, and that yeah. would be painful man yeah, they I made mean. a joke in, in reboot uh, but so rising like the phoenix once again he 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 does he's one of the first people to really embrace podcasting yep He's like up there, like your Mark Marins and you know all those guys like he was 2010 he started his own podcasting you know company or whatever you want to call it smart smart cast 
and I uh, started pumping out the podcast, and uh, he's still doing it. That's, that's kind of yeah. like how Kevin Smith has made his bones. Uh, he's he's staying relevant in the podcast, and he's going out on tour, and he's doing a lot of speaking things, yep. and and he's because like you know the podcasts have reinvigorated him so much, he's gotten back to filmmaking. Yep. Very, very low budget, very calculated. You know, like he's finding the money from like he's he's being smart. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's making the movies that he wants to make. And like some of those movies I don't really care for. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get into Yeah, those we're gonna movies. get to them. <laughs> yeah. But like I support the guy. I'm there for him. Yep, you know, sure. I've seen I've I've gone to see him all. And uh I'll continue to go see him because I just he yep. means a lot to me. Yeah. And when I when the news when when I heard the news that he had a heart attack, like I, that oh, was my God. oh that was awful. devastating. That was yeah. awful. Yes. All right, so um but yeah, you know, like we know, we all know about podcasts. We're doing a podcast right now. We're doing it. Yeah. How meta is that? Yeah. What is this podcast thing? We're on a podcast talking about podcasts. But Matt, you'd mentioned Ooh, them already. Meta. Tell them, Steve, Dave, a podcast about uh, you know his his old buddies, you know Walt Flanagan and and Brian Johnson, and then you throw in um, Brian Quinn. From Impractical Jokers, yeah. you got a really great trio, and then they they got their little ancillary characters as well, Ming Chen and and Mike Zaps Mike Zapsik. I talked to those guys; those are really nice guys. Oh, you you met them? Yeah. That's well, amazing. they they were at a, wow. well they they show up they do the the comic stuff yeah, like, a lot oh, they okay. they do the they do the conventions and uh, I felt bad because like I, I was there was a long there was a, they had a line and nobody was in their line. And like Ming oh was like, gosh, you know, he was like signing sh- like, pic- you know, like the pictures, you know, like you could do. And uh, there was just like nobody in their line. And I was like, that's fucked up because like those guys are really cool. So like I just walked over and started talking to them and they just talked to me. And, like, you know, like I felt kind of shitty because like I didn't want to buy anything. <laughs> but uh, I really felt bad. But like I just didn't have the money either. But like at right. the same time, I was like, I'm going to take an opportunity to go say hi. And yeah. uh, I told them that I really appreciated like what they did. And they... They were actually really happy because I was like, "Oh, I like, I like your your podcast. You know, I sell comics or whatever." And but they were like, they're used to being known for comic book men. And once I said that, they were like, "Oh, cool, yeah, cool, man. How you doing?" <laughs> like they they were just so appreciative of nice. being supported for something that they weren't necessarily known for. Uh, but it was neat to see him open up like that. Like, yeah, yeah, comic book man. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knows us for that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I really enjoy all the little characters. Like, you got like all your Sunday Jeff, and you got your uh, Get Em Steve Dave, or, or Get Em. They just call him Get Em now, I guess. Uh, it's it's a really great podcast, and I've kind of fallen off listening to it honestly in the last year or so. Um, Brian Johnson can be really moody. <laughs> oh, he can. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very uh, funny guy though. Very he, funny, but mm. he's hilarious. Uh, and he and Walt are. Perf- they're like the Dante and Randall, really, too. I mean, like they yeah. really play off each other well. And Brian Quinn really kind of like is that good balance in between in, in the middle. Uh, but he 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 can be a little bit much, and like it's not like he said any one thing to offend me or anything. I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go discover some more podcasts. Right. So I just have never gone back to it. I should get back into it though. We we could. There's we, so much that are out there. Brian Johnson. We could plug his movie Vulgar. I've heard we probably shouldn't though. Yeah, we probably oh, should. Okay. <laughs> he did that make was a, his big attempt. He, he made a movie. Yeah, he did make a movie, and I heard it's weird as fuck. And I, I've movie. I've heard about it from this guy because that's where I get all my movie it's news. A, it's from out there. there. <laughs> it's lo, it's a it's about Vulgar the Clown. Their uh, the Viewskew logo and yeah, they made a movie about that thing. It's a little rough. It's a little mm-hmm. rough. It's entertaining. It's I mean, got Brian O'Halloran in it, right? It does. Uh, yep, Kevin's in Interesting. it. Interesting. Um, uh, I I just. 
got the digital copy of it so I could watch oh, you it bought again. It. <sighs> right bought on. It for $2. Um, do, do you want to talk about it now? I, I haven't re- I haven't rewatched it yet cuz well, this is a Kevin Smith tribute. Let's not yeah. let's <laughs> Oh, that's true. Okay, we're we're getting <laughs> Unless on you really just want to like have some therapy time right no, now. No. <laughs> I think I think it would be less therapeutic for me and more disturbing for you. Okay. I think okay. you guys would just would hurt from it. Um, yeah, if you're if you're a view askew guy, because uh, 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 Vinny Pereira, Vincent Pereira, who was he was big in the Jersey trilogy. I mean, he um, he and Kevin are big friends are good friends, um, and he did. He's credited with a lot of stuff on Clerks and Mallrats and Chasing Amy. Um, he did a, uh, a Better Place, which is hard. It's not streaming anywhere. You got to go to eBay and buy the DVD. But mm. um, that was a teen angsty um, kind of movie. But um, both of those guys are view askew guys and plugging their stuff if you're cool. desperate. If you're just, okay. if you really just need to, like, I've seen everything. I got to yeah. see it off. You're a completist. A, a completionist. Yeah, exactly. Watch it, I guess. Uh, then there, let's see, like, there's a, there was Fat Man on Batman that I think is just Batman Beyond now, or he's, he it's, actually has taken on a Fat Man Beyond, yeah, because yeah, he's uh, no Mark Bernardin. I really enjoy Mark Bernardin. I think he's a really good, he's so uh, good. He can catch a movie too, man. Nobody can do it like Mark. Yeah, Bernard I feel like Kevin's like, you know, like, he, like Mark Bernardin's a better writer than me. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he, he rewrites things on the fly a lot, yeah. and it's always pretty good. Yeah, he does. So I recommend, uh, it's called Fat Man Beyond now. Uh, and then let's see what else. But, well, there's, there's a Smodcast. Of course, that, the original. Oh, uh, there's also Hollywood Babylon with Ralph. Ralph Garman, Garman yeah, man, the man of a thousand impressions. He's awesome. <laughs> Who he's stuck in a lot of his more recent movies. <laughs> he he really believes in Ralph Garman. Yes, he does. Oh, he does. And Ralph Garman's a nice guy, and like, or he seems like a funny guy, and he has good impressions. He really oh, he's is. Great. He's only got a few, but <laughs> he does. But he's so damn good. At <laughs> he's pretty. Him. Yeah. Good. He's pretty good at him. Um, but that's a great one. I like that one. Uh, so you know, just Smodcast. All those podcasts are great. They've been going on for years. Yep. And hopefully they just continue to do them. Check know? him out. I mean, you know, Kevin Smith, he's built an empire yeah. off of these podcasts. Oh, my him. precious podcasting years. <laughs> I really enjoyed that bit. Well, and it's it's, it's funny because like when you, when you think about all, you know, all the guys that, you know, the big names that go that are, you know, New York related, you know, you think of guys like Martin Scorsese, it's like Kevin Smith really is like the New Jersey of, yeah. mm-hmm. of all these things. Like he has the New Jersey empire of podcasting and, yeah. the, you know, that's. He, he he might not be ever as big as a Martin Scorsese or something like that or you know but um, it's it, he has this little empire this little pop culture he has a know. very very protective and, yes. and dedicated audience yep yes and you We're know that that life. audience was young enough when he was young yep. they'll, they'll just continue as mm-hmm. long as he's doing something they'll find him yeah I'm actually there's a there's a another quite large uh, blind spot with Kevin Smith like he had a, a website. With a message board that was like pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty happening, I guess, for a while. Once upon a time, yeah. And uh, I think that's where like the whole like Magnolia fan yep. thing came from. Like there was like a real like f- like flame war between Kevin Smith and like somebody who was given Kevin Smith. Well, what was he was saying Magnolia wasn't very good, but like Kevin Smith or Kevin Smith was saying it wasn't very good. And this yeah. guy named Magnolia fan like. There were, got into it with him. Yes, yeah, there were a bunch of Paul. There was a message Anderson board, and you'll fans. you'll see yeah. like in QA people will talk about the boards. Like they'll yeah. talk about it every now and yeah. then. And message boards were huge. Like I, I I ran a couple of them back in the early two thousands when they when they actually made Movie Poop Shoot an actual website. That yeah, was a big part of it. Yeah, but I mean, pe- people like that's it was. It's kind of like Reddit, you know. But like he and he would communicate with fans 
heavy. Exactly. Way. And that's how he stayed yeah. relevant with his fans yep. for a long time. And I just didn't even know about it. Yep. But if you were like, you know, because I, I was I was keeping up with like things like Ain't It Cool. Like that was how I was keeping up with Kevin Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, with, was through Ain't It Cool. That's how I was keeping up with him for a while. But uh, it just it, it bugs me that I didn't even know that he had like an online presence before the podcast. Yeah, the message board. I would have yeah. gone out there and written. Oh my shit! Man, yeah, I'd have yeah. been all over that. Read this. Yeah. I would have been all over that. Mm. So I wonder if it's like you know archived or whatever. You can go find some stuff. I think. Oh, I think so. If you go to because I used to be on his website all the time because mm-hmm. um, I bought a ton of stuff off of uh, the secret stash that I no longer have, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Source spot. <clears throat> yes. Oh, yeah. But because I, I mean, I had, I mean, I was on there all the time. Um, and I don't think I ever really contributed anything because I wasn't in that mode to where like, I, you know, but I always enjoyed That would have been you now. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, oh, you totally. Would've, you would've like, I was like, oh, such a missed yeah. opportunity. Yeah, but big there, time. There was, I mean, like when you wanted, because it was before, you know, before Facebook, before Twitter, before all the social media, when, you know, if you're hungry for Kevin Smith info, like I was mm-hmm. at the time, it was like, you know, you wanted to know anything and everything you had going on. It was pretty MySpace adjacent, though, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was, it was kind of his, like, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to be big enough to be a presence on something like MySpace. So here's how we're going to carve out our little niche. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I mean, it was. It and was, that's where Ming Chin came along, yep. too. Like, didn't he, like, find, Ming, Ming was, like, yep. he did his Clark's fan page or whatever. Oh, yep. wow. And impressed okay. Kevin. And Kevin hired him yep. to, be, to do all stuff on his website. Oh, that's amazing. That's okay. how he worked Very himself cool into because he's yep. from like Michigan or something. He's yeah. not even, like, oh, a oh, Jersey, he's not guy. Even Jersey yep. guy. Okay. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> Man, all right. Yeah, yeah, good luck trying to get a hold of Kevin Smith today. I mean, yeah. you know, I, 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 I've got I, one on Facebook. I wouldn't even attempt it, honestly. It's no, just, it's like 17,000. You'd have to go through so many different <laughs> people, whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I adore Kevin Smith. I would I would cherish like just a oh, minute yeah. talking to him. Yeah. But, right. uh, and, and I think, I don't think he thinks he's above it. No. But oh, no, I mean, he's just, he's, his, his schedule has got to be insane. Yeah. I mean, like, he, 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 uh, follow him on Can you Twitter. imagine like his Outlook calendar or whatever? Yeah. I mean, like, oh, it's insane. There's shit sure. overlapping everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, moving on from the uh, podcast. Uh, so 2011, uh, Red State. Red State. Red State. Red State. John Goodman. And uh, he made his first movie with uh, uh, Michael Parks. Yep. Who was really pretty outstanding in that? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Long. No wait, <laughs> sorry, not Justin Long. I'm thinking Tusk. Who Michael Parks was also. Yes. In. I was like, well, where was Justin? Long? I, I got sorry. I, <laughs> no, no, <you're> okay. <laughs> we love you guys. We're, this is a really long podcast. Uh, but yeah, Red State uh, is an interesting movie. We had yeah. Kevin Pollock come back. He was he worked with him on Cop Out, so he had Kevin Pollock again in this. I'm um, trying to think who else was. Um, Oh, who who had been in previous Kevin Smith movies? Yeah, and then, all right. Yeah, because it felt like a pretty fresh cast for Kevin Smith. Yeah, it seems that way. Like the the, the kids, like they weren't, they never had any experience with him before, right? Like the ones no. who actually get, yeah, they did a pretty like, solid job. In this yeah, too, they, they did. Dave, they did a pretty good job. Dave yeah. Dave Klein, who had been his uh, um, DP mm-hmm. on, on on I think everything. I think he done. did Clerks too. Yeah, he, he had been DP on all. He was he was in Mallrats. Um, He's the guy that has Stan written all over his head. What? Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> but uh, there, there were. It was it was painful to watch. No one's because I was reading the trivia as I was, as I was watching it. But like uh, Ivy Klein, who is Dave Klein's daughter, she mm-hmm. was re- one of the real young kids. Um, she actually got genuinely scared when they were filming some of the stuff because she was one of the kids that was in the mix. And so mm. like when they're shooting guns and. I forget what the, what particular scene it is, but she was terrified. I think of Michael Parks, and after the scene was over, because they didn't they didn't tell her what was going on. They're like, they just wanted her to respond. 
Oh, they're trying to they're do like, an. They're trying to alien her. Oh, huh? no. <laughs> they were, he was just like, here, oh. can can I take her to the toy store, buy her whatever she wants? Because he felt so horrible because oh, no. yeah. he had just like terrified her. And she she like when she came back on set, she's like she didn't want to go near Michael Parks at all because she was just she was terrified. And they, so they had to like sit down. Not and good. That's pay yeah. for the therapy. Yeah, Keep the yes. toy. Pay for my therapy. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, I I was as I was sitting down watching this movie, I was just like you know. Um, I was for as low budget as it was, getting as many big names because even uh, I forget, forget the kid, um, the main kid at the, at the beginning, Michael. He's got an Italian last name. Mm. Um, yeah, I didn't he's write it he's been in a few things. The, this movie, I don't, re- I haven't seen in a while. This is yeah. probably the movie I haven't seen the longest, and because uh, I, I think I only saw it like I saw it like twice. Yeah. when it first came okay. out, and I was like, that was really good. Yeah, and I haven't seen it since, so I don't remember a lot. I just remember like the scenes where like the kids get you know, like trapped or whatever, because yeah. like you know they're just they're just like dumb college kids yep. or dumb high school kids, dumb high school kids. You know, they're just trying to get laid. You yep. know, <laughs> and so they they get caught up in like a really they get bad some beers situation. And- Things yeah, go they, they, they try to pay, and then this, you know, and then they got entrapped. <laughs> yeah. And they, but the thing I remember most about the movie is is John Goodman and the final scene and how it tricked me. Yep. <laughs> it really because I really thought I was having like a real kind of signs moment when you start to realize slowly that their aliens are actually really happening. <laughs> yes. And you're like, are they really doing this? Yeah, I think they're doing this. So I kind of had one of those moments. But in reverse, I was like, oh, shit, are we going to see the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse? We're that, really going to see the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. They, they, that was the original ending, yep. man. Yeah, that was it. I, and, oh, I, I guess they just couldn't afford ending. it? That was it. They ran okay. out of budget. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. The, way, the way they did it was so fan- so fucking good. <laughs> so, I'm glad so they did what they did. You, you like yeah. the original ending more than what they went with. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, right. I, well I just I, I like the fake out, and if they can't, you know, like, we, you know, we talk about, like, dogma, like, being, like, fairly well produced and like you had a budget but like I, those those scenes were like loki and and bartleby are like doing the thing at the end like i think that looks cheesy as shit. like it, it almost looks like like harry housen type shit you know like, oh, the like where they're flying with the yeah it looks bad yeah okay it, it, to me it looks pretty bad uh and i just i mean when they're when they're like standing and the wings are popping out those are really practical and look okay but you know what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. where they're like yeah, yeah. flying around i'm like holy shit that looks like you know Godzilla from the right. you know like that looks quite perfect. Not Godzilla, CG, but King Kong. Right. That looks like King Kong. That's right. pretty horrible shit up there. Kev, Kev actually he worked the wings on on some of the takes <laughs> just so really? that he could get the credit as a puppeteer. Very nice. That's very that's a very Kevin's. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good piece. Uh, of but like you know, I, I like I just like the way that they it's like we well we don't have the money to do what we'd like yeah. to do, but we can really fake you out. And yep. I, I just enjoyed the hell out of that. Yeah, it's, it's one of one of my favorite moments in a Kevin Smith movie. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? So, about so that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Red State Man, Rotten Tomato score of 60%, had a budget of $4 million. Box office got $1.8 million. Yeah, was not It a looked success. good, though. Like it, it really looked like a more expensive than it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, it, there's a really cool bunch of... Uh, I, I, don't, I didn't check to see. I wish I'd checked to make sure that there was just a different cinematographer in this or a director of photography because there's just some really effective uh, shaky cam. Shots yeah. in this, they're just so hmm. effective, especially you think when they have like maybe a second guy, uh, yeah, second yeah, unit something, or something like that. Like, maybe there was like a B unit somewhere that was doing something else, but man, they made some stuff look really, really good, just dirty and grimy the yeah. way it was supposed to be. Um, it looked like uh, who was the Rob Zombie? It looked like a Rob Zombie yeah. movie, almost, it did. yeah, almost something like that. If you would have told me Rob Zombie directed this, I'd probably believe you, yeah. Another thing, too, this movie does a first, and we're this far into this man's uh career, and I, I gotta say, I mean, like, it, there, 
Kevin Smith edits, if not all or most of his movies, and there's a certain style that you have. One is just if characters don't shut up, you got scene transitions who uh, there's just always music or something like that yeah. playing in the background. There's always some sort of auditory something. And then when I'm watching Red State for the first time just not too long ago, I'm noticing uh, John Goodman's character talking to another SWAT team member. They're just staring at this cross in front of this church, and there's just this moment of silence. There's no music behind it they're just letting the scene breathe and i was like oh you just don't see as an editor it's just it's like you feel nervous that there's dead air i think is what it is right you just don't trust it like this would sound better if music were playing you know I, I think that I, think I would enjoy. All it is. I think there, yeah, that, that's something that's kind of missing in a lot of Kevin Smith movies up until this point. I mean, mm-hmm. he just kind of said, "Okay, let's just linger on this shot for a while." Cool. I, I, I love John Goodman. <laughs> oh, I do too. John Goodman's just so good in this. So, um, as like an FBI agent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So ATF. Awesome. I kind of buy it. I'm like, I don't know why, but I think John Goodman's a badass. All of a sudden, he just yeah, sells absolutely. Mm. He's a big man. So, I mean, yeah. The the one. Um, He's rocking the the bullhorn or whatever. Yeah. I think it was a bullhorn. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was Kevin Smith's personal bullhorn. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, that's oh, a okay. pretty. That's yeah, hilarious. That's the one he, he said he uses that at home with his wife and kid. Like, <laughs> um, the the one the one agent who uh, he he when the girl comes running out. Um, that was actually the guy that played um, the Fred. I forget the the names they gave for the Scooby characters in Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, like one oh. was like attractive girl, one was like smart girl. They weren't they weren't Shaggy and Scooby, um, but the guy that played the Fred role in that was that he was that same um, agent in that movie, Mark something or other. Ruben. Cool, cool. Um, Tying things together again. <laughs> I just, uh, Garmin uh, was in this one. Oh, he was, was he? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, he was. Well, I don't remember either. He was. Uh, he was the one that when the kid. Um, the two kids get uh, loose underneath their their little sanctuary yeah. area. Um, the one kid goes running and he's hiding in their uh, their armory. He's got one of their AK forty sevens or something. And Garmin goes after him to to take him out, and they shoot each other. Um, oh shit! Oh. Okay, I'll have to yeah. rew- I need to rewatch Red State because I, I did enjoy it. it. I it was like I was really surprised. Was like you know, it was after all the Jersey movies. Mm-hmm. It was you know it was it was just kind of it was after Jersey Girl. It was kind of in this. You know, kind he of, proved he could do something else. Was, yeah, I yeah. was like, because, uh, that was that was one of the things that I remember. This was him. his Jordan Peele moment. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and I think I think yeah. it is unfortunate <laughs> that he was overlooked in this because it's like, you know, is it the best movie I've ever seen? No, but I mean, for for Kevin Smith, is like I feel like this showed a lot more range than we had seen up to this point and handled. I mean, like you know, the, um, he had he had big names in a very small budget movie. With a very meaningful, you know, um, uh, a very meaningful message or very mm-hmm. meaningful, it, you could feel like, okay, he's connected to this. It's not just after he did cop out and it's like, oh, he just got thrown into this. Like this yeah. movie felt like, okay, he's got a, he feels a connection to this material. I feel that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it's the most consistent. Like it almost starts with you got your teen horror movie. Yeah. It's got a very strong opening. I really love that. And mm-hmm. then at some point it kind of switches to like a Waco. Yeah. Kind of thing. There's, it, it's not exactly the most consistent movie. What but was I there was really like another like horror mockumentary type. Was it like Jonestown or something like that? Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, it kind of felt like that. Yeah, a little bit. Well, and they and, and I, I, I there were one of the parts in the dialogue that felt a little wonky was when. Um, John Goodman's on the phone when you first meet, you first see him, and he's talking about like, no, no, the the Westboro people they're out in in uh, Kansas. It was it was one of those like. It, it felt like, you know, you wanted to draw that comparison, but like it, it almost felt like force, like, no, it's like here we're, we're presenting people like this. 
Because I, I think it was one of those things like he wanted to make sure people got that parallel. People right? got that mm-hmm. parallel. Okay. Like, you know, we're not condoning any of the things these people say, especially because it was it was heavy on that same message about like, these are homosexuals and we're going to send them to hell. And it was big on that. But like, it was like, no, no, the Westboro people, they they sue people. These guys shoot people. Like that was the... <laughs> The whole thing there. No, so some of the dialogue out. did feel a little bit wonky in that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And and I I mean, for his sake, because even I watched uh, Jay and Silent Bob's super, gro- super groovy um, cartoon movie. Cartoon yeah. movie. I watched rewatched that last night. And it was like he pops in a couple times just to be like, hey, just want to let you guys know these views on, you know, on lesbians. That's not exactly. It's like <laughs> it's one of those views. Because I think he's taken a lot of flack over the years yeah. for his dialogue. On People that. have taken him yes. to task. Yeah. Over, yeah. So I think he's like, oh, no, no. I, this is one I believe. <laughs> That's pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, okay, you just do we got to get up in arms about what he's. He may not, you know, directly believe this. It's just I'm using this because this will prove a point or this will be meaningful. You have to spell it out yeah. for the people though. I mean, it's, it's, <sighs> it's, it, it doesn't make sense to us, but yeah. we're not those people. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so do we want to talk about the ending of red state a little bit? Like the ending that would have been or the ending that yeah, was? Let's, yeah, for sure. The angels right. and the four. Yeah. Horsemen. Well, so yeah. you, you, um, so Michael Park's character is, is, is reading from like, I guess like, uh, was it like scripture? Like he 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 believes the time is now that the world is coming to an end, and and as this is happening, there's this like weird siren, the trumpeting, the trumpeting right, sound. Right. It's like playing like, and he he's just steadfast and like the believing that this is the the trumpeting this of is the, it. this yeah man. yeah, and like it just gets like louder and louder, and but but then there's like a moment where like the uh, all of the people on the outside, like John, their their characters like start to break just a little bit. They're like, like what is that noise? Yeah, like what? Oh God, what the fuck is this? Right. But then, like, it's, you find out. I was like, oh, it was just some like kids on a tractor or something. Yeah, like, it was like, like kids I in college what, playing a joke. Yeah, or something the, like, it, yeah. it was nothing. The it was weed, nothing. The weed farmers next door were playing a prank because they the all of the this church group had been coming over messing with them, <laughs> smashing windows, lighting poop on fire, stuff like that. So this was their retort. Like they they, they this, play it up really well it, though. Yeah. Like there's a lot of suspense and yeah. uh, it it tricks you a little bit. Yeah. It does. It yeah. tricked me anyway. And uh, I, I thought I was getting something, and they pulled the they 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 pulled the rug out. <laughs> And uh, but it, immediately I was appreciative of it though. I was yeah. like, well, how, of course, like they're not going to be able to like even if like the apocalypse happened, they'd go to like a black card or title card or something. Like yeah. and then the apocalypse happened and this shit happened, <laughs> and, you know. So like you might as well just have a little fun with the audience yeah. and you know, yeah. like, oh, they're full of shit after all, you know. <laughs> and then you play a country song and then yeah. The but you you say over. the the original ending was like they so were going to do it. That huh? was the original ending. And yeah. If you went on YouTube right now, they actually have an animated version of the original ending in oh, this. Nice. And, and so when much. we're talking like you know Rapture, it's not going to be like like some kind of left behind Nicholas Cage has to land a plane kind of rapture. Uh, everybody just kind of disappears. This was going to be bloody and visceral. Yeah. People just exploding, rib cages going everywhere and shit. They were going to have uh, John Goodman just kind of look over and he would be the only person that would be able to see everything going around him. Yeah. There would be this 18 foot tall white angel with this badass sword stabbing people. Okay, now I kind of want to see that. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, once I saw that, I was like, that would be a hell of an ending. And then he yeah. looks up, here come the four horsemen of the apocalypse and yeah. cut to black. And I'm like, wow, that that would yeah. have been a hell of an ending, man. Uh, that does sound pretty that. cool. <laughs> but you can't, I mean, I, I'm not going to really fault Kevin too much for that. If yeah. you run out of money, you run out of money, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, what was the budget? You said it was like four million. Four million is four million. not a lot of money. Not for a movie. You know. yeah, they were going to give that for movie. like Chasing Amy, right? Yeah. So <laughs> right. They were going to do five yeah. for Chasing Amy originally. Yeah. So one million less later. than that. And this is like inflation and shit yeah. later. Right. So yeah, they just couldn't do it. So anyway, uh, so that, that was Red State. That was his. I want to say that was his last real movie. 
I'm just gonna say. Yeah. I hate to say it, no, but that's, like that's fair. That's totally yeah, fair. Yeah, so Maybe mainstream. So movie? years go like Red State happens, and then for whatever reason, three years goes by. He's he's I guess he's just sort of pseudo retired at this point. I think he's just I think he's coasting done. on the podcast. He's coasting mm-hmm. on the podcast and his appearances, yep. and you know he's I guess he's doing pretty well. TV direct and TV episode. Yeah, he's, he's staying, keeping busy doing this busy and that. Like stuff. you know, like there's all kinds of like little like Hulu type shows where he yep. pop up. Yeah, on. that's true. Like spoilers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know he was keeping busy, uh, but then like he got like they're based on some fucking ad on Craigslist or some yeah. shit. Uh, there was like some guy and he was going to offer free rent to any person that would allow him to be dressed like a walrus. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And if you listen to Smodcast, like one of the things I really appreciate about Smodcast is like Kevin Smith and, and Scott Moser are really just two hilarious guys yeah. who really know how to like one up each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like they, they're very good at that whole game where like, th- like, more ridiculous and more ridiculous than that. Yeah. You know, like they just, they're really good at it. So like they, they basically like came up with a movie idea on the spot in one yep. podcast. I don't know the number. I wish, I wish I'd wrote it down. Number like, 259. Well done. There that. you go. So well you. done. Yeah. Check it out. It's pretty hilarious. It, it's really funny. It, it, it's really great too, because I mean, they didn't start the podcast thinking we're going to make a movie. Out no. Of this. Yeah. It's just cool to see the Genesis. And Kevin Smith just idea. fell in love with the idea of making this movie. And they yeah. started the hashtag walrus. Yes. Walrus. Yes. Walrus. Walrus. No. <laughs> And, uh, you know, next thing you know, they're making a movie, and what a movie it was. Oh, it is. It's a walrus, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I might have lost a friend taking them to see this thing. <laughs> I don't think we really talked or hung out much after that. Okay. I was like, oh, it's going to be great, because like, I, knew, I knew all the backstory, because I was listening to all the podcasts. So, like, I, for months and months, he's like talking about making it. And he's like, you know, just like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's a really weird movie, but I just think it's turned out great. And Michael Parks puts in a hell of a performance, and Justin mm, Long, and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, it's, he sold me. I was like, I'm in, I'm in Kevin. <laughs> so I went to see it. Uh, I knew I was like, I gotta see this like opening weekend. Cause I'm not going to get any other chance to see it. It's going to be in and out of theaters. Even if it was like a good Kevin Smith movie, it's going to be in and out of theaters fast. Oh, but right. This yeah. was just weird. Yeah. And he acknowledges it. It's a weird movie. It yes. Is. It's interesting. So Matt. All right. Let's talk about tusks. <laughs> Jeez. Where do I start with this thing? Okay. So, um, our, First of all, let's talk about Rotten Tomatoes, 45%. Had a budget of $3 million. Pretty good just to pull together that much money and say, hey, I'm going to make a movie about a man transforming into a walrus. You want in? Yeah. You investors, right? That is amazing. Man, uh, box office, $1.9 million. Didn't quite make it. It made that in. much money? Yeah, it made that, that much money. That's those, those were his po- that that was his audience. They, that was how big his audience is, which is what about how big reboot got uh, about that? Yeah, yeah reboot was for one for of... like two days. Like they showed the movie like two days or one reboot made about three three and a half million. Yeah, I think something yeah. about like that. Yeah, yeah. So so let me uh, talk about the good things that okay. uh, I liked about Tusk. Um, oh, this has my favorite oh shit moment of any of Kevin Smith movies, and that's the part where Justin Long is drinking some tea. He gets poisoned, and. I, I don't know how many takes this took, but he just hits the floor with his hard. head. There's this hard thud, and it makes me jump every time. Like, I hope he's okay. Wow. I'm sure the AV guy put in some, you know, he earned his paycheck for that one, like, huh? Oh my yeah. gosh, he just hits the floor so hard. I'm like, oh, dude, is he, he looks legit passed out, which I guess is what you're going for. Um, I, I enjoy the first third. Of this movie, or I really so. appreciated that the kid from the Sixth Sense was in it. Uh, Haley Joel Osment, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this thing sets up. It was his roommate, right? It, it Who was. took his was, took his girlfriend? Yep. A, a movie about a podcast. These two guys have this podcast, yeah. and they're both dicks. I mean, they're, do they're what just, you know, yeah. Right. I mean, Justin Long more so. 
right, right. I mean, there's this kid and uh, who who accidentally slices his his leg, leg off. off with a katana blade. I don't even know if that's possible, but let's just go with it for a let's second. Let's go with it. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, Justin Long travels to Canada uh, to interview this kid and uh, just be a dick to him. Turns out the kid has committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so he's not I, I do not like this movie. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so It's a hard one, too. Like. I, I, hate, hard. I hate body horror anyway. Like That's a hard oh, yeah. no for me that's anyway. That's lost me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do not like Cronenberg. I do not like body horror. I don't like torture porn. So like the instant they start getting into that shit. I'm out. Okay. And like, like you said, like the movie's so mean spirited to begin with. It's like, I just, there's like nothing. And even like at the end when he kind of gets what he deserves, it's just mean. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like at that last scene where you see his eyes and they're like, and the, it's in the doghouse or whatever. It's like this fucking movie, man. Like, <laughs> How did he, Kevin Smith make this thing? Like, I just don't get it. it, it it's tough. It's I tough can understand. To watch. Like the way they joked about it in the podcast is hilarious. It is. I mean, I think they could have made this into a comedy if they wanted to. They decided to go the horror route. But is it horror? Because they they it's, oh, to Johnny, me it is. Yeah, Johnny Depp freaking shows up with a dick. Guy Lapointe. Point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, he actually said, "Hey, I want my nose to look as much like a penis as possible." And Kevin was like, "Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, we right. can do that." Uh, and, and Johnny Depp was still Johnny Depp at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've got this Pink Panther uh, detective who I, I don't. I, I kind of believe that maybe Kevin Smith was thinking, I don't want to tell this guy, uh, like, take. All right, that's good. Right. You're probably you know, right. Yeah. Just let I'm him getting monologue. him for free. I'm just going to let him do what he wants just to do. Talking. Like, I, I don't. There was a lot of this. Where I mean, I was not like, for free, but like he was scripted. getting him for nothing. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Uh, On a budget, budget of three million. I was like, yeah. Um, I'm not a fan, man. I gotta say, I'm not a fan of Tusk. It's my least favorite Kevin Smith movie. Oh, by a mile. Oh, really? <laughs> by okay. I, I, I loathe this movie. I really do. I do not like this movie. I walked out of it just going like, God, that fucking sucks. <laughs> the only part of the movie I liked is when they like they, they they cut into the podcast during like the credits. I think. Yeah. Uh, that was the best part. Yeah, because then I could finally go to my friend, like, "Oh, this is the fun part." That like, this is right, why this they is made this. Right. Yeah, yes. I was like, yeah. this this would have been fun, you know, like this not the horror show we just saw. Like, ugh, Adam, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched it a few days ago, and that was the first. I think I watched it on Thursday, and that was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I'm part part of because uh, I tried to stay objective. I'm at a point where it's like I'm a little, I'm kind of over Justin Long. Like there was a period like when he did accepted. Back uh, when, uh, uh, what's his face, um, Jonah Hill, when he yeah. was mm-hmm. still, I was like, he was he was funny for a while, yeah. and I just, yeah, yeah. I kind of got over the Justin Long humor. Um, he, I could still take him in small doses, but yeah. it was when I was like, I immediately didn't like him, right? right. Um, so it was it was, that was kind of hard. I I, found, I guess that's a choice. So like the shit that happens to him, like yeah. you feel more like not. You feel like justified. You feel, yeah, he's like you don't feel sympathetic. As you're yeah. not supposed to feel sympathy for this yeah, guy. Yeah, because like right. he's 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 horrible. Um, I I I did. I found myself th- I was sitting there thinking at one point. I was like, because um, I didn't have I didn't have the I didn't know the background with the podcast and all that uh, going into it. And so I was like, um, I was like, the f- walrus. Like, what? what? <laughs> It's a movie about a walrus. And I, yeah, because I'm, I'm sitting there. Fucking th- walrus movie. Yeah. Well, because I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, <laughs> he's not apologetic for making no, it. But no, like, he's you, not. No. You can definitely tell he's like, yeah, I get it. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Well, because I was sitting <laughs> I there, I had to make it. Okay. And I was like, I mean, some of, um, some of the, like, I loved, uh, I loved Michael, uh, Michael Parks when he's doing his, when he's doing that voice, and he, I was like, 
That's pretty good. I was like, yeah. I, like okay. I, I loved the there was the dynamic between him and Johnny Depp when he has that 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 flashback scene to when he's like, I think I've met this guy before. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this. So like, there were elements of it that I was like, okay, if it if he wasn't trying to transform him into a walrus, <laughs> like this, literally into a walrus, like this might right. actually be kind of a decent horror movie. Yeah. Like I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Is like. I was I was looking at it through a little bit of like a Buffalo Bill, um, Silence of the Lambs kind of thing. It was like mm-hmm. I still don't dig that, but mm-hmm. it's like okay, if, if he was just like if he was like okay, I'm gonna you know here's this guy who kind of deserves- he changed his biology. Yeah, I was like <laughs> right, right, and, and like because even I mean even the way Michael Parsons delivered a lot of the the backstory up to like oh Mr. Tusk and yeah. like it was when I was like okay the, in the storytelling about this walrus like I kind of buy that, but I'm just like. You're trying to change a guy into a walrus. What the hell? This is, I was just like, this is insane. Like, Wouldn't it be easier just to buy a walrus? Yeah, like this. Get a was like the, the guy is or clear, go back. He's clearly <laughs> nuts. Because like yeah. I mean, he set he set up. He's got this whole estate, um, and you know, and he's been. This is not the first time he's done this. Right. It was like the guy is clearly insane. Oh yeah, the scene where like. Uh, He's in the water or whatever, yes. and he sees like the remains yeah. of another yes, person. Yes, like oh, and well, and then uh, like in Johnny Depp, and, and when he's, I think when he first meets with uh, his, the guy's girlfriend and his and his buddy, and they're in that or the restaurant, and they're he's talking about stuff. He's like, he's 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 kind of chronicling some of the other. He's like, I've been chasing this guy for yeah. years now. I think he did this. So he's like, you're you're getting this pseudo backstory to your villain, right? And I was like, there's so many. things. I'm sitting there and watching. Like, okay. I'm not loving this, but like there's elements is like, I feel like if they would have taken some of these things and, and finessed them a little differently, this could have been a better movie. And I, it was like, well, then when I, once I found out, I was like, oh, okay, it's from a podcast. They're sitting there like, yeah, whatever this guy read this. <laughs> oh script. yeah. And you're like, oh, funny okay. Just this a is, cup, just a stone guy, yeah. and, uh, you know, in his, in his best buddy, just shooting the shit. We've, I mean, we, we'll wouldn't it be funny if like this fucking shit? Because like that happens again with yoga hosers. Oh, it, well, oh, it does. Yeah. Was we, you know, we've sat around at work talking about stupid yeah. shit. Like, oh, absolutely. What if we did this? Absolutely. It's like, and it's when I was we've like, we've created some characters of our own. And yeah. it, there's, there's part of it where I'm like, I, I like, I feel like I'm like, you know, and I have never had the opportunity, so I don't know. But there's a part of it where I was like, I feel like if somebody's like, hey, we'll give you three million dollars to make that, I'd be like. No, it's just a stupid thing that we're goofing around with. Like, yeah. Some idea we had. We but, shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't turn this. To into think a movie. of the effort and yeah. and uh, you know, like that he went through to to make the movie. Too. Oh, yeah. right, like, right. He he never once doubted it. <laughs> like, no, he he was making this fucking thing. And his, at the end of that that final scene when the two go to visit him, he's at some you know animal like zoo or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like he went full sad animal. Like, we zoo. can't. We right. can't bring him back because right. he's too far gone. Right, right, right. And he's mentally like, broken. I'm just like, I don't even know what I'm doing here at this point. Like, <laughs> I, I, I felt like I felt depressed after watching yeah. that thing. I just did not like right. it. I just did not like it. We, we shame did, on you, Kevin Smith. We, we did. <laughs> I'm so happy that you got. You felt like making another movie, yes. but man, we did get. And Couldn't we, you start it with Moose Jaws first? We, we oh, did get. Yeah. We did get yoga hosers out of it. So that's a. Plus, I think. Yeah, Yoga uh, Hosers is a little yeah. disappointing for me because, like, I was. He talked about this one a lot when I went to see him live. Yeah. This was like, you know, and he, he talked about it at ad nauseum in his podcasts, too. So, like, I was really looking forward to seeing how they were going to do it. And, uh, you know, of course, he so he's got Harley in it uh, and Johnny Depp's daughter. Johnny Depp's daughter. And, uh, and Gila Point comes back. Gila Point comes back. Yeah, I think Damn, he just wanted Gila to see Point. his kid as a clerk. I think that was just, like, yeah. the extent of I guess. it. Yeah. <laughs> It's the 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 Bratsies and 
you know, like, I don't even, what the hell is this movie? There's like a band and <laughs> they're in a band and it's like, it just, I, I remember watching that movie too. Cause I was like one of me and like one other dude was in the theater. Yeah. And I just remember like thinking like, Oh, there's for me, the whole fun of the movie was like, Oh, that's where he was talking about making that scene. Yep. That's well, and he was then, talking about making that scene. <laughs> that scene come to life. This, this isn't very good. Is it? <laughs> so, so, so I want to play but a you, little, you thought it was okay though. Didn't you? Like, did you, uh, oh. the, I, uh, it was, there were parts of it. I was like, okay, this is, I mean, it's, it's one of those where it's like, if I, if I just know from the, cause that was one of the things with yoga hosers, like from the onset, I'm not going to take this seriously. Right. I'm like, there's nothing about it. It's like, and I, I honestly, it's kind of funny having watched uh, Harley Quinn in yoga hosers and reboot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta, I think I gotta give her a little bit more. I think she was better in yoga hosers, honestly. Um, hmm. It, that doesn't mean she was great. Yeah, but I, 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 I agree. With okay, that, yeah. I think I think because uh, I watched some of the supplemental stuff on it, and her and was it Lily? Um, Lily Rose. Lily Rose. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They're fifteen-year-olds and they're best friends. They've been and best friends. Since they're they were playing fifteen-year-olds who right. are best friends. Right. So it was right. when I was like, it was not a huge jump for them to just hey, go be yourself. So I think they they worked out a lot better in that than I feel like she did in reboot, but. It it was when I was like I knew going into it was like okay they're gonna they're gonna fight little sausage Nazis yeah and you got another Justin Long he played the yoga hoser yep. guy oh, the yo- so not funny. yogi the yogi it was so not funny, funny at all it oh, was flat it landed very flat uh, and just like I just remember like I just definitely remember having a thought in my head going this isn't very good is no no nope. no this was not worth let's talk about the uh, box office you went okay, with two okay. other people in there uh, budget. <laughs> Of five million dollars, how much money do you think this 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 made? One million. One million. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I know it made zero dollars in the United States because <laughs> it was not released in the United States. Um, it was only released uh, internationally. What now? It made zero dollars domestically. That's oh, no, he oh, he saw it though. Oh, okay, I, well, I saw it. Yeah, no, it got re- it got a release because when, when I went when I went looking online, it said zero dollars domestically. Hmm. Maybe they rounded down. I don't know. Ron went to see it. It definitely, I was there, and it wasn't a fever dream. I was definitely there. Did you cross the border to see this movie? If you go on my Facebook page and, like, look, he's like, you got the, like, timelines, things that will pop up. Like, every now and then it will pop up, like, I I took a picture of, like, my feet, and I'm like, I'm here to see Kevin Smith's yoga hoser. Ron checks in in Vancouver. Maybe I was in Vancouver. I don't know. Yeah, that's, no, that's funny. Now, now, like, maybe okay. it virtually made zero dollars, but like yeah, it at I, least made ten dollars. Me and another guy were there. Ten dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So he thinks he thinks one million. How much do you think it would have made um, internationally? We're now I'm, now internationally. I'm wishing I'd said less than a million. I think it was less than a hundred thousand, or maybe between a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Okay. Well, let's Internet. look. Uh, Thirty-eight thousand seven hundred eighty-four oh, okay, dollars. Yeah. You Jesus cannot Christ. buy a house in this no. area. For Kevin, that. I'm a true fan. <laughs> Bro, yeah. yeah he yeah. drove all the way to Vancouver to see your movie. <laughs> to see his movie. Wow. Uh, yeah. A lot to say about yoga. It might have been a man. Fathom event thing, too. I don't, you know. I, I was watching this thinking, you know, maybe Kevin doesn't need to be writing so many movies while stoned. <laughs> Uh, right, right. I just think right. this was just some sort of fever dream brought on by yeah. the pot. I don't know. Yeah, or, possibly. I, I know uh, quite possibly. Yeah, but he got a really bad strain of whatever <laughs> yeah, it is out there. And, whatever it was. Oh, man. Um, I did get kind of bored a little way through this movie. So yeah, I, I, I imagine. Uh, How? <laughs> How could you get bored with Dude, this? I, I can't. I can't. So I, I did The Ralph bit. Garman stuff was so bad. It was and so I bad. felt bad. It's like, I like all these Me people too, that are in man. this. I want so bad for this to be good. And, and, and yeah, he, he's got you know, he's got the impression 
Descends from Hollywood Babylon. They made sure to include all that. It didn't fit. It didn't at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Domestic box office, zero Zero dollars. According to this site that he's looking at. How did it make zero (laughs) dollars? Yeah, how does that happen? Uh, but but I got so bored during this movie that I made. Did a I get? Game. Was I supposed to get my money back? Oh, maybe. <laughs> I should it's probably look for a check. You should, right? Did Kevin actually refund everybody. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Do you guys want to hear my uh, drinking game for? Uh, okay, you know, sure, sure, right, sure. This is what I came up I'll, with. I'll, it'll be more enjoyable, right. probably. Well, take take a shot or smoke a whatever you got. Uh, Anytime you fatty say what batty the fuck? blunt. Yeah. Oh God. Every time someone says, uh, or the, the Collins text, or use their phones. Uh, okay. How about every time a character is introduced with an animated screen that's like 8-bit, but then they're never actually seen again? Uh, someone says, a boot. They invented like their own like Instagram thing or whatever. Yeah. Yes. It's like, whoa, this is A ninja nardy? That doesn't even make, that's not even funny. Okay, I'm sorry. I, not it's a, a miss. It's <laughs> not a, miss. a fan of this movie. I was trying to remember what the little Bratsies kept saying when they were running around. I love that that was Kevin, though. I like yes. That was Kevin. Because <laughs> it was supposed to be Jay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Jay uh, had panic attacks when yep. they were trying to put they him into that bratsy Which I would, I, I would probably the be the lick, same way. The, yeah. the rubber mold? Yeah. 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 So, like, so they, they put, put the straw in your nose. Yeah, right, you're, right. you're blind and deaf for a right. little while. I totally time. get it. Yeah. I totally get it. It's, that's, a, that's a rough way yeah. to make a living. And uh, Kevin went ahead and did it. Because, like... The re- the reason it's so memorable is because he shaved his beard for it. Yes. So like, there's for like a period of like a day or two, like there's like there are all these great pictures of Kevin looking like Clean ten years him. old, you know, because right. like, <laughs> he started losing the weight at this yes. point too. Yes. He just looked like a different person. Like, who really is this? Guy? Yeah. <laughs> clean shaven, clean Kevin. This is weird. He yeah. did, did get Adam Brody back from Cop Out days. He was in the picture shortly, hmm. in the beginning, and then I think towards the end. Yeah, he was the drummer. There was in the that. Band. Oh, he was the drummer. Yeah, he was the drummer. Okay, the one with the nipples. Yep. Yeah, um, man, I, th- I think I it was like, like Anthrax. Of... Was it? Is, is that an Anthrax song? The beginning? They were because they were playing as a band. Like, uh... oh, I don't know the one where they were. It, it's like a rap rock. It's like forth. an old rap rock okay. type I, song. I, like, I, okay. I didn't know where it came from. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, people out there going like Anthrax, you dumbass. It's so and so. I I know, but like I hated so that even. I was like, oh god, it's these like 15 year old girls. They would never know what this song even is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. dumb. It's just like to me, it just felt like Kevin Smith just wanted to like put his, put kid, his kid in, in something. Movie. That's what he you, wanted to do. That's, you bring up a good point. It yeah. feels like a 40 something year old man writing for what he believes teenagers would talk like and this yeah. is kind of what we get and, and the it's, jokes, it's embarrassingly not true well, no, like, I mean, the jokes are <coughs> well canadians talk funny and yeah. i guess maybe since i'm not really from up north maybe i don't find that funny i got a weird thing for girls that say a boot oh so <laughs> many boots yeah that's why i like uh letter kenny because like they had the yeah. whole thing <laughs> it's like are you saying a boot <laughs> we don't say that because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's i mean that's the whole thing is canadians are like we don't really talk like that though. right 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 oh yeah God damn you, Terrence and Philip. Say about a boat. Right. But not right. a boot. It's exaggerated. Yeah, it is. It. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and just say this. This is my least favorite Kevin Smith movie. Uh, oh, you I, like I, Tusk I better? I, Tusk I, at least feels like a Tusk. movie. Like, it Tusk, yeah, does. Tusk feels like a movie. This, this is, I don't know what this is. This I, I is can't an absolute do mess. <laughs> I'll probably never watch this movie again. I, know, I won't. Yeah. Hey, I, probably I won't own watch it. Tusk either. So, <laughs> you own it. So If you ever want to, I got it. I mean, I will. I'll watch that 100 times more than I'll watch Tusk, though. I'll say that. Oh, okay. All right. This man hates Tusk. Because at least it's just silly. You know, it's. Tusk is just disturbing. <laughs> where, where, where does a uh, yoga hoser fall in your spectrum? I think yoga hosers is at the bottom for me. Yeah. Too. Okay. Very bottom. 
I think it is. Wow. Because I give I give Tusk a little bit a little bit of credit that it feels like more of a movie. Yoga it, Hoser. It, it definitely feels like a movie. Yoga Hoser. I mean, like I mean, I could I could watch it again. Um, I, I, it feels like people on YouTube fucking around, really. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's one of those. I mean, there's there's no point to it. No, I mean, no, there's there's no. I mean, even even what little plot they did have is like, what? This is the story he wanted to tell. It yeah. makes me feel kind of sad, especially after watching some of the old classics. You know, mm. that came from. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm happy like it, but it's like the thing is like I'm so happy that he's like hustling and he's like yeah, it's it reinvigorated his 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 drive to be a director again. And uh, you know, Jane Silent Bob was closer to form, you know. Yeah. Which right. is the last movie. Well, I put 2019, he had the heart attack. And yeah. And he went it's vegan and he lost a million pounds. And he's an unrecognizable dude, really. I mean, Good yeah. for him though. Man, Very I, happy I am for him, so man. proud of this. Yep. Guy. The world's a better place with Kevin Smith. Yes. No doubt. No doubt. And I'm so glad he's still with us. And uh he, we, you know, you know the stories about his father dying a horrible yep. heart attack, you know, like and he's like he he went out screaming in pain. And it it made me really sad to think that like that happened to Kevin, you know. Yeah, he he, he was like Instagramming and shit, like in the hospital and shit. You know, like he he was keeping, you know, he was touching base with his fans like really well. And so like you, there wasn't that kind of worry, but it was the widowmaker man, as they say. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it that kills a lot that of people. One. That was the one that kills people, and he survived it. Thankfully, he uh, he at least. You know, it was around people, I guess. Yep. What was the story? Is like he was doing, he was recording. He was actually in the middle of doing a show, yeah, yeah. some sort of uh, show. He was going to do I think two it was shows. Like a Showtime stand-up thing. It was, yeah. And uh, he finished with the first show, yeah. and then right before the second one, he's like, "I just need to lay down. Yeah. Things don't feel right. I feel a little mm. nauseous and kind of sweaty." And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess somebody said he should go to the hospital and. And he did, and, and it so saved his life. Glad he did. Yeah. Yeah. It saved his life. Yep. Because man, can you imagine? Terrible, because we've lost some. We've lost some really great fat men. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh right, right. <laughs> like you know, you think about like your, uh, you know, Chris Farley's and you know, like just people who. I mean, Kevin, like yeah, he smoked weed, but he he's a horrible health, and he but he was losing weight. That's the thing that would have sucked even harder because yeah. like he'd already lost like over a hundred pounds. He had yeah. tr- he'd been trying. He was already yeah. like he wasn't full vegan, but like he was definitely like cutting out all the sugars. Yeah. He was like talking about like you know that was the book that he read that like changed his like uh, his habits and lifestyles. Yeah. He just he, he lost a ton of weight. He already looked skinny. Now he looks like really crazy. <laughs> he's real yeah. thin. He's now, like really right? he's just thin now. And he wears pants, and he like it's it's hilarious. It's really cute. Like he'll be on like Twitter, like what what jacket should I wear on Colbert? You know, oh right, yeah. right. He's <laughs> so. always doing you know videos of himself while he's out for a walk with his yeah. dog with, with in the Shecky, Hollywood yeah. Hills. I yeah. love those. You see the yeah. one where he got into it with a guy walking a bunch of dogs. <laughs> like Kevin Smith was going to get raw on this guy, and uh, he he came up and apologized before like Kevin Smith because like you know like you said like he does it live. Like, he does yeah. it on Facebook a lot. Yep, and. uh he was just walking down, walking the runyon or whatever, and uh, he's got his little dog. And uh, what 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 it was is he he went live after the initial encounter, and I guess like you loop around, you go back down. So like he he encountered the guy a second time, and he was like, "There he is, here he comes." And he was like, he was like gonna say some shit, you know. But I guess he wanted to have it on video just in case, like oh, you know, in like, case some went yes, yeah, right. some went sideways. But the guy came up, and maybe it was because he was videoing. But he was just like, "Hey, man!" He's like, "I'm a good guy. You're a good guy. You know, like I, you know, I'm sorry. Like, let's just let's let's let bygones be guy bygones." And and Kevin was like, "Oh, well, that went way different than I thought. Yeah. You know, like I, I thought this was going to be way <laughs> different. Throw it down, down, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he seemed really upset. So uh, you know, Kevin loves his dogs. Yes. Oh, he does. Yes, <laughs> yes he does. <clears throat> um, and 
do we have what do we want to say about Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Because that's that's the most recent movie. Yes, uh, it's 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 perfectly fine. It's it's miles and miles better than Tusk and, and Yoga Hosers. <laughs> oh wow, I'll give you that. Yes. But it, it feels it feels very much like a budget version of the first Jane Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah. It's the the remake that doesn't feel like it's nearly as good as what they're trying to remake. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing's got a Rotten Tomato score of sixty seven percent. So it's still kind of pretty darn good. Yeah, it's fresh. not bad. Budget of ten million, it made five point five. Uh, again, another movie that uh, just lost money. But, yeah, you know, but you know that doesn't take into account for the, all the money that he made screening the thing, going from yeah, yeah. city to I, city. I bet you that movie's it's made its money back. I'm sure. I, I I still made like I I think it was because sm- it was only in theaters for two days. Two days. That was it. And yeah. I I think I think what would have worked it for him because I think I was telling you this the other day. I said. I, I like the idea of doing the two days because it puts a lot of urgency on people. Like, all right, I, oh, got I, I pre-bought mm. my, I bought my tickets like six months in advance. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. 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 Because I knew it was coming out around my birthday, and I was like, "Oh, it'll be fun to go." And like my buddy Jay, 4KJ, yeah, you know, we we've been to a, a bunch of Kevin Smith movies like ever since Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And I was like, "You want to go see this? It's only going to be in theaters like two days." And if we like don't get tickets because it's in the small theater too. Yeah, okay. And it was absolutely packed. Like the yep. whole theater, it was like nice. the most packed I've ever like other than a Q and A type thing that I went to where it was packed. Uh, there there weren't a lot of empty seats. That's so awesome. It okay. sold out. It was it was a fun experience because it's just it's us. It's all yeah. it was. It was just guys like us, big guys in hoodies, you know, like, like, and <laughs> and some and some gals too. So it was pretty cool. That's why nice. I, I think like if he would have either done like we're gonna do a week worth of shows, or if they would have done like these two first dates, and then come back. It's like if it had been the plan all along to say we're gonna re- we're gonna do a second release, yeah, like for two or three weeks. And come out afterwards and be like, we had such a great response for these first two dates. We're going to open it up for a little bit longer. Yeah. Because I know he would have made his money back and then some. Probably. Um, I know a lot of it was crowdfunded, I'm pretty sure. Because um, I wasn't. Was it? Because I, I, I know he secured some of the funding, but I think for a long time, like, they were doing some kind of crowdsourcing. I didn't know that. Because um, that was, um, I forget the vehicle. Is that why there were some people in the movie at the end? I, I like, think, there were a bunch yeah. of guys, like, they were taking yeah. a picture? Because there's, uh, I forget, uh, there's. There's a number of uh, like I think it's I think maybe it's, those were the stretch goal guys. Yeah, I think oh, maybe. I think there was there's some kind of vehicle um, uh, that that specifically with films that are crowdsourcing. So um, because I've seen a number of places kind of pay like hey because I I feel like on Facebook I was seeing like you should join this group be a part of this group you can support films okay. and the, so I think there was a good part of the budget that was crowdsourced and I think because of that. There was a little bit more of a safety net to where, like, we're not indebted to a studio if this doesn't make all the money back. Like, the fans kind of paid for this, so we're gonna, you know, yeah, we're not gonna be as concerned about box office because we just want to make something for the fans. And I think he did a good job with that. He did, yeah. Some he of it played it safe. Some of it's a little. I mean, some of it's a little cringy, like we said earlier. Some of it, like the people have aged, and it's like, ugh. yeah. But you know, I think ultimately at the end, you got to get past that though. That's not the yeah, movie's fault. Do. No, yeah, that's not the, the movie's the, fault. It's. I mean, I'll watch it over and over and over. I'm sure over the years, the same way that I watched Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And the only parts that like really bugged me were like, I, I did not like the parts with the clan. Like that seemed really that, stupid. That was. Really out of way place. out of yeah, I think, like when Kevin right, comes out yeah. and he's talking, and then they like they they the shit like they're dragging the porta pot. I'm like this, all of this is not right. I was like, yeah, yeah. Chris it didn't really Jericho go anywhere. Fans. Yeah, like <laughs> what? Yeah, Chris I was like, Jericho is what? a he, You what? you wrote and did several drafts of this, I'm sure, and like you're like, this has got to be in. I'm fighting for this scene. Yeah, that's right. Get the but, you know, that that's mainly it. Like I, I dug the whole courtroom stuff. I thought that was pretty yeah. funny. Uh, I liked seeing Justin Long again. Yep. Uh, I liked, 
I like that they got the you know Brody in the mall, the, yes. the dying mall. Thought that was fun. Yes, they, yes. That and then, you know like Jason Lee was pretty. He you know he jumped right back into yep. the role, which gives me hope for Mallrats. Like if, <laughs> yes. if they ever get that off the if ground, they, if they ever yeah. get off the ground, which I, I hope they do. If they if they all they got to do is just keep doing what they're doing, keep crowd funding it, and people if people want to see it, then pay. they can pay for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw a couple of shekels his way. He talks know, yeah. he talks about <laughs> Clerks Three and Mallrats too as. Like I know he he talked that up several years ago, yeah. But that was before, he, like the way he's talked about it. The bit, but that's Kevin Smith. He talks a yeah. big game. Oh, he does. He talks the, about everything like it's going to happen because you have to do it. Well, the, uh, one of the one of the things that, that got me more hopeful for Mallrats too is I know when we went to see him a couple years ago, somebody had brought that up and was asking about it. And the big thing the big thing with Mallrats too was um, I forget that which. Which studio had the rights to it? The Universal. Univer- mm-hmm. Universal had the rights, and they weren't working with them on anything. So that's the, that was his reasoning of why it was dead. So it was like when it came back up, I'm like, okay, he you've gone around and talked to all your fans and told them this is dead because Universal won't give you the rights. Yeah. So like, if you're bringing this back up, it seems like it would have to be almost a foregone conclusion that you've worked something out with Universal that you can do this. Because I know everybody talked about, like nobody necessarily acknowledged it, but the, with Clerks 3, they were like, Jeff doesn't want to come back and do it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else is okay. And they're like, oh, we're That's, doing... The Jeff Anderson thing's strange. Uh, I feel partly <sighs> bad for him because he did seem really... He seems uncomfortable with like the fame, I guess. Yeah, he's and, totally not. And when he did try to make a go of it, yeah. he failed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then he... I think I this is just me. This is conjecture. You know, like I feel like that when he was asked to do a third Clark's movie, he's like, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Right. I've, right. I I took I swung, you know, like I've done this for you twice, you know, like I don't want to do it anymore. I like I like the way Clark's two ended. And, yeah. and uh, you know, so like I respect that. But like, you know, Kevin was like, he he kinda like lives in a the like a uh, what do you call it? Like a shut, like a shut-in kind of life, you know. Like yeah. He lives out in some cabin or some shit. Like yep. he, he's kind of cut himself off from the world, which right. is kind of you know. Power to him. Like, I'm, yeah, well, I'm thinking like yeah. mental illness. You know, you think so? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> kind of. One of the things I found to be really interesting that um, he and Lisa Spoonauer, who played Caitlin Bree in Clerks, they were married. Yeah, they for were a married. Year. Yeah. Um, she actually passed away. That's in right. 2017. Right. Um, because I was going, looks like why didn't they bring back uh, Marilyn uh, Gigliotti or uh, uh, what's her Lisa Spoonauer? Mm. It's like, oh. She, Died. Right. Um, yeah. It's hard to do that. But yeah. um, it is it's tricky. Um but Skywalker yeah. can do that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we're fine. But on a five million dollar uh, budget. Yeah. <laughs> Remember not so much. Um yeah, I, I, he did mention um on Joe Rogan's podcast that he said the reason why he was able to get so many cameos was because he was able to just go to people and be like Look, guilt trip him. Yeah, I had a yeah. heart attack. Yeah. I don't know how much longer we're gonna be here. And he even includes that in the movie. Come down to New Orleans, yeah. yeah. Well, and he was very he was very upset that like Ben Affleck didn't contact him when he yeah. was had his heart yes. attack. Yeah. So like that 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 was how big the rift was there. Yeah. You know? Like that's pretty tough. So but 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 when he when he does show up in later in the movie, and even though like the movie, like it goes on, the scene kind of goes on long and it's it's super indulgent, although there's some cute scenes and like where he's like uh, uh, like what did he say like uh, Martha you mentioned there's like a little yeah. joke about oh Martha. yeah like I don't remember what Bruce Wayne's mom's name yeah. right right and he kind of like yeah. pauses and looks to the screen it's kind of cute yeah. but yeah I I was just the Instagram post that he posted like about like my boyfriend's back or whatever yes. and like how they embraced and hug and he's like Ben's just a guy you can hug you know like yeah. he's just a big guy that's all I care about it that was neat to happy. see him in the scene and. And I like that they were able to write in the scene with Alyssa Jones and like, yeah, you know, he was like, it was, yeah. it was cute. It was cute. Yeah. I, I, we kind of have a happy ending here as far as Kevin yeah. Smith's life goes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, there's going to be true. more movies, but 
he's kind of in a good place with a lot of people in his life, and he's happy with where he is. Yeah. His health is doing great. So yeah, yeah, man, we we have a happy ending here, guys. Yeah, we didn't. So end far on in two thousand twenty, yeah. in twenty twenty, things are looking up. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, in you know two thousand ten, they weren't looking up no. so much. <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> they were really, he was in really bad shape. Yeah. He's they, all the way. like pot, the, like TMZ type shots of him like getting gas, and he's just like yeah. oh, he he's 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 Tuscan size. You know, he could have been a Tusk or yes. Walrus. Could have been. Yeah. You know, he was a very big guy, and you're just like, oh gosh, like it just breaks your heart because you know, just, someone like that's just giving up. Like, yeah. You right. just kind of gave up. Yep. You're just sitting around. You're just eating chocolate donuts all day long. It's like. You know, it is really tough, especially knowing how his, his dad went out. Yeah, so, exactly. Just like you're just kind of waiting for death. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, before any, we sign off, yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk more about reboot, but I'd like to go through if it's okay with you because this is your old podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk about our favorite film and then our least favorite film. I think I'm we already know our yeah, least yeah. favorites, but yeah. You want to go ahead? No, go ahead. Oh, okay, I'm gonna let him start with me. Sure, or, go oh, for okay. it. Yeah. Uh, favorite film is Clerks Two. I'm gonna mention it. Like I'm, uh, I hadn't seen it in a couple years actually before I revisited it, and I was like, I, ho- I hope it. I still love this movie because like I'd been saying Clerks Two is like my favorite, and uh, you know it it still is. Clerks is probably a close second, and uh, I I really just as an honorable mention like a Jersey Girl like really yeah. like I I was so it was kind of like the whole like uh, Seth Rogen movie the, the long the long shot movie yeah. It's like you just have like such little, you know, maybe then cop out for you as well. You know, like you have such low expectations going into it. And I've already seen it, but it's just like my life was different, you know, and yeah. seeing it like through new eyes and uh, having more of an appreciation for like Ben Affleck as an actor and more respect. Like, I, you know, I just, there, there, you sometimes you just let the, the, that was like the forest and the trees kind of saying, you know, like you can't see the forest for the trees. And it's like, I think you kind of get caught up in that moment and the whole like, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez thing. It got a bad rap. So, yeah. And I love George George Carlin in that. It was so good. So, anyway. All right. Awesome. My least favorite? I think, I, yeah. Tusk. Tusk. I, I can tell Tusk you Tusk and Yoga Hosers. Like, I, I hate to say it because they're like two of the three most recent movies. <sighs> they are. But yeah. they're hot garbage in a lot of ways. And I'm so sorry, Kevin yeah. Smith. I mean, I, I love you to death, man. I'll, I'll always, I'll go see your hot garbage any day of the week. Uh, yep. That's, if that means anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> We are financially committed. Right yeah, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm supporting you, pal. Uh, so, yeah, no surprise here. Yoga Hoser is my least favorite. I think we've said everything there is to say about that one. Um, I, I was torn between Dogma and Chasing Amy just for different reasons. And I guess for today, because this can change at any moment, maybe yeah, ask me tomorrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Chasing Amy, That's man. a strong choice. Yeah, it's a strong choice. Flick, Holds so. up surprisingly well uh, 23 years later. Right? Oh, gosh, it doesn't seem like it should be that long, but wow. All right, Adam. Uh, my my least favorite, I think, just kind of by design, probably yoga hosers. Mm. Um, it's probably the same kind of thing. I mean, like Tusk and yoga hosers, they're just kind of interchangeable. Like, <laughs> I, I'll watch them um, and you know enjoy them for Kevin Smith, but right, it, it's it's one of those like I'll, I'll, maybe the commentary is worth money. Yeah, you know? yeah maybe. I'm just, yeah. I'm just listen to the commentary. Of, it's one of those like I know why they got made, but at the same time, when I ask the question, like, why did these get made? Like, <laughs> like how I, did this I, get made? I, That's I a good podcast. Yeah, right? Um, and while I think Clerks Two is his best movie, I think Mallrats will forever be my favorite. Mm. Um, I just, Solid choice too. I just, yeah. I mean, 
the the Jersey trilogy, I think, is I mean, will always stand on its own. And Mallrats, I don't know if it's just because it was the first one that I saw. And nostalgia is the, big. Nostalgia is big. Yeah. I, I mean, I can watch Mallrats over. I watched it twice the other day. You know how I feel, Adam. Rewatchability plays a big factor yes, in like my. So yes, if you if yeah. you can rewatch something again and again and again and again, whether or not it's, it's the greatest yeah. film ever made matters not. Yep. It's like it's your favorite movie. Mallrats is you know, Mallrats is my favorite. Right on. Cool. All right. Yes. Well, we, we covered a lot of different movies there yes, with our favorites. Wow. I think we all agreed on the least favorite, but yes. you know, like our favorites, we were pretty pretty all over the place. I think yeah. that's cool. I think that speaks to Kevin Smith's yes. library of movies. We're really thorough with that too, though. That's nice. Yeah. Yes. Oh, all yes. right. That's how we do so, it on the Cinemasters of the Universe. That's how we roll. <laughs> so I guess uh, TM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, TM. Let's, let's trademark that. Uh, so, so, damn it. <laughs> Put yours in the comments. Yeah, no doubt. Do Let this. us know. Yeah. Uh, we we, we know that. you guys watch and listen to us. I've yes. s- I've seen I've seen the numbers. He sees the numbers. Uh, he tells me about them. We we you know follow us on Twitter. Uh, I I keep busy with uh, the at BitGeek podcast. I do most of my Cinemasters uh, also on that Twitter account. Uh, also, I have a Twitter account at Ron Avis and. Uh, there's a there's a BitGeek Facebook page, uh, bit, it, but it's not – we don't really keep up with it all that much, which I should. Uh, but that's just Facebook.com slash TheBitGeeks. And uh, also check out our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com slash BitGeeks – or BitGeek, uh, no S at the end. And if, in case you didn't know, we have a YouTube channel. You can see our smiling faces yes. right now. Uh, you could see me doing the dolphin early on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. yeah thank you. And uh, Matt? Uh, yeah, so uh, before we sign off on this, I do want to bring this up. Kevin Smith has said before, you know, like uh, when people have asked him, uh, what's the most important thing you can do in life? And he's like, you know, create. Mm-hmm. Give some kind of art out there. Create some piece of media that's going to live on yep. after you. And that's what you guys are doing here, That's man. why I'm doing it, man. Exactly. Your great, great grandkids are going to watch this, and they're not going to go any of these they're movies. They're going to be terribly embarrassed of <laughs> but me. They may be, yeah. They might. Like, but they'll no. learn so much. They're going to see, and it, yeah. this is the way he talks. I like that's why Kevin Smith podcasts with his mom and stuff too. It's like I'm gonna have yeah. these podcasts forever. Yeah, exactly. It's so you know for giving me the gift of coming on here today. I mean, you guys are kind of giving me a little go at immortality too. So no, I no. thank you guys. You're, for, you're, uh, you're very welcome on, to come back anytime. Officially enshrined in yes. the cinema master. You're a member. You've you got to get the in. tattoo now. We yeah. got a oh, we got a we got yeah. a branding iron over here. We've oh, been yes. on my ass. It's been Let's on hot it. coals for the last four hours actually. <laughs> yeah. After we're done, we're gonna roll up your sleeve and I'll just brand you with this. Just just put it on my ball. If you hear a sizzling sound in your podcast. After after we're done, I'll get the cloaks. Ah, the cloaks the are in the dryer. Nice. The cloaks are in the dryer. Light all the candles. <laughs> oh shit! We were supposed to do that up front. It gets, gets a little weird after yeah, the we, first podcast. We do get. We like to get a little weird. It's all right. Though. Yeah, it's we all like right. to get a little traditional. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah. What about you, Adam? Anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh, Snoogans. Snooge did the news. Yeah. That's all. That's 15 all. bucks, little man. Put, Put that shit, shit in, in my hand. hand. <laughs> that money doesn't show. Oh, me, oh, me, oh. My jungle love. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we, oh. Think I want to know you, know you. Yeah, what? I'm just going to fade to black. Yeah.